you are watching the vodka stream. Yo, what is happening, guys? It is Friday. So you guys had a good week. Missed you guys because I didn't even do any Film Junkie Lives this week. That's right. Took the week off, which I know you guys saw that. But, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, hey, I have the week off from regular work. So why not just kind of take a break from doing, uh, well, at least uh, Film Junkie Live, I guess. You know, I was still going to do the vodka stream because I already had uh, my guest tonight. We already talked about him coming on tonight. And so I was like, yeah. And uh, most and um, I will say this next week, though, next Friday, there won't be a vodka stream. I know. But uh, I'm going out of town next week and we're leaving Friday morning. So there's not going to be a vodka stream next week. So, yep, I know. I know. What are you going to do on your Friday? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you'll figure it out, hopefully. Hopefully, but uh, yeah, so don't expect it next week, but we're definitely doing it tonight. Uh, excited to talk to my guest, and uh, of course, I'm going to take my complimentary shot, my vodka shot for the night. So uh, cheers, guys. Welcome to uh, welcome to Friday. Ooh, ah, yeah, ooh. And then tonight, I thought I'd give these a whirl. I was trying to decide... If I wanted to do like my normal vodka drink with, uh, you know, just a regular seltzer and um, my vodka. But I was like, you know what? Truly has these vodka seltzers. So I thought fitting. So let's see what this bad boy is like. I've never had I've had obviously many seltzers and I've had truly seltzers, but I haven't had their vodka seltzers. So cheers. Ah, you know what? Not bad. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Hmm. All right, then. That's pretty good. All right, good. Uh, let's see what we got here. We got Lawrence Fury right here. Good to see you, buddy. I stand, yep, standing with all that. Somebody actually posted a, a picture of Mr. Corn Sweat hanging out. Forgot, you know, if I asked a friend of his or something like that, I saw that earlier on the uh, the, the the timeline, and I thought that was pretty cool. Tony Movie, uh, Chappie, D9, Neil Blomkamp fan, Dave, just rewatched the Electra Director's Cut. Well, not a movie. Well, not a great movie, but I still would rather watch it than Captain Marvel and Black Widow. Ooh, overall, it's a solid comic book film, and I plan on reviewing it. Good. I'll have to revisit that. I know I've seen that cut. I've seen the director's cut of Daredevil. They're, of course, always better. <laughs> so it's just like, hey, can you just leave these filmmakers to do what they want to do, you know, when it comes to their cuts, I guess, because it always just seems like it's better because whatever the studio ends up putting out, not so great. Not so great, but hey. Yeah, so I'll have to revisit that. I know there was the news today, which is interesting because all these scoopers kept on saying, like, so-and-so is going to be in Deadpool 3. So-and-so is going to be in Deadpool 3 and of course you know we've been speculating we saw we saw Halle Berry's hair we saw her hair when it came to uh, her posting which of course she had the storm color in her hair so it was like come on you're in it you're totally coming back so we all but it was just funny that THR was like hey guess what Jennifer Gardner coming back it's like really you guys decided just to to, to do that on huh interesting 
Ahoy, ahoy, Mr. Jason McKenzie. Always good to see you. Always good to see you, buddy. Thank you for showing up. We got Eleanor right here. Enjoying your week. Oh, yeah, I totally did. Uh, I mean, I was still posting videos and posting, you know, things and stuff like that. Still keeping track and, you know, writing things and cleaning up things in the computer. I was doing all kinds of stuff like that. But it was kind of cool to not have to worry about daytime work. I mean, my God, daytime work to not worry about that which is absolutely great. It's just, but it's so hard to get out of that mindset because usually I'm like walking back and forth between my two workstations. So it was hard to like get adjusted to that. I mean, of course, 4th of July was on Tuesday. So, you know, of course stayed at the lady's house and uh, we barbecued, we had uh, carne asada, we had chicken, some pollo, and she made some really delicious rice and all the fixings and everything. And yeah, we had a good time, watched some fireworks good fireworks show. And then, uh, she had to work the next day. <laughs> I didn't. So, you know, that was kind of nice. Hey, we got Mr. Phil right here. Good to see you. Good to see you. We got Mr. William Powell. What is happening? Definitely not the worst. Okay. So you're still, okay. Oh, you're talking about the first five hours of She-Hulk and okay, cool. Hey, we got Wonder Meg here. Yeah. You like that? I got a blue beetle shirt. Look at that. I was like, all right, I'll wear it tonight. My mom got me it. She saw, she was at Walmart's Saw it, grabbed it for me. So I was like, cool. Yeah, why not? So here you go. Blue Beetle shirt out of town, Vegas. No, not Vegas. Um, going to Lake Havasu. So going out there, not going to Vegas. I know one of these days I'll get back to Vegas. Uh, what's going on, Tehran? Good to see you. Good to see you. We got Lennox right here. What is up? What is up? Going to be going to get, hey, go get some beer, Phil. You know, if you want to be. You know, you want to be part of the panel, get some beer. What's going on, Cortez? Uh, hello, Dave. Been pretty much in the dark without you on the... Yeah, but it's always nice. Yeah, I know. I know. I just Sometimes you just need a week off when it comes to all that. So, But I'll be back next week doing the normal Film Junkie Live, so don't worry about that. Let's see. Never understand why some... Yeah, now. Yeah, studios. That's why... That's why uh, I'm just saying, like, I know a lot of people aren't too excited when it comes to... James Gunn, but I mean, the the best thing about it is he he's running the whole thing. So that's where it's like different. And that's where I go. OK, so I mean, yeah, he still has to report to Zazzy Pants and Warner Brothers. Sure. Even though. But I mean, they're basically just letting him do his whole thing. So that's what's good about it. And if only that would have happened with Zach and his movies. But we still got what he wanted. We just didn't get the rest of it. That's all. What's going on, Kenneth? Good to see you. We got uh, Fire Mutt 808 right here. Aloha. Good to see you. I know, right? Mama Film Junkie. She does that. She'll do, she'll do like, I bought a shirt for you. And I'm like, cool. Because I've been, I mean, I've been lagging when it comes to buying new merch, new everything. I mean, yeah, I've been lagging because I've been like in like saber mode this this uh most of this year. So I haven't really been buying like a lot of things. But so that's why when she's like, hey. I've got this blue beetle shirt. I could take it back. I, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, no, I'll totally wear that. I'll totally rock it. Hopefully she joins and sees, sees that I'm wearing it. I mean, it is a little, it's, it's, uh, you know, the fabric's a little rough. You know, I feel like I can maybe sand the table with it a little bit. It's not that rough. I've had worse rough shirts, but it's Walmart. What are you going to do? You know, it's still, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Uh, Lennox Gunn is a creator and executive, uh, has the potential to be revolutionary in Hollywood. I mean, we, one can only hope, man. One can only freaking hope. 
So anyways, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, get my guests in here and let's uh, give him a chat. Let's uh, talk with him for a little bit. Let's see. Let me set the tweet up a little bit. Has joined the stream. Okay. Ah, my freaking, I got to get a new keyboard. My keyboard's messed up because uh, the one key sticks. Not sure what I spilled on it. Probably some kind of alcohol. It, it sticks. So when I try to do a exclamation point, it goes exclamation point and then a bunch of ones. So kind of a pain in the ass. But I might have to get a new keyboard. So all right, let's. Whoop! Don't turn that off. Turn that off. We'll turn that down. There's the feed. The back. There we go. All right, setting up the tweets. All right, let's bring him in here. Uh, we met him at Full Circle. Nice dude. And then uh, saw that he was making something of his very own. And uh, we're going to be talking about that tonight, as well as, you know, relive some Full Circle things. And uh, you know what, guys? Uh, I forgot to, uh, I'm going to pin this right now, but I forgot we're actually doing charity. We wanted to do like a little charity thing right here. So let me uh, let me see here. Let me do that first. Sorry, I know Jacob's in the back. But let me uh, go ahead, because obviously I always have the AFSP link, the autumn one. So I forgot to pin it to the thing here. So let's, uh, I mean, obviously we're at, what, 414, uh, $1,549. Let's, uh, let's get it up a little bit more tonight. Let me go ahead and uh, throw it right there. Boom. So there's the link in the chat going to pin it. Let's see where up. There we go. Pin the message. Let's go ahead and do that. All right. So there we go. Now it's pinned onto the chat. Almost forgot about that. My bad. My bad. So if you, you guys can donate, you know, if you if you want to throw a super chat this way, throw it to the link. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's let's talk about some. Uh, we haven't done a charity stream in a, in a while, so let's do that instead. Instead of uh, throwing a super chat at the uh, the channel, so. All right, let's go ahead and bring him in. Mr. Jacob, what is happening, sir? How's it going, Dave? It's going pretty good. How you doing? Doing all right. Cool. Thank you for I, joining. Uh, no uh, no vodka tonight, but I had to shout out uh, <laughs> well, my local brewery. Okay. Okay. Very well, well, cheers, man. Thank you for joining. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Mm. So, well, we met uh, met you. Met your uh, You were there with your, your father, right? Yep. At the full circle event. And uh, it's funny too, because I mean, um, I remember when, when everything, all the madness was happening that first night. And uh, I was like, when I retweeted some, I think I took a picture and you were just taking a, your picture with Zach. So I took yeah. a picture of you. So it was like offset. Cause like Zach and Debbie had just arrived. So I posted that. Yeah. You were right there in the picture. So, I mean, how, how was that meeting Zach for the first time? So I was talking to Steven and yeah. he had like, I had no idea. I started hearing like commotion, but I was trying to talk to Steven. I also learned apparently the other day that he had like laryngitis. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. For yeah. once, Steven was quiet for most of the day that day. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't notice. He was very talkative yeah. when I was with him, but I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was, it was an interesting day because he was feeling it. And when we woke up the next day, he was like, all right, I'm going to try to hold my, you know, I'm going to, talk as least amount as possible and and he did until he pretty much got there i mean i think like when it came to just being there and talking but he wanted to make sure that his voice he saved his voice for the commentary yeah 
So, but yeah, I'm glad that he was uh, still talking, talking. Well, to yeah, I was talking to him and um, I was looking at his camera actually. Of and course. then he was just like, oh, there he is. And I looked up, I was like, yeah, okay. And I went back and then I was like, oh no, that's actually Zack Snyder. Uh, so then <laughs> nobody was like, I think everyone was kind of just like in shock. And this was before like the flock of people went to him. So I kind of got in there a little bit, like sooner than everyone else did. Uh, and I kind of blacked out for a second. I know I talked for too long. Um, and I remember shaking his hand and telling him about um, the charity work that I've done on my previous projects. And I talked about this new one a little bit. And then before I knew it, I was back at the bar getting uh, a cocktail. So nice. It was cool. It was yeah. It was just, it was funny because, yeah, I think we all suspected that he, that he was going to come out. But when he just came out, it was just so like, oh, yeah, Zach's here. And then yeah, I remember I was like, I was hanging out on the, the outside of it. And then I was just like, oh, and then I just went, Zach, what's up? And then we, we said hi to each other. And then that was it. And then all of a sudden, it just, yeah, everybody, everybody was scattered. And then all of a sudden, it just yeah. started like closing in. And it was like, okay, like get your drink now, Zach, because exactly. you're not going to have a chance. You're not going to have a chance after this, but I mean, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, that's, what's so great about the guy. And I wanted to get your, uh, before we start talking about your, uh, your new project, I wanted to, uh, get your backstory on things. I mean, obviously you have, you have a, you have a YouTube channel that you post your, your stuff on. You have TikTok as well. Yep. And, um, and yeah, I just want to get to your origin story when it comes to all that. Like what sure. made you want to start um, all that? So uh started doing this whole thing i was a freshman in high school um my friends would like be going out on friday nights and stuff and like doing fun things together and i was uh maybe not catching an invite so i would find myself in my basement just watching movies and then uh, one day like my dad comes down and he's like talking to 15 year old me and he's like, why the hell is the Godfather on the TV? I'm like, I don't know. That's cool. Um, so then I like more time would go by and I kind of caught myself like just watching movies in a different way. Like he'd be down there again and I would say something just like outlandishly technical about like lighting or the score or just something like that. And then I was just kind of like, yeah, I kind of like this stuff. So started, it, it honestly started with a lot of uh, Zach's stuff. Um, I remember seeing man of steel and that was like long before high school but that's kind of when i started like starting to really get into it and i like the first true like thing that i did was like recut trailers for justice league at the time um and then i would do it for other movies too and then before i knew it i was picking up a camera and writing stuff and then it just became like this giant obsession i just kept saving money for better and uh bigger things like more lenses and I got really into aerial photography with drones and stuff. Um, mm. And I was uh, just graduating high school and COVID hit and nobody was really doing anything and nobody was like out and about. So I was like, I'm going to go shoot a movie in downtown Westfield, which is my hometown at like three in the morning. So I wrote this story. Westfield is that's in California, right? Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, <laughs> way off on that one no you're good um <laughs> we had this serial killer that lived in westfield like 30 years ago okay. and he lived on my street actually and i <laughs> um i wanted to write this story that was like okay what if what if he had a son 
And I was obsessed with like legacy at the time. And I was just like, oh, what are the repercussions of having a father that's like a terrible person, like to the most extreme, um, you know, extent. And so just this little like seven minute short that I did with my friends and kind of snowballed from there. Uh, A year later is when I did a a short film called Mankind's Eye. And that was all like this really weird and experimental deconstruction of like what it means to be a man and like just Uh really weird ideas that don't really make any sense in terms of like a story. But like I knew I wanted to do it. And that was the first time I had done um, a charity with it. Um, So that was I guess that would have been in 21 so I was a sophomore in college um, and I, I do like a bunch of smaller projects throughout the year, but every single summer, like in between yeah. school years is when I do, when I do the big one. Um, and that was kind of like my first leap into something um, bigger than what I thought I was capable of. That was like me literally like throwing myself into the deep end and seeing if I could even doggy paddle. Right. Um, uh, last year I did uh, something even crazier. That was uh, Lucid. Um, that was like a, my year of like obsessions about dreams. Um, so I wanted to make this story that was like a sci-fi, but I had this idea of like a, a Doc and Marty kind of dynamic with like a college professor and one of his students. And he has like, he keeps having this like recurring dream and they're like working together to try to figure out like what it is and, you know, what the message is and that one was, that's my biggest project or my longest project to date. And that was crazy because really? okay. that one had like a bunch of, uh, I think there were like 15 visual effect shots um, that we had to do. And that was cool. Um, and then I did a, a bunch of shorts in the past year. Um, most of them for like classes and stuff like that. Um, and now we just finished shooting a one man show, which is a, love story tragedy musical crazy weird and uh <laughs> cool but weird and cool but weird I like it, that it lives in its own world it's well not- it sounds like you get you like when it comes to ideas that you've made i mean you're pretty diverse when it comes you're not just doing like one singular you know thing i mean you went from lucid dream sci-fi thing which that sounds really cool to romance musical kind of you know thing right there so the fact that you're not sticking to just one particular genre is great yeah i want to i want to touch all the bases at at some point um but yeah again it just it comes in these weird obsessions that i can't seem to get out of my head until i actually like make something of it um and it all started yeah back when i did uh the one about the serial killer is called in my blood i don't know if i said that but uh, yeah I think you, yeah, I don't know if you said the title, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what so damn. Um, so when it comes to funding this kind of stuff, like you said, you know, VFX shot, I mean, I mean, do you is it just all do you do like crowdfunding or is it just how are you getting funding for like because I even like with the latest thing, I'm seeing some of your equipment, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, it's not just you know, holding a you know a a digital camera or something like that. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. It used to be that way. Yes, um, of course. It always starts off that way. Sure. Um, I, I mean, I work as a like a freelance videographer okay. um, whenever I can. Um, I'm actually a videographer for my school, which is nice. And they kind of made that position for me. And thank you, Wabash College. Um, <laughs> and then, 
a lot of my work over the summer is like for golf courses. Um, I've got a couple weddings lined up, so that's kind of where the fun comes from. Um, but, uh, it's not, it's not, a, a it's not fun <laughs> in the sense that it's like, this shit is expensive yeah. as hell. Of course. Um, but I mean, you got to do it and yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy to, it's hundred percent, uh, all passion and I, I love it. So I wouldn't give it up for the world. Well, that's cool. But uh, so you do freelancing and um, I mean, how's that going? I mean, I'm sure that I, I mean, like, obviously, when you're talking to Steven, you guys are probably talking about lenses. And I mean, that guy loves his cameras. I mean, as much as I can appreciate a camera, too. But man, when it comes to especially even Zach, I mean, Zach on this very program, even one time was like, like they he went off on lenses for a bit to the mm-hmm. point where he got up and got like this crazy lens but i'm sure that's what you you know talking to steven you probably got some pointers from him on this 100%. Yeah. yeah um guys I, I think i broke him out of his laryngitis silence because i brought up the word glass and he yeah. started talking so yeah i mean the the fact that he was trying to save his voice yeah if you get him started on lenses there's no way you're gonna get that man to stop not at all, which is great. That's what's because you look at the pictures that he takes and even the pictures that he took at full circle. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely fantastic. And that's why, I mean, it was it was funny. It was cool, too. Like when he showed up during the commentary and I saw him like walking around and taking pictures of all kinds of things. I'm like, can't wait to see those. Um, and they were, of course, just absolutely great. But yeah, that guy. Um, and I, when I even bought before I bought this camera that I have right now, I immediately i mean he was the first person i i said i was like hey would this be good i mean it's not too expensive it's not too cheap it's like right there it's good for this and he and he he gave me he was like yeah he gave me the 100 like thumbs up like yeah get this camera it's good and then of course eventually i want to get some lenses i'll get there eventually to make something a little bit cooler anytime he shows up in this thing i mean his background's all blurred he's yeah. like right there it looks it just looks uh it looks awesome but uh, yeah, so yeah, it's you. You definitely did break him out of that because he he loves to talk to lenses. But uh, no, that's cool. And um, you know, like you said, you gotta you know you jump into the deep end. You paddle a little bit. It's just you and it. I mean, I've I've made some short films myself, and it's just you know you have what you have. Yeah, and you you try to hit up people. I mean, that's gotta be like one of the hardest things too. Is like you you're writing a story or a movie or something like that you got to cast it try so, doing, try yeah. doing in indiana oh yeah <laughs> sure it's i'm sure that's difficult yeah well, listen so i mean like when i first started it was of course just like my buddies and people that have like what's my line again yeah that kind of thing like yeah. for the millionth time um but i mean now i've met a, a lot of amazing people um my lead on one man show her name is katie flaherty She's from LA. She is a PA um, out there. She does. She's a freelance PA, but she did work on Succession mm. uh, and a, uh, Rap Shit. I think it is. I don't know. I think it's another Rap HBO shit. show. Yeah, um, but she's done. She. I love her because she is so prepared. She's been on a film set. She like knows the character. Like I don't have to tell her the line. She just like she asked me like, oh, I wonder what she would feel in this moment. I'm like, yes. Mm. You're it. Um, yeah. yeah exactly. you're, not, you're not telling your buddy, like, your buddy's like, hey, what? what's going on in this thing? Huh? 
you know yeah, yeah. she's like 100 like going i want to i want to be like i want to fall into this character as opposed to just your buddy going okay i'll do it <laughs> kind yeah. of well the funny thing is about that same buddy yeah um, we we had to go back a second night at three in the morning just to get some like pickups and he shows up with a haircut and i'm like I can't do that <laughs> So we had to reshoot the entire thing in one night. Shit. Um, he was like, he was like, why can't I, why can't I have a haircut? I'm like, dude, have you ever like seen a movie before? Look up the dish definition continuity. There you go. That's what that's what this is all about right here. But uh, no, I remember um, I shot I shot a short film one time called All In. It was a poker movie, poker movie. It was a poker movie who done it kind of thing. And obviously, like, it just kind of came up with this story that I had, like, the beginning, the end, and I filled it in. And I was like, all right, cool. I, I have a cool thing, thing to do here. So, of course, I rallied people up. And um, my, my, my best buddy, who was going to be, like, the comic relief dude, um, we were going to shoot it at his house. He had a poker table. He had a good setting. We we're going to do it there. And then, of course, like, he, I show up to his house. He's not there. <laughs> it's like, he's not there. And then so I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. And then he, he doesn't show up till very late. He totally forgot. So then we had to do it another night. And then there was like a friend of a friend knew this girl who was going to play the, the, uh, the female character at the table. She was actually an aspiring actress. And she showed up and totally professional, totally cool, totally everything. But I think like after the first night, she was like, wait, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be something a little bit more, you know, of a production budget. So when we try to get her back the second night, nothing. Like, mm -hmm. no, no, she wouldn't answer her phone, anything, nothing. So when it came to, um, I remember it was like, every character was like going to be like, go all in and then be out, you know, and everybody's trying to figure out who is like this hidden character kind of thing. Cool. And she was actually supposed to be the second one to go out. So I had to re-edit it for her to be the first one to go out because okay. I couldn't get the rest of her, like when she's not at the table anymore or, you know, or something, I forgot exactly why, but yeah. So it's like one of those things where I had to work around it. You know, you know, I had to rearrange the the story just to fit the fact that she didn't show up that second night and uh, it still worked. I still, you know, I still I thought it turned out pretty well. But yeah, sometimes you just well, run into I mean, little hiccups, you know. There's Well, yeah, 100 percent. I think the biggest um, eye opening thing about this, all of this for me, like growing up with it and like learning, like teaching myself, I, I'm. I'm an art major at Wabash college because Wabash college doesn't yeah. have a film major and I've taught myself everything I know, but like the best thing you can do for yourself if you want to be a filmmaker is to make a film. Yeah. There's like so many people in my shoes that are like wanting to go to film school or maybe some people in film school that have never even tried it. And they have like a letterbox account. That's cool. You're a barista at Starbucks. Do something. You know what I mean? Like, huh? there's so many things that I learned and like the biggest challenge is like knowing that something is going to go wrong. Just like, like, like you said, always. and it's always about how you can, you know, get through it. Like that's the whole experience of trying to do this. So. Yeah. And you know, you hear about those horror stories on sets, you know, where 
or they have to do something. And then I can't even imagine when it came to, you know, when COVID and when the pandemic hit, I mean, that, that had to be just like a huge wake up call when it came to a lot of all that and all the, the things that they had to do when it came to trying to just get something done. And then, yeah, there's always going to be something. And like you said, you know, that's good advice. It's like some people don't just talk about it. Yeah. Fucking do it. Like get out there and do it. And, uh, teach yourself i mean that's the thing it's like of course everybody is like oh yeah i should go to film school should go to film school sure if you want to go ahead absolutely but jesus christ quentin tarantino worked at a fucking video store he didn't go to film school you know he just like he made it happen this was before the internet now you have all all these resources yeah everything you could look at it like okay how do i achieve this or how do i look at that i mean i've taught myself many times how to do things too when it comes to green screening when it comes to a lot of things like you could just find it and just yeah like i said just do it if you have like a a decent camera which you can really get one nowadays for not too expensive you could find something and just go out and do it and just try to make the best of it i mean we've uh, i've had uh the ion stone um guys on here ion stone podcast those guys, they showed us their trailer of their like Joker-esque kind of movie that has to do with a dude that's like a mime. They showed the trailer on here and it was just kind of like, all right, there you go. You guys just, you had an idea, you went out and did it. And this trailer is cut very well. It sets the mood, sets the tone, really shows what this movie is going to be about. And you have like a, like a dark, eerie tone to it and you really captured it. And, you know, is it like, is it something that you would see in the, no, it's, it's, it's homemade. It's like, it's not with the biggest production, but it still turned out very, you know, very awesomely, you know, and we've had other people on here too, like uh, Axel, who shows up here, who has a, a short film with, uh, with Robin that he's doing, you know, and it's just, and he's just, it's something that he wanted to do, put it out there and, you know, he's still working on it because again, it's not easy when you're you know you have other people and it's you have a normal life you know it's not easy to just have like a hey we're gonna shoot during this you know and then get it all done but you just got to do it you just got to do that and you know get your get your uh get your uh what do they call it your feet wet yeah that's what it there is. you go yeah 100 percent agree yeah so so you got all that and then when you like you said you became a Zack snyder fan Sure. When did you uh, like, okay. So you kind of briefly talked about like, like that, but like, when did you really like, when it came to like, maybe even the Snyder cut movement, was there something that really like that you saw online or something that, I mean, well, first off when you saw justice league, Mm -hmm. was that like a wake up call or was that something? I don't know. Like, so that's a very funny question. Okay, good. It's just, yes. Person I saw, uh, justice league with is watching this right now so oh okay thank you for watching um nice i remember sitting down in class on november 16th 2017 i wish i still had this notebook i saw (laughs) that the runtime was what an hour and 59 minutes or two hours two hours i think it was two hours and one minute or something like that yeah we knew roughly like what scenes were kind of going to be in there. And I remember, cause the rumor like at the time was like the history lesson opened up and I'm like literally with a notebook jotting down each scene that I know is in the movie and trying to guess how long it would be and trying to figure out why the movie was two hours long. <laughs> and I'm like, 
this doesn't add up. Yeah. Like it, it just doesn't. So um, we went and saw the movie that Thursday and then I came out of it and I was like, um, well, no. Um, <laughs> and no. listen, I, a lot of people were in the boat of like, defend, 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 defend. Oh no yeah. What. Um, one of those people. Yeah. I remember actually your like first reaction, like in the yep. car and I can't even remember what it was, but it was just like, Oh, it was, it was rough. It was rough because I, and I know like, I know like uh, the people, you know, the, some of the haters out there will always throw that, that first reaction review in my face. But I remember walking back to my car, just feeling sick um, because I, and I remember the, one of the, the guys that was there and I was talking to was like, and I remember I turned to him, I said, they really de-snidered the shit out of that movie, didn't they? And he was like, yep. And, and then I was just kind of going and I sat in my car for about 10 minutes going, what do I say? Because I didn't want to just like bring it down. I regret that. And I've said that many times. I wish I would have just said, what the, like open up with what the fuck? But anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> continue. No, it was, yeah. it was, uh, that whole story is just so weird, um, yeah. with everything that had happened. And just like the, it, the weirdness of what I felt was just like, that is wrong but like yeah. i have to and i you know like i just it feels like everyone wanted to love it so much because zach's name was attached to it and like this it was a zach snyder movie at the time and yeah. it's just like we have to like this is it like because of all the rumors like beforehand like oh this has to be oh, yeah you know it had to be had to live up to what it was supposed to be um well the but, rumors were also saying you know oh yeah they're gonna try to reshoot like most of the movie in six months i'm like yeah. they wouldn't do that that's exactly. ridiculous and then they try to do that it's <laughs> like like so, what yeah um but i think it really really started um the day that the ultimate edition of mm. evs came out because i remember watching that and i was like floored um I think there's a podcast about it, but it, the movie is like so uh, good. Like it's just, I, yeah. and I tell that, that half people, hour, that half hour makes so much of a difference. I tell people all the time that that movie is so incredibly sophisticated that it's just like, it literally lives in a world of its own. It's not comparable. I think the closest thing to it is probably Watchmen. Um, mm -hmm. But even then, like, I don't think, Watchmen has like the level of detail that BVS does. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where it started. And then I was a senior in high school and I was in a, like a, a speech class and we had to give speeches and there had to be a topic. And I was like, release the Snyder cut. Uh, <laughs> nice. But it was more of like a, an analysis on like the situation. So I have been, I've been educating people on what happened from like 2014 to 2021 basically and even what's kind of happened after like it's all incredible and i want to talk about this later but okay. um i have a very very good and you know someone's probably going to beat me to this but i would love to do netflix if you're watching i'm here um like a, a last day okay like 
series. Not yeah, like a show, but yeah, like the last dance, like a docu series on this entire thing. And I think it would be. I am with you on this. I've considered it myself. Maybe we should talk more. Maybe there's something I don't know. Like okay, so <clears throat> I mean, obviously th- this whole thing. I mean, and it's funny too because okay, I want to ask you this since when it comes to. I mean, especially when it comes to music, there's have you ever like heard a song like maybe from your favorite band or maybe not. And you just hear the song and you go, holy shit, I could see a whole scene of something using this song or something mm-hmm. or just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that just happens to me all the time where I could hear a song from a band I like or I could hear it for the first time. And I could just be like, man, just the way that is right there, that could fit in like some kind of something. And it's funny too. And one of my my favorite bands is Foo Fighters, and I was like, "Man, there's a song that they did." And I'm not going to say the song because it's not like a known song or anything like that. But there's a certain song where I'm like, "Man, if I ever did something that had to do with this journey when it came to all this, I'm like, this would probably be the good a good song to end it with." Now, naturally, if you actually do something like that, you had to get approval, and that costs a lot of money. Sure. So that's what that's what sucks. It's like. Man, the song would be so perfect to do like a little montage thing right here. But no, I'm with you on that. I mean, and it's funny, too, because I've talked to uh, a buddy of mine who's in that world. He said that, you know, that's there's I mean, he he was saying that there there might be people that are already pitching kind of something like that or something. I don't know. But I haven't heard anything about it since. But I mean, a, a Snyder cut, like a release of Snyder cut showing the journey from Man of Steel to now. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even know if it even has to go back that far. I think if, yeah. if well, I mean, it would have to touch a, touch it a little bit because that's where the journey kind of started. I mean, like when Zach even posted, like, "Hey, thank you for being on this journey for me after the ten year anniversary." I mean, so yeah. I mean, it would have to be like a little bit of that, but mainly, of course, you know, when it came to the real, you know, the whole the, the whole campaign and everything. So sure, I I see it more of like. Okay. Uh, it, first of all, it would need to be Netflix because of course a lot of exposure and punches are going to be thrown at Warner Brothers during this thing, which I think is awesome. At yes. least in my mind. And I would want to have interviews set up with like uh, Chuck Rovin and Chris Nolan. And well, if we can't get anybody and we can only get one person, I would probably want DJ because he'll never stop talking. Um, <laughs> but would not, would not. That'd be so good. It, this thing could be like full of pretty much everyone that was involved. And then there'd be like a thing that comes up that says like Jeff Johns, John Berg and Joss Whedon have declined to comment. Um, <laughs> but yes, I like that. Anyway, sorry. That's, no. if, if I ever get there, it's probably because I'm an established filmmaker in 10 years and I have a really <laughs> good idea and I go to Netflix and I'm like, this thing is going to erupt and it's good. Really good. I'm with you on it. I'm with you on it, man. I, I, it's been something I've talked about it with others as well. You know, there's always been like this, but I mean, when it comes to making a like a docu series like that, that I mean, like you said, try to get interviews with these people. I mean, I think like DJ would be easy because I I've had access to him. Zach would be easy because I do have access to him if he would want to do it. Debbie and everybody. I mean, that's the thing though. It's like yeah, trying to get like trying to get people to interview that'd be like the hardest part but you know 
I mean, just to try to do something and just kind of show this crazy journey and show like how this whole thing like lifted off the ground and and then yeah, just how we got here and then just the fact that we got to the full circle event, which is just crazy that we got to that point. And I think that's I think, you know, most people like understood that, like, hey, this was a celebration. You know, it was AFSP, which, again, if you guys, it's pinned on the Super Chat. If you want to donate, please add to uh, the Autumn Snyder uh, link. Add more uh, to it. I mean, it's 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 never going to stop. I'm always going to have it underneath my streams and videos. It's always uh, very important. And AFSP was just awesome to help Zach do all this. But, I mean, that's that's what was so great about that weekend was the fact that it was a celebration of that journey right there, you know, and yeah. it's just, I, I, and just, I remember leaving, leaving like when the, after we saw freaking Zack Snyder's justice league on the big IMAX screen, it was just kind of going like, wow. I remember just being like getting home and being like, wow, that whole thing just freaking happened. Was able to do all that. And it was just, it was surreal. Definitely surreal. No, it was, um, it was amazing. Uh, I was sitting like, I think two rows behind Chris Terrio and, and the Rays. Okay. Uh, and it was cool. Um, but yeah, it was, um, the, the, I think city walk has a dual laser. One, four, three. The only thing that could possibly be better is to see it in actual print but I don't even know if that's possible because it's a four hour movie, but if it were possible, it'd be cool. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering, would there have to be two intermission? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that's, but I mean, that's the way it was meant to be seen. It's just, and it sucks that, and it was funny too, because um, um, just before that, like when we did the commentary of the man of steel night, it was funny because Zach was talking to some some of the uh, art center people and was just like, yeah, we're going to see the movie the way it was meant to be seen. Only like 22 people have seen this, you know, Justice League the way it was meant to be seen. And it's just kind of sad that that's the case, like this big, huge movie, which is almost, which is funny, too, because I and. I, this is what I love about the Justice is Gray version is like when you watch that, I just think, wow, this is the most expensive and biggest indie movie I've ever seen. Yeah, because it's so indie feel because it's black and white, but it's the fucking Justice League. There's these crazy visual effects. And I I mean, sometimes I'm just like even in black and white. I'm like, I, I just love that because it just. And I said this before, it's like when you have it in black and white, it can hide those imperfections because let's face it, not everything's going to be perfect, especially when it comes to VFX. You put it in black and white, you could really hide those imperfections. When Zach was posting and teasing things on Vero, he was putting them in black and white. And one of the reasons why is because some of those shots weren't even finished. So you put it in black and white. I mean, I know he had uh, he even said. I think with the nerd queens, he said, because he saw a big, bright poster of Justice League and it made him just go, no, there should be no color, no color in this. Ah, I can't believe they turned it into that, which, you know, those posters were something. Uh, they turned Batman almost purple. Anyways, yeah. uh, it was so I, I kept on saying, I'm like, why is he blue? He's not blue. OK. Anyways. So but yeah, I mean, it just can hide those in. That's why I like. If I put on, I'll have to sit there and think. I'm like, 
And so most of the time, I think if I put on Zack Snyder Justice, like I put on the Justice is Gray because there's really? just something about it that I love that like, wow, this is the most this is the, the most expensive indie film I've ever seen because of just because of that notion. You know, That's cool. yeah, I've only I think I've only seen the black and white. I mean, a handful of times, but I just I love uh, Zach's colors so much. Um, it's he's just so good at nailing like these rich tones that are just like dreamy. Um, yeah. I think my favorite color of his is probably on Watchmen or BVS. Um, I think the the two of those are just gorgeous. But I will say, um, there were some. I mean, I think the the first teaser um, for Justice League from. Uh, Remember DC Fandom? Wow. Yep. Okay. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, that came and went. Um, Who knows? <laughs> the, that uh, first one was a magical because we had the Batman teaser, which was magical too. It wow. was like there was so much magic that happened that first year. But yeah, that just kind of where's it now? That was uh, like almost three years ago too. Crazy. Yeah, but the color on that first teaser it's it's slightly different from the movie, but yeah. That was the first time I, I, when we saw that, I was like, oh my God, these colors are gorgeous. Especially um, the one shot of uh, the kid playing football in the street. Yeah. Is that, Eli, is that, does Eli have a son? Eli Snyder? I don't know. I don't think so, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know if, is, is Zach a grandfather? No, I guess he wouldn't. He probably Yeah. Wouldn't. Maybe but, not. I don't know. I thought I saw somewhere that that kid was like a relative of his, so I don't know. Okay, well, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't think so. I uh, think I don't think he does yet. And I, even if he did, he'd probably be like a baby or anything. Yeah, right yeah. But what did you? Th- or you thought like that? The, the little that that shot in particular is just like gorgeous. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway. yeah, it totally is. Yeah. No, I mean like uh, yeah. There's there's something that when it comes to his color palette. There's something about that that just, and again, I mean, the way that he shoots things, and that's why I can't wait wait for uh, Rebel Moon, which of course we'll we'll talk about some of the. I mean, we were fed portions this past week or so when it came to Rebel Moon, but I mean, he just makes things pop so much. Yeah, and when you when you hear him talk about that and how he works with his VFX crew and how he works with his cinematographer and and uh, I mean. That's what makes a lot of it pop is, and I think, you know, having the settings of like low light or dark or whatever the heck, again, not everything's going to be, if you put it in broad daylight, sometimes you're just, things are just going to be pointed out. I mean, let's face it. When, when it comes to like, you want to compare BBS to Civil War, that airport scene looks awful. (laughs) I mean, Let's face it. Sometimes it just looks like, what the hell were they thinking when it came to this setting? And then you have shots like the, you know, just that that shot that just goes up as, you know, Batman just landed on top of that building. And then it just pans up. And yeah. You see Superman landing. Just crisp everything. I mean, obviously, the the eyes are there was added post and there's a lot of things that, you know, it just but it's just something that just pops when it comes to all that. And that's. Um, I remember talking to somebody who was very familiar with VFX when it came to just even the opening of Man of Steel 
and how that looks and how Zach um, approaches explosions and flashes of light. He just knows how to work with his crew to make sure that everything just doesn't look fake. You know, I, I, I know, I mean, obviously it's all fake, but I'm just saying like, even when it comes to lighting or flashing or explosions, they're not having to do anything. He's trying to do the most he can on a stage so that when it, when it comes to VFX, you know, they don't have to worry about certain things like lighting and everything like that. You know? hundred um, yeah. percent. I'm going to, I'm about to compare myself to Zack Snyder. So that's weird. Go but, for it. <laughs> when, we did, uh, when we did lucid, like, again, I think, I think it was more than 15 shots actually, but it was, it was somewhere around 15 shots, but there is one shot in lucid that is completely digital, which really? scared the shit out of me. So, <laughs> um, it's like, uh, this sleep paralysis scene um, where uh, have you ever had sleep paralysis before? Oh yeah. Oh it's yeah. That's not, not fun. No, not at all. Um, so it's this scene where it's like literally like from his perspective and he like opens his eyes and he like looks down and then there's like the thing in the corner that's always in the fucking corner when you have sleep paralysis and then it like uh-huh. runs up and like jumps on him. So that was like, I drew it and then I pitched it to my two guys that were helping me with the VFX. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And I said that before I was shooting, because luckily I thought that through. And I was like, how do I, what do I need to do to approach this? Because I had a, I had like a couple of plates that I did um, just for reference. And then like there was other shots in that scene that were, you know, photographed and they were uh, worked in. Yeah. So, and I think it's on my iPad somewhere. But I scanned this dorm room um, with a LIDAR scanner. Oh, it was actually, that sounds cooler, but it was really just an app on my phone. Um, So I had to scan the room and recreate it uh, three-dimensionally. So it looks like a blueprint, but like you can zoom in and like, you know, look at details. And after like hiding like Coca-Cola cans and like beer and whatever the hell that was in there, um, then I could do it. So I scanned the room, sent it to them. I was like, how's this? And they're like, it's perfect. I was like, cool. Um, so yeah, they, they uh, worked on this shot and I had like too many notes probably. Of course. Um, but it came back and it looks cool. Um, and on, on One Man Show, there's a few VFX shots, but it's only for, uh, well, things like replacement. Like we got to shoot at this movie theater in my hometown, which is like gorgeous. And I had to work on uh, Regal Cinemas um, for like four months to try to get it down. And it took a lot of uh, tooth pulling uh, sure. to get it done, but we got it done. Um, so there's like the like the marquee on the theater itself. It says like um, The Flash now playing, which I guess not a lot of people read. Um, <laughs> and then it says like on the other one, it says like, now hiring go to regalmovies.com so like obviously that can't be in the movie no Um, but luckily like those are i'm about to get really technical those are like high enough contrast because behind them is like these neon lights and they're like pure white so i don't i didn't need to put like any tracking marks around them when um my visual effects guys get that shot they'll be able to i'm not going to tell you what i'm going to put on there but there's going to be some fun little things, Easter eggs that I put on the, uh, the marquee. Um, nice. But then also like the posters, like the movie posters outside of every movie theater, like those got to go as well. Um, 
so a couple shots there. And then uh, there's one cool shot that we did that I did use tracking dots for that I won't tell you what it is. But it's like a, it's a transition of sorts. It's Interesting. Cool. But uh, I wanted to show this right here. Here's the poster. That's the theater, yeah. Yep, that's the theater right there, just like what you were talking about. So great shot. I totally love that. I changed, that. I, changed the, I changed the marquee. Did you? Uh, okay. But it actually says like I think on the on the left it says like Little Mermaid Flash, you know. <laughs> on the right it says like Regal movies or whatever. So I changed it for the poster just so it'd be cool. Um but yeah, that's uh that's our poster. The poster right there, guys. Uh, and uh, this is the uh, actress you were talking about earlier. That is Katie Flaherty, yeah. the one and only. Yeah, she has so much grace, so much grace. Good pose. Yeah, the funny thing is, um, so Purdue University, um, I reached out to their dance department, and I was like, "Hey, need some help here choreographing okay. these two dance numbers that I have for this movie." And they were like, um, "Okay," so they helped me. We have uh, a handful of dancers uh, for one sequence, and then the other sequence is just two dancers, including Katie. Um, and um, yeah, they were they were amazing. And Katie um, told me that she had done some dance growing up, and after we were done like doing our choreography sessions, she was like sore and like, of course beat to shit and she was like oh my god i can't do this again so she was like not <laughs> expecting like the level of intensity that purdue was uh purdue was bringing but um yeah. it's um i can promise and this is not me trying to sell my movie um it is really cool what we did uh and the choreography is it's pretty uh it's pretty amazing so well let's watch the official teaser trailer here folks so this for is it. Yeah. yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and share this and let's check this out one man show all right let's make that full screen here we go Got a little goosebumps on that one. Let's go. Yes. Love to hear it. Good, man. Looks really good. Thank you. Um, wow. That music really just, whoa, man. Yeah. What's the, who, who did the score? Or where did you find the score? So 
that track is from uh, Artlist, which, by the way, could be very helpful for you. It's a very good website. This is not sponsored. It's a very good <laughs> website for, like, uh, video creators, and they have, like, a bunch of uh, good tracks for, like, trailers and stuff. So that's where I got that one. However, so royalty-free kind of thing, yeah, like, hey, yeah. download it, well, use it. It comes, with a, it comes with a license. And okay, is- so yeah, which is good for YouTube because I noticed YouTube actually really looks at that now where – because my lot of the music I use now, anytime I use for live streams, I'll actually see like license added. They automatically like, and, and anyway, that's just a technical thing that yeah. YouTube does. Anyways, yeah, go ahead. Uh, however, the full trailer, which when I got all this footage, um, I got a little too excited and I actually didn't sleep one night. Um, oh. and I, I edited both that one and the official trailer. Um, that one's pretty cool. I'm, I'm so excited about it. So I, I have some legalities to work out because, um, it uh, is technically, technically licensed music, but a, I don't really give a fuck. And B, um, it's not because it's a different, it's hard to explain. You'll see it in September. So, okay. but that trailer is probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. Um, Okay, so this is just like a preamble or oh. before we see something that's going to be pretty damn. Because what one of the things I was noticing too is like you're really emphasizing the main character, and I'm like, okay, you're seeing her, her, her. Who's the dude kind of mm-hmm. thing? And I love that aspect of it. And then maybe you see him kind of towards the end. But yeah, that was uh, that was cool. You bring up a good point, and yeah. I don't want to I don't want to dive it into it. <laughs> but if um, a lot of times what happens, like, like say your buddy goes through a breakup. Yeah. Do you ever hear her side of the story? No. Never. Unless you're friends with her, too, but that's a rarity. Pretty rare. Yeah. So I think with this, um, what I'm doing here is, like, and... really only telling one person. Uh... Because that's, there you go. that's the reality of, of uh, how it goes. So I like that because that was the first thing I was catching was like, mm, okay, we're just seeing her and not the, not that guy. So you're, so it's showing a perspective. This is very much her story. Okay. Okay. Now I'm even more intrigued. Now I'm even more intrigued. I like that. There you go. Yeah. And so um, uh, when it comes to drone shots, because mm-hmm. I see some people in the, the chat talking about drone shots. I mean, that is really just like the, the new, I, when I watch movies now, I mean, I know Michael Bay with his last movie, he was just yeah. all about that shit. And I was like, those are cool shots. And there's so much you could do with that now because you could strap a pretty good damn camera to it where it's not something like huge and you could just go to town with it. I mean, I don't know how many times I've like watched things, even shows now that just utilize that up. Oh, he's pulling out his drone. I'm pulling a Scott McClellan right now. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> So one camera is great. However, that's actually three in one. That's three in one. That looks like a Hasselblad 24 millimeter. You got a 70 millimeter and 166 millimeter all in one device. And it is pretty damn cool. Cool. So yeah, the drone is again. That's like what really got me going on shot making itself because it's like it is a different world when you are up there 
and you can make things look however the hell you want to. Um, and I became obsessed with it. Um, and I love, I love drone stuff. So in this movie, there are three drone shots. Three. One of them was in there over, yeah. the, over the theater. Yeah. Um, which that was awesome. Um, but I think there's two others that will be in there at some point. Okay. So only three draw. Okay. Okay. How the hell did you get that? (laughs) What? You're that, what you just showed that, that, that piece of machinery that you just, uh, this is a, I don't even, I, I never talked to Steven about drones, but I'm sure he's, I don't, Oh, I'm sure he's fascinated, you know, I mean, but yeah. Uh, DJI is uh is the company if you ever want to drone i will say they have some like consumer drones now that are like super affordable and super easy to use they had one back in the day i say back in the day four years ago called spark they don't make them anymore but they used to be like the family drone like you could literally fly it with your hand and like tell it to take pictures or do whatever um and now i think minority report type shit right there that's great yeah yeah and now the most affordable one, I think, is the DJI Mini. Okay. Um, and it's still, like, it does 4K. It uh, it does, like, 48 megapixel, I think. Um, so, I mean, they are, like, the the drone thing is, like, very cool, I think. And they're getting more and more affordable and better and better and better as, as time goes on. So, I mean, soon, soon it's just going to be, I mean, everybody, I mean even see it now like obviously with like youtube videos and stuff but i mean i'm noticing a lot more in like shows and and movies and whatever the hell like they're they're more in there which is great i mean because then you can like i said michael bay had fun with that ambulance movie that was one i mean i had we had a bad uh, theater experience because the audio was all fucked up but i was still noticing i I had to rewatch that movie because i just had a bad we're like wait the fucking you know, the dialogue is very low and all the background noise is very high. This is not right. And of course, the theater people are like, sounds fine to me. It's like, OK, it's not. But what, yeah. can you, do? you know, um, they're not going to see it. But uh, but yeah, there was just so many shots where I was like, man, he really had some fun with some of this, uh, these drone shots. And, you know, I mean, it just it fits. I mean, it's evolving to that. So. I mean, before they couldn't do that. I mean, there was a lot of crane, a lot of uh, we even just sh- uh, saw re- you, you like on some of your behind the scenes stuff. You were even having like, weren't you even holding like some cameras like on that rig that you, you wear? That was a steady cam. Actually, so steady there's uh, a picture today of I saw I saw it for the first time today, but I've been after- doing that. That's yeah. what I that's what I was going to be referring to, too, is like same exact rig. Okay. Because you were, I was actually going to pull up your uh, picture here. Let's see, where are you at? There you go. Because I remember, yeah, you had something similar to that. Oh, I think what you're referring to, I had a uh, oh, okay. monitor. So, but yeah, Josiah, who's my DP. Yeah, he, he had, had it on. He had said again, but I was just watching it. Okay. Yeah. You were just watching it. it. Yeah. I will say this is my first time not operating. I operated a couple of the drone shots, um, but this is my first time not being a director cameraman, which is, it was like kind of a sigh of relief because when you are like gaffing and making sure sounds good 
and directing the talent and making sure the shot's good and pulling focus and, you know, doing all of those things, something's going to suffer because of it. And I think that's what I've seen, honestly, in a lot of like my lap, my, you know, my past work uh, and this time around. And it was a really last minute thing. Um, and I was just like, I, I can't shoot this thing. So yeah. um, I found uh, Josiah Duncan, who is amazing. And he had all of that equipment and he, this is his first time like getting into narrative work in a long time. Um, he's normally, he normally does like talking head stuff. And like, um, I think most of his work comes from like medical type videos and commercials. And um, he was very excited to do it. And I was like, hell yeah. And also, uh, yeah, we shot um, on the Ari Alexa 35, um, which is sounds cool i'm like anytime like there's stuff like when it comes to like <laughs> the names of this i'm like yeah i i don't d- delve into the uh the camera porn as much as you and like steven and zach but i'm like that sounds cool <laughs> you know okay. perspective i think uh yeah. joker was shot on the alexa 65 and i believe yeah. uh the n- sequel to joker was shot on the 35 i think okay. um so it's it's been and it's been used on um professional you know film sets already uh but it's only the camera's only about a year old and it's amazing it's got like 18 stops of dynamic range and i'll stop talking because you're not steven but uh it's like it's pretty powerful um and it was cool to be able to use and he actually literally just got it out of the box like the day it's fresh it was baby wow broke it in so cool no i mean and then like i mean i remember i've seen the shots i mean for oppenheimer just seeing those uh imax cameras oh that's and, uh, <laughs> so that's just i know i know but it's just crazy to like to see what goes into that and like how you know even when you see behind the scenes of what zach shot when it came to imax and you just a simple shot of just like uh you know jesse eisenberg getting his hair hair buzzed yeah. you know, shaved off just to see like a big, huge IMAX, like on a, you know, obviously on an arm or something like that. That's just that captured that whole thing because it was an IMAX shot. I mean, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, and then even when Zach was like, there's a shot of him just like holding that thing. And that thing just looks like, I mean, it's got to be what, a hundred pounds, maybe 80 pounds, something. I don't know. They're about about 80 pounds, but like, they're just super awkward because they're like the size of like a mini fridge. Um, and they are like, I mean, they're it's the most, you know, it's still even with like what Ari's doing digitally now, like you can't make a better image than you know IMAX sixty five millimeter. Yeah, it just you just can't, and I don't even know if we'll ever be able to. However, I did see something today. Um, someone leaked a photo from a set of an Apple show, and. Oh, yeah i saw that they're shooting in the 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 whatchamacallit yeah they have a normal camera but like on top of the rig i think is like the nate it's like native 180 vr so it's going to be compatible and i don't know how they're going to do it and i need to do some research because it's probably going to be my reality pretty soon um (laughs) but they're making everything compatible with the what's it called uh vision pro is that what it's called now I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's yeah, something like that. Vision, yeah, something, yeah. Which is like insane. So I yeah. can't wait to see like what that actually looks like. Um, 
but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I saw that too. Somebody actually sent it to a group chat I was in and I didn't look too much into it, but I was like, oh, they're going to be filming their Apple TV content and movies and everything. So then you can actually just strap one of those bad boys on and whoa, I can't even imagine. See, that's the thing when it comes to like technology. I mean, I'm, I love just going to the movies and seeing big screen, boom, that's what it is. But everything's going to get so even more, and it kind of scares me a little bit. It scares me as well because this to be my profession. Uh, Yeah. And pretty soon, I I don't even know if I'm like, I don't know. I I don't want to say that I may not be needed, but (laughs) it's just, it's a scary path that's happening. But I, I, I think it's probably a good thing. It is. It opens it opens up more avenues for sure. Um, but like well, it always evolves and you have to sure. evolve with it. I mean, when it comes to Zach, it seems like he does very much. Um, I mean, I remember him even with the red the new red camera that he was like mm-hmm. to be using for Rebel Moon. I mean, he's all about the new technology and he wants to tinker around with it and play around with it. I mean, you know, and then you got somebody like Nolan who's still very much all about yeah, he's going to be, you know, he's going to utilize certain things, but he's very old school when it comes to, you know, I mean, some people are going to be seeing the movie on film Oppenheimer, which that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. On seven, what a 70 millimeter, whatever. But 65. yeah. Was it 65? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I was off by five. Well, Damn it. My math. He shoots um, IMAX 65, but he also shoots 70. Okay. Um, regular right regular. yeah there because, you go that's... because the thing with like imax is that you can't shoot dialogue necessarily because of how loud they are okay. and i'm sure he's got a lot of workarounds for that because then the whole thing or i guess if he didn't the whole thing would be in 65 but um yeah it's it's gonna be especially with the thing today i mean this was probably expected and it's also it's funny because like people don't know the difference between like fully cg shot and like stuff that has vfx work on something that's already physically there Mm -hmm. um i saw that today like there's zero cg shots in oppenheimer which is i mean it's impressive because interstellar has a handful yeah fully cg shots and that's i mean interstellar is probably my favorite movie but oh yeah it's um what was I watching the, uh, yeah, a couple few weeks ago, I watched 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. And, and I was like, all right, it's classic because, I mean, I think that w- that was when the whole Turner Classic movie thing was like happening. So I was like, I just was here and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go down that, you know, the library in Max. And I was like, I haven't seen, well, I haven't watched 2001 in a while. And nowadays, yeah, there's a lot of people that are just not going to enjoy that movie. I've talked about that. And I'm just kind of going, yeah, but Christopher Nolan, he basically made his version of that. Sure. He made a version of 2001 Space Odyssey. No one should not, nobody should remake it. Nobody should remake it. Oh, God, no. No, that's that's a movie that's, you know, that, Jaws, Back to the Future. Yeah, you just don't touch those. Um, But you make a different version. You make something else. And I think that's what Christopher Nolan really did. And, you know, yeah, like you said, a lot of things were practical, especially, I mean, there was miniatures, there was, you know, he was utilizing all that, but yeah, there's going to be some few effects that are peppered in there, but can you see where they are? I mean, that's the thing. And I think the, the cool thing with like explosions and stuff. And like, I I know it's like a meme, like on the internet, like all Chris Nolan dropped a nuke somewhere. (laughs) It's always been a meme. Um, There's really simple, ways to use miniatures 
to, yeah. do, to recreate a nuclear blast. Um, didn't they use that for Terminator 2? Didn't they? Yeah, I was going to bring that? up. I was going to bring up Indiana Jones, but I think. Ooh. Oh yeah, for that, yeah, yeah. for four for Crystal Skull, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I saw a video on Twitter that was like, and that means it's real, by the way. That, um, <laughs> right. It was like a basic. It was a miniature. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't an atomic bomb, but it was like, um, like a firework almost. But there's easy ways, and, you, and I saw it, and I knew it was kind of real because of the shots that we've seen, like up close of uh the blast like in the trailers and like people are expecting there to be like this giant like climactic sequence of like a really wide shot of like seeing the bomb go off and there's so many more effective ways that nolan would do that's not that and it's gonna be like probably i i I personally think it's gonna be like this two minute long sequence of like these beautiful like slow motion fire shots um that he he could get practically um because that's that's what he would do so that's what i'm wondering too like when we get finally when we finally get to that shot i'm assuming that's going to be towards the end of course it's probably going to be the climax of the whole thing of course but yeah that's going to be something just absolutely magical and the fact that he's just like nope we're not doing cgi we're doing real we're doing you know whatever but uh we're going to bring somebody in uh who showed up backstage when it comes to the panel we're bringing in rebecca right now hey you're muted. There you go. Muted. That would yeah. be a problem. You would not. That be would problem. be a problem. So, All right. Hey, Jacob. It's been really fun to hear about your uh, experience in your short film. So, congrats yeah. on, on all of that. Yeah. And while y'all were talking, I was like, oh, I went to you know momentlens.com because I was like, maybe I need to get some new gear for myself. So, right. Uh, it was Anytime, pretty, pretty inspiring. When you talk to you know somebody like Jacob, or you talk to like Stephen, or and you just go like, "Man, what the heck? I need an upgrade. <laughs> I need an upgrade, or something like that," you know. But yeah, it's just, it's 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 an art. It's definitely an art. Like uh, the f- photography that Stephen does, and photography that anybody that even Zach has done. I mean, it's, um, and and I know like uh, you know, and I actually want to talk to you jacob too about like because we've talked about the flash a lot i don't know did you see the flash you didn't see the flash i, I love how he's just like <laughs> yeah i uh listen <laughs> um because one particular thing i wanted to ask was because steven and i have talked about it. i think steven even talked about it on here like after is there is a i mean you've probably seen it in the trailer just the way that things are shot like especially when you have close-ups and everything i don't know there's almost like a fisheye look to certain things it was a choice that muschietti chose and i think it didn't work with a lot of people i guess you could say so i think um most of that came from like the wayne manor stuff um Mm. i've seen that one shot of sasha on the well i guess it's that pretty much that whole scene i think was shot on that like it's literally like a 14 millimeter 16 millimeter lens whatever steven says probably right um (laughs) but i mean yes it's a creative choice um i don't agree with it and the reason why people are like that's horrible cgi it's not horrible cgi it's just not flattering in my opinion but i mean listen it is what it is uh, and I think like that combined with shots that are 
horrible CGI. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it doesn't help. You know what I mean? It's just like, it is what it is. So yeah. no, I have not seen flash. I'm yeah. frankly not really interested. I think it's cool that people like it. And I think it's cool that um, they went and did what they did. I think it's, I think it's great that Michael Shannon um, asked Zach um, to do it. And he was like, sure, go do it. Um I'm frankly, I, yeah, I'm just, I didn't, I wasn't really interested from the beginning and I tried to, and I thought some of the trailers were cool. And then I was just like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it on max. When it comes out on max, I'll be there. I promise. There you go. So you're going to get some, you know, get a watch out of that. We also got Phil joining right now. What is that, man? How's it going, hey, everybody? Hey, Phil. Hey, hey, good. hey, We got a yeah. bunch of, yeah, we got a group here that was all at full circle, which is cool. Always cool <laughs> for that to happen. We were all there. But uh, I don't know if you guys met Jacob. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was a pretty, uh, it was a, like I said, it was a crazy time. But um, didn't want For it to sure. end. Such a, yeah, such a fun time. But uh, yeah, I know, like, uh, like it would, it, it would be cool. And maybe, you know, like I said, further down the line. Just uh, like you being able to talk to Zach more about this kind of stuff, because again, lenses again, that's 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 his bread and butter too. I, I mean, would just, love to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, I'm just like, what? It shoots right. It's good. Um, <laughs> fine, but you know, I, I like to pick Steven's brain. But yeah, I'm sure you guys, you get. <laughs> maybe I'll try to get that. We'll have a lens a lens off or something like that <laughs> on the vodka stream. One of these lens days, off. you guys all just like, you know, show the, I mean, obviously Zach would win. I mean, let's face it. The guy's got probably just God, he's got an arsenal of lenses, but uh, yeah, maybe we'll have to like do that. What did you think uh, like Jacob? And uh, again, Phil, thank you for joining. Absolutely. Know. Thanks for the yeah. invite as always, always my friend. Always. Also, you were back, but I wanted to ask. Um, I wanted to ask uh, Jacob, like, like when it came to Army of the Dead, did you like the Dream Lens? I did, um, and so it's a funny story because I brought Army up on our first day of shooting. Um, Josiah's AC wasn't there, so I had to pull focus, and I was pulling um, focus on like I think the. So in terms of aperture, they didn't even come as close to as open as army was because army is like ridiculous because like my (laughs) nose could be in focus but my eye isn't so like two guys that zach had um pull focus for army i pray for them because i was doing it and i was like this is impossible um (laughs) so uh the dream lenses yeah i i think they were really cool and crazy literally like actually crazy concept to do for a feature film um and it's sad because i i mean i would love to see uh that universe continue i don't know what netflix's plan is right now it just seems yeah. like really weird in limbo um it's all about rebel moon right now yeah, yeah i'm hoping but, you know, rebel moon is not exactly like not a time-consuming thing so i mean i hope we get back to um the army, the army verse, and see what happens over there. But funny, I actually rewatched Army of the Dead like last week, yeah, like around Fourth of July, and I noticed a lot more of the Dream Lens stuff this time around. It's a choice, and it, it I think for the atmosphere of that movie, it definitely fits within the confines of that world a lot better. <laughs> yeah, it does. 
Rebecca, did you like the Dream Lens look for Army? <clears throat> yeah, I, I did. I like the um, the creative choice behind that. Just trying something new, trying something different, trying something that maybe he he hadn't seen somebody do before, and kind of wanted to see how it would work. And I think uh, I think Phil mentioned it, but for the the context of the film and the characters and the situation they were going through, mm -hmm. um, I think that really worked for that because. I'm, uh, to be honest, not a zombie person. I tried uh, watching The Walking Dead, gave up like three <laughs> seasons in. Never been a big zombie uh, fan, you know, wa watching all the zombie films and TV shows and things. Um, so I think for the zombie stuff, I think that really worked because it gave it this sort of strange, ethereal, kind of surreal quality to it that I think for me puts puts that in a little better sort of zombie state so uh, i i like uh the trying new things i think that's cool did i tell you guys that i'm probably one of the only few people on the planet who have met both directors of both versions of dawn of the dead huh both versions of dawn of the oh so, yeah that's right you did yeah you've told me yeah. i've told you i don't know yeah. if i tell the story though yeah so okay april of 2015 I was in San Jose and I was visiting some family and there was this like little pop-up horror con thing. And then next door, like half of Metallica was playing some kind of little musical festival. I don't remember exactly which members were there, but <clears throat> me and my cousin walk into this little pop-up horror deal. And I see this man with big giant glasses at a booth with a bunch of, a bunch of posters, a bunch of movie posters in all different various, uh, from various cultures. Like I think I saw a Japanese version of the Dawn of the Dead poster and there was a night of the living dead poster there, I think in French or something. But I distinctly remember seeing the poster of Dawn of the Dead in Japanese. And I walked up and I was <laughs> like, that movie is incredible. But night of the living dead, like set the bar for, for, for zombie storytelling dude looked up and went, Oh yeah. I remember when I shot that. And I was like, Oh fuck. You're George Romero. <laughs> and, he, and he goes how you doing nice to meet you and we had a pretty pretty solid conversation about you know the, the zombie genre and like dawn of the dead night of the living dead and just specifically night of the living dead i remember seeing that in film in in my film class in college way back when and and he's he was just the nicest person you, you could ever imagine to meet and and i think he passed away at least a year or so after that and then i think i, I had seen dawn of the dead from Zack snyder obviously at some point either before or after, i think before meeting george romero because that's remember i remember remember oh he remade that movie from george romero okay cool and then you know going to full circle i was like oh hey look now i've met both of them how about that <laughs> that's cool that is pretty sweet no but yeah that uh, he what was his last film that he did george romero did he yeah, i remember he did land of the dead but that was like that was like might have been. I I'm I'm gonna be wrong here, but I almost want to say I don't think it was Diary. I think it might have been Land of the Dead. Was it Land of the Dead? Because I saw Land of the Dead. Maybe that was like I forgot what year that was, but no. But when it comes to even the Dream Lens, I mean, obviously Zach used it for the Nightmare sequence too, which really fit, really fit that um, the tone and the aesthetic of that whole sequence when it came to because technically, what happens. Survival of the Dead, 2009. Survival Sorry. of the Dead. That's right. He man, he just really kept with it. Um, <laughs> he really kept with it. I want to uh, watch yeah. Diary of the Dead. Are the are the, are the Diary are the was before Survival? Are the zombies like keeping a journal? 
Are they, are they writing down about uh, the life of oh, it's, uh, it's been a long while. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to know what that's about. Now I'm intrigued. Dear diary. Yeah, that would have been something. That would have been something. Yeah, I don't think I saw Diary or Survival. I think the last one I saw was Land of the Dead. I, went and I think so, that. yeah. Which that was an interesting through. concept because it had like the zombies remembering their previous life. Like you had like a gas station employee and he was like, er, and then he would just do that by muscle memory kind of mm. thing. It was kind of cool. Yeah. It kind of like something like that. So then they were realizing, Oh wait, maybe we can, you know, get humanity back if there's still humanity in these, uh, in these creatures. So yeah, it was an interesting concept, but overall it's just a zombie fest. Um, when it comes to Zach's though, I mean, He's like got aliens. He's got <laughs> cyborgs. Cyborgs. That was, that was like the well, I guess right now that's like the saddest thing about like um the whole army thing for me because it's like he stuffed the hell out of that thing. And Dude. it's like why I why why can't I see what's going on? <laughs> like the I'm gonna butcher the hell out of this. Like the I'm not even gonna say it. The name of the cell alone. Or the yeah. uh, the safe was it? Yeah, the go to Damarong or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's something. Go to Damarong. That literally yeah. <laughs> translates. We're from Scott German when we need him. Twilight of the gods. The gods. Yep. Which is nuts. bonkers. I and mean, the, he's got yeah. that and the whole alien thing and the whole government thing, like and oh, everything. Right. It was in the context of the film that just Tanaka was having them go through, like. But, what and we can't yeah. we can't like go from there well i think i well you know there hasn't been any word i mean we're still waiting on las vegas the prequel right is a prequel animated series we're still waiting on that whole thing and then oh, yeah right. we're, we're hoping to get that planet of the dead because i mean i mean we even I, I remember zach even came on here the the weekend of and you know of course we were asking him questions and we were just giving our theories and he would just be like, "Yep, that's a theory." He wouldn't answer anything, of course. But <laughs> He'd we be were very coy. Through. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was very coy, which is great, and that's what I love. It was like he wasn't just going to start spilling everything. I mean, even though we were doing a full-on spoiler discussion and we were talking yeah. about different aspects of the movie, but I just love the fact that we were able to just throw our theories at him, and then of course he would just be like, "Yeah, maybe." <laughs> kind of <laughs> that's all we got was like, "Yeah, maybe." The funny thing is, I think him and Matthias were on a. Mm. A jump for Army of Thieves, which I guess you did get that, but like they were talking about like a theory, and I'm pretty sure they flat out like just said, "Yep." I remember something I remember, about that. I can't remember what it was, but I think it had. I can't either. Yeah, I think I know. I, I vaguely remember what you're talking about. Something, yeah. yeah, I know. I wish I could remember now, but there was something where, yeah, they like gave away a little too. Well, there's also like the whole alternate timeline talk. Too. Yeah. yeah. There's oh, like, a, that's what it was. Yeah. which that was very interesting. I mean, there's so many layers. I mean, that's the thing is like go big or go home. I mean, even with rebel moon, 100%, I mean, yeah. it was even said in the, in the new empire, which just gave us so much, which was yeah. so great um, that he wrote like a 450 page, like, bible for the whole thing for for like just for the bad guys right for the uh was it yeah that's how detailed he goes 
Yeah. And that's the thing is like, you have to appreciate that when you, I mean, you, you're literally building a world. I mean, that's what I going back to even just when he wanted wonder woman in his DC universe, he put up a whole, he created a whole backstory, which we still want to see. <laughs> Let's face it. We still comic book form would be great. The, the 1850, whatever, 54. Is that yeah. What yeah. Yep. Um, and shot a picture and he had this whole backstory. He was like, yep, let's do that. And just backstory, backstory, just, you really have to like, he, he's a gardener. He's like going only, we got to plant the roots. Yeah. They're only going to see this part, but there's going to be all this crap right here that we have to plan. If you want to make like a good, you know, cohesive story. And when, yeah, when I read that he, he wrote that 450 page, like a little Bible, it's like, yeah, that sounds like, but I'm just going, how, like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it must have been over obviously many years. He's been wanting to do this for 20 plus years, but it's just it's just crazy to go like to go in that much detail. I mean, I don't think there's a 450 page Star Wars Bible. <laughs> Maybe well, there no, is. It's called well, Dune, good, actually. Not, it's called uh, what? It's called Dune. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, see? I mean, when when you're when you're let's see the pitch was made allegedly in like what 2012 right as they got bought by disney right it was so, right it was right before right before they got bought by disney so when you when you have all that time to tinker around and make it not star wars and make it your own thing but still at the same time like honor those who have come before you like george lucas like frank herbert to some extent or another i still i i think it, it's it's pretty it's awesome like what what other word is there to describe it when you have a 450 page bible of creativity dedicated towards one aspect of your entire movie franchise that's dedication that's that's equivocal to, to george lucas going back and forth and refining the, the the initial star wars script to be what it was to include from star killer to luke skywalker yeah i think that's dedication i i i think re- when when rebel moon comes out it's going to probably change the not necessarily change the conversation but it's going to add to the conversation of sci-fi epics like dune like Star Wars, like Star Trek. I think it's going to it's going to finally give something in that vein that people have wanted for so long that isn't quite that that established IP that that people are so accustomed to. I I would be interested to talk to him and just ask him like what's been changed. Like I I would love to hear about the original mm. I don't know if it was called Rebel Moon, but the original script for when it was a Star like the original Wars. Star Wars pitch, is that yeah? Yeah, I would love to go back in time and sit in that room. <clears throat> well, even in that article, it said like uh, he pitched it as um, it, well R rated, <laughs> of course, yep. R rated, not using known characters, and I mean, I mean, he essentially was just trying to create something new. Yeah, and it was. I mean, he basically is like, yeah, that you know, R-rated. That's a non-starter kind of thing. They're not gonna, they're not gonna go for that for a Star Wars movie, even though they probably should. Like, you gotta have some that can get a little bit more adult. And like, the uh, R, the R rating, I would imagine, was mostly because of violence. Yeah, probably. Usually, usually when this kind of thing happens, it's because he wants to take the, you know, the violence and make it real and make it have weight and consequences to it. So I don't think he was like gonna go in and have, you know, them. Uh, pew pew and the the blasters and saying the f-bomb every five minutes i think it was mostly about violence and how that would be portrayed that's that's my guess anyway yeah because i mean zach's movie's never been like 
you know, just a, you know, F-bomb fest. Yeah. There. I mean, like, Army of the De- Dead wasn't, had some, sure. But he, like, I think he knows where to utilize those F-bombs he did, I you know, that. when it came to Justice League. And and then, obviously, when we heard that Batman was going to have an F-bomb. I oh, was like, no. Scandal. Yeah. That was such a scandal, right? Remember that? Remember when everybody was like freaking out? And then yeah. I was just like, um, yeah. "Gotta be." He's saying days. it to the Joker. It's gotta be saying it to the Joker. And it was funny because I remember telling one of uh, you know uh, the TPZ guys, I was like, hey, "He's like he says this is the Joker, right? Because he's gonna like threaten him to kill him or something." And he goes, "Does Zach tell you?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm just getting into the mindset." And then it was like, oh, I was like, no. I was like, oh, is that what happens? But it was like, yeah, well, kind of. I was like, cool. I guessed it. I was like, yes. <laughs> like, of course he's going to threaten the, like, he's going to threaten the Joker and say, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm like, I knew I was like, that line was going to be in there. And Zach was like, yeah. I mean, when it comes to comparing that Joker exchange to, of course, the infamous Dark Knight uh, interrogation scene, I mean, they are, it's just, it's up there in my eyes because oh. it's, it's just, whew, it's different. It's completely different. They're totally like different because you have a more grounded approach, different Joker, different Batman interrogation. Then you got this nightmare, this whole alternate timeline, and you got the Joker and the and Batman working together. And just the exchange on both of them are fantastic, of course. But man, did, did uh you know that scene i think zach wrote that entire scene too i don't think that was even terrio thing he said he wrote that he fucking just really took that that exchange and just you know upped it when it came to the stakes involved in what was happening and the 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 pushing of the buttons of each of those two like you know bringing up robin bringing up harley jesus christ like they, they 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 just totally were just to the soft spots, just, just <laughs> totally just poking at it. Or just, even like being so on the nose with where they were going with that story in general. How many alternate timelines do you yeah. destroy the world because you don't have the balls to die yourself? Yeah. Like it's pretty good. <laughs> and it's, it's just like, yeah, because he was supposed to die in the third yeah. film, saving the child and saving everybody. Like it was, it, it was so on the nose and so in such a great way. And it's it's going to be it's unforgettable because it's also true because the Joker's basically look at him like, you know, how how far are you really willing to go in order for this shit to not happen? And you have yet to go that far. So that's why we're here in the first place. And I think that that exchange between them, it, as Dave said, is is very it's it's up there with the Dark Knight. And I would even say it's up there with like the Batman interrogation mm. between between Keegan and, and Pattinson. Where, where you know, right. you really... I guess there's that Joker exchange too, and like That's more yeah. Hannibal Lecter esque. Oh yeah, you know? but the the bigger point is like you you feel the history between the two characters when they interact, and I think God, that's, that's 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 ulti- that's that should always be the ultimate goal is when you feel the history and you feel like the pain from both. Well, more so Batman than the Joker. When you feel the the realness of like the, this back and forth cat and mouse relationship that they've had that i think is when they're at when it's presently at its finest Oof, man just love so that good. relationship 
It's really good. All right, we got a couple of people joining right now, and they just got done with their show. We got Andy, we got Jordan. What is happening? You need to give me. No, you need no. to give me a warning. You need to no. give me a warning, Dave. Never. I don't want to. I don't want to look like I'm. Never. Like, I'm like just sitting on my phone, like the millennial that I am. I thought when he was bringing me in, I was I was in the middle of drinking. Like, oh crap. Okay, hold on. <laughs> you need That's to. You, you, can you at least be like, guys? Are you ready? Like, there's like there's squares down there, Dave. You can be. We can be like, yes. Nope, never gonna, never gonna ever <laughs> say like you're coming in now. Nope. Yeah. Gotta bring you in. You're either ready or you're not. So we get that reaction that we got from yeah. you right there. But uh oh, thank I get you a reaction. Yeah, there you go. Oh I know, that's <laughs> right. I mean it's in your name. It's in yeah. your brand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm true. not a natural re- reactor though. Like again, like Jordan usually has to like direct me when we're doing like thumbnails or something. He's like and you need to look like a little more excited. You got, you got so, to look like you actually dude, like this. Dude, <laughs> yeah. it, it I, I, I this, this is why I'm not a reaction channel because they, I'm too busy like looking and just anytime I'm watching a trailer, I'm like, you know, I'm just looking like, you know, I barely react. Like you, you, you do a great job. When I watch your reactions, and everything, you were very animated, very, oh, yeah. and that, that's what it takes. To have a successful reaction channel when I watch the real rejects or the cyber nerds, those guys. I mean, you know, when it comes to trailers, I mean, I'm looking to you guys for that. I'll do a reaction. I'll do it live and I'll try to be. But I just I don't know to me with me when I'm watching a trailer, I'm looking at all of it and I'm just like taking it in. So it's hard for me to just be like, yeah, oh, oh, what the, oh my god, you know. I'm, I can't. There was one time Jordan had to direct me when we, we there was there was a fun we were doing for I think, I think it was it was a few months ago, yeah. and like he was like, put your hands up, like you know, cover over your mouth, okay, and it higher. I'm like, what does it matter? He's like, just put it higher. I'm like, you got, <laughs> I got to because the thing is like, uh, if we're pulling an image from the actual reaction from Streamyard, we're like in the corner, like small, it's blurry. And it's not good. So I, I need I need a facial expression I can use to show your excitement for this trailer. <laughs> uh, I mean, like perfect example, like in terms of like seeing everything, that Dune Part Two trailer that came out of nowhere on that that Thursday, well, like last oh, week, yeah. that there was so much going on, it was hard to comprehend because like, oh, oh, that's really cool. Oh, next thing, like, ah, uh, like I wanted. Then it gets it's already three minute trailer, so yeah, I don't know. And I that was there any like indication that was coming out. Before it Not did, really, I didn't Not hear anything. I think Empire did a small spread before they did the trailer. Oh, I think okay. I was wondering if they put it out all. to kind of mask the flash situation. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of things that are trying to mask the flash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. DC's kind of like in a roller coaster, but at least right now with my adventure Superman, it's up now, it's up, it's doing okay, good. Oh, you're Until, talking about the new Superman, my yeah, my adventure Superman yeah. right now, yeah. the roller coaster for DC is up. At the moment, yeah. until yeah, I, was, I wanted to get everybody's opinion on that, uh, Ooh. Jacob. I'm not sure if you even watched that. The My Adventures of Superman, the new animated Superman that came out uh, with Jack Quaid. Yeah, I've not. Are you big on anime at all? Not really. Okay, so uh, you're with me. Okay. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> I mean, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, no. I'm not saying like this is like full on anime, but it definitely is drawn like it, and mm-hmm. it has moments where it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty. Uh, and I saw people on the timeline just kind of doing that. Uh, I mean, I, I I watched it this morning. Um, there was it, it showed up at midnight last night, which didn't show up for me. Obviously, I'm Pacific, and again, it's like, man, 
And then I'm looking at my timeline. There's people that are live tweeting it and tweeting scenes. And I'm like, come on, guys. Can you relax a little bit? I don't, I can't yeah. watch it right now. Rebecca, remember yeah. those days when we loved to live tweet the shows? Oh, yeah. Line? I totally used to do that. <laughs> every, every, uh, every week. Every those episode. Yeah. For nine. For you years. guys. You guys. No, it's it's well, fine. I get it. That's part of the the yeah. part of the the whole thing. But at the same time, this is somebody. You know, I was like seeing people who were. I'm like, do you even have? Why are you saying things that are happening? All right, it didn't matter to yeah. me. I'm like, it's a cartoon. Yeah, that's the difference. I think like feels like, oh, you can live tweet and just say like, oh, I like this scene or mention something that's maybe not too spoilers. But people are like, they're posting like, so who's this guy at the end of episode two? I'm like, I, I, guys. Yeah. And so look, <laughs> I didn't see that stuff. And I think I now know their kind of time zone thing because 9 a.m. for me, Eastern Standard, is when they drop the two episodes on Max. So now, because okay. I was wondering, like, what time are they going to drop this? Because it keeps saying coming soon. I'm like, what time, though? And then I'm thinking, is it going to be noon? But it seems it's 9 a.m. So that's fine. Because I was like, I, 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 could, I, don't, I can't watch it live. And I wasn't yeah. going to stay up until midnight. I was tired. Yeah. But it's like, ah, come on, drop them. Because... Adult Swim, like people, are like, oh, Adult Swim has episode one on the website, and then they dropped the first episode on YouTube on Adult yeah. Swim's YouTube channel. What? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, not the second, the first. Obviously, the second one. That's the one you want to watch after seeing the first one. But first, yeah, yeah. To, get, to, to get everyone enticing, people are still asking, "Where can you watch it?" Well, on Max. Like, I don't know if you're not if you don't have Max. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Oh, you, you know, know what people are. No, but I mean, like you know, I enjoyed it. I, you know, it's very lighthearted. It's very different. I thought it was kind of funny because this week we heard that James Gunn said that Superman legacy is not an origin story, which he already said that before, but mm. this is a, an awkward <clears throat> origin. He said, so we're like, okay, so it's going to be daily planet. Clark oh. Kent starting that. Like, and then like, we're office, like, office origin. Yeah. Like, hmm. <laughs> <Is> that, <huh? laughs> Something like, you know, yeah. so I'm like, okay, which is good. Because, you know, when it came to Zach, Zach was more about a different side of when it came. Yeah, obviously, in BBS, Daily Planet stuff. But and we saw Clark do his thing. If you, you know, obviously not the theatrical cut, but the ultimate cut, we saw him actually be the uh, the reporter that is Clark Kent. But uh, I mean, I and when I was watching this, I'm like, wow, this is just 100 percent that. I mean, it, it starts off with them like Clark and Lois. Well, like Lois has already been an intern, but Clark is now just like new with Jimmy and Jimmy and him are like besties. They live together, which was different. I was like, whoa. And uh, we've all seen it, by the way. Right. Uh, yeah, I have have not. OK, OK. We've all you have, have not. not. <laughs> have not. Damn it, Phil. Just that's weird. I'm an anime kid and I just I, it, it's just I know it's there. I don't have Max anymore. So it's like, will I watch <laughs> Superman at my adventure? Superman probably maybe one day. I don't know. Yeah, well, like, I mean, that, but I was appreciating the different take when yeah. it came to at least that. Go ahead, Jordan. Like, well, it, all I was going to say was one of my favorite things about it is that Jimmy is a conspiracy theorist or yeah. whatever. Yeah, he's pretty I good. Love that. Yeah. I love that. It's so Oh, funny. wait, wait till you get to the later episodes because there's, there's something he does that well, I'm like, I, oh, <laughs> this is so perfect for this generation. I love when he meets Lois and they're behind Perry. And obviously he is done with this conversation. And every yeah. time he mentions something like Mothman or whatever, it like darkens a little bit, like the screen. <laughs> He's, like, He's like, Mothman. He's like, merpeople. It's like, have you thought about these robots come from beyond the stars? Like, yeah. I love this. This is such a different take for Jimmy, but it's so good. 
I love it. The, the best thing about my adventures with Superman is not even about Superman at all, in my opinion. Mm. There Ooh. is a group of kids in oh, the yes. show <laughs> that they call themselves the uh, News Kid Legion, I think. Yeah. yeah. Which, if people do not, if people do not know. I have studied this thoroughly. Yes. And so this is how I know. Supergirlradio.com. So, uh, you, yeah, you can go to Supergirl Radio and look up the Guardian character spotlight, and you'll learn all about the Newsboy Legion. But in the comics, Guardian, the character of Guardian, Jim Harper, there's three Guardians, but the first one is Jim Harper. He uh, adopts this ragtag group of kids, and he call, they call themselves the Newsboy Legion, and they're like his confidential informants out in the streets. Mm. And so they, they see everything that's going on and they report back to Guardian. And um, it's one of my favorite things in DC Comics that there's this group of kids. They have like ID cards. They're like the Newsboy Legion or Army, depending on what comic you're reading. And uh, they showed up in my adventures with Superman. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've been I've I campaigned for years on uh, Supergirl Radio for the Supergirl TV show to do a newsboy legion because they had guardian on the show and they never did it. They had seasons of two guardians on the show, never did newsboy legion. And here they did it in uh, my uh, adventures with Superman. So oh. I just want to say thank you to the people who run the show for making my dream come true. When that cool. scene happened, I was like, oh, Rebecca needs to see this show as soon as possible because if she gets this spoiled on Twitter, like I can never forgive myself. Because I'm like, I, she I is gasped. Gonna... I, I literally, when I was watching, I was like, oh my I gosh. I, I, imagine you did. I imagine you did. Uh, <laughs> so funny. So I just wanted to chime in there with that. That's my favorite part about it so far. Yeah, okay, so you're enjoying, are you enjoying the show? Yeah, I think it's yeah. good. Um, what I think is uh, good about it is because I, I never, when I'm watching, especially like a Superman iteration, I never want to see like the same old, same old, same old, same old. And um, what I think they've done well in my adventures with Superman is that they've added to it. They've they've added some things to the mythology, the stuff about the the ship that he comes in and he gets... I'm trying not to spoil too much, but uh, you know, everybody knows that like there's a ship that he comes in and yeah. he gets, you know, information about his heritage. Um, and so I, th I think some of that is really interesting. There's a different new take on that. And so I think that's really cool. I'm a little confused about like how, well, I guess I shouldn't be confused now that I think about it. I'm not confused anymore, but uh, there, there's some, there's some new things that, um, that they've done that I think have been, uh, really good i think some of the uh the the lois clark jimmy stuff is is uh is interesting just because they're kind of they're introduced to to us as the audience a little younger they're not quite i guess they're adults i, I kind of got the idea dave that they were in college that That's clark and I jimmy were like too. college like, roommates like, yeah they were really yeah yeah they're very young yeah itself. so they're they're not quite like adult professionals in the working world but they are they're interns at the daily planet yeah so i don't think yeah. they're teenagers i think they're in college that's what that's, i got out of it but um like. but uh but yeah so it's a little different take because they're a little younger starting out and um i have no idea what the take on one of the characters is i was like what what is this um so there i have <laughs> i have some wait, gripes wait who uh, there's a character who has electrical powers. I had a lot of questions about that. I was like, what the heck is this? No. Um, I don't understand this at all. Um, it's very strange and not 
uh, to her character. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but that was the only kind of big gripe I had with it. So I think there are some things that I think that they are doing well. I think the Newsboy Legion thing, though, really clues me into there are people who are creating the show who actually have done their homework, yeah. which impresses Good me. To hear. Good yeah. to hear. No, yeah, it's it's uh, the like you said with the ship and just uh, I mean. And one of the things, too, I was like, I was liking. And another thing I was thinking, too, is like, and it's not spoilery or anything like that, but I'm just saying, like, like when they show young Clark, there's a lot of, most iterations don't have him with the glasses. He has the glasses. Just like a little detail like that when it comes to young Clark. <coughs> I mean, when you see, like, you know, Superman the movie or, I mean, and you see, um, um, I mean, I, I don't, I'm trying to small think of, like, small of it. yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that it's like he doesn't have the glasses, but when he was a kid, it was just a minor detail. But I was like, oh, OK, so he's got glasses before he even knows how to do certain things, which they try to establish at the beginning of both episodes. You see you're basically starting off with like a flashback. And I'm kind of curious. I'm like, all right, is the third one going to be like that, too? Because I don't know, it's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting, but it kind of it worked with those stories in those episodes because you know, with the ship and just learning how to do things. And then of course we see modern day. Um, and, you know, I know, I know there's people online that are just like, Hey, I have some really weird takes when it uh, comes. Yeah, I know Jordan. Oh, you, I you what is- <laughs> uh, so, okay. Not to go too deep into this. Oh God. Okay. I could spend all day talking about this. If you're going to go into it, go deep. Oh, yeah. I am. Yeah. Because I feel like some people are just rushing. Oh, I don't understand this. I need to know this now. No, you don't. It's called storytelling. Wait. Like people are like, I need to know the answers to this now. Or people taking their information just from Twitter, <laughs> not watching the show. Because they see oh. the opening scene after, of course, when he's a kid and everything. We see all that in the opening of the first episode. He wakes up, starts destroying shit, not meaning to. And it's it's a fun little moment. But he's like, he's nervous and he's breaking stuff. He's just constantly breaking crap. He just can't help it. So I was like, this doesn't make any sense. He has powers. Da, da, da. He should have no head control. It's like, if you watch episode two, yeah. you understand why he doesn't know how to do that. Yeah. Because he made a he made a decision that greatly affected his life from that point to the present day. And then if you watch episode two, you see what occurs. It just I, I, I just get so mad at people. And as wait, she, wait, like, she, what 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 did he come wait? I don't know. What are you complaining about? They're complaining about certain aspects, like they want all their questions answered immediately, and like oh. especially so. Like he's breaking all the stuff in episode one. He's nervous first day, the Daily Planet. He's breaking stuff left and right. He's like he's like breaking his shoe, the sink, all that. People like, but he's he's has powers for all this time. He should know how to control. It's like watch episode two, that opening scene. He makes a decision to not know. Certain that's things. that's why initially when I was like I was confused about something and then I remembered that and I was mm-hmm. like no I'm not well, confused and, about and, it anymore and, then, and you point out that deep cut about those kids and there's people online saying they don't know the comics <laughs> okay oh my gosh Guardian oh. the Newsboy Legion is so is such a deep cut yeah it's such a deep cut well, well, not a lot of people know it. so the in the first episode when he's in present day and he's wearing a uniform to fight something in the episode and there's a moment where it's a it's basically throwing back to the beginning of the episode of the first episode where the blue in his eyes and things yeah. start to occur really like, they don't know superman at all 
Okay. First of all, it's a visual aspect. Yes. And this is not Superman from the comics. It's an adaptation. It's a new continuity. Not everything has to follow exactly what's happened in the comics. And besides, this is anime inspired. They're going to make things different. It's going to look a little different. If it was a traditional okay. Superman show, I get your critique if they do something like that. Hey, even sure. Super, Supergirl had blue heat vision. Like I'm like, like we had six seasons. Like how are people still like getting Cause, so? Because people <laughs> want comic accuracy, yet they don't know the comics. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. They just want to complain about it. That's they want to complain. And yeah. thing is, it gets you a lot of engagement. People notice you uh, complaining and stuff, and people try to give their hot takes. The fact is, this show is fun. This show is trying something different. And it's working. I cannot wait. I want to binge the whole season. I want all of it now. I really enjoyed these first two episodes. Why and I think not? that second episode was so good because of the first episode's foundation and how they built everything out. And especially the ending of episode two, what in the hell is going on? Because <laughs> I said at the end of episode one, because I didn't watch them back to back, I'm like, I wonder if they're going to use this show to expand out past Metropolis. Like, what, what if the show continues for like four or five seasons? Could they do more stuff? Not saying Justice League, but could they do more stuff? Episode two gives you a bunch of stuff like, wait a minute, what? And then it cuts. I'm like, oh, oh you yeah. got me now. You got oh, me hooked. You go, oh, you start going, yeah. oh, wait. Name drop, oh. and, and even Jimmy name drops something in episode one that completely bypasses if you're not paying attention. He says something oh. like, what did that mean? And then we just move past it. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot I have of a stuff question. I have a question for, for the people who watch Judd. Okay. Because I've been because again I've seen the first seven episodes, so I you know I've seen almost the whole season. But I, I really want to take it from you guys. Was there anything in these two episodes that made you think, "Wow, Adult Swim, what a suitable place"? Because I'm still trying to understand why is this show on Adult Swim? Uh, as someone who used to work for Turner oh, yeah. and uh, oh, Adult okay. Swim yeah. was one of the networks that I worked. I was hoping for. you would talk about that. Um, I never want to see Mr. Pickles ever again in my life. I don't recommend it to anyone. Uh, <laughs> it is a straight demon show, literally. Um, so uh, Adult Swim, I think the reason that they put this show specifically on there is because of the animation style. And Anim- uh, Adult mm. Swim has a lot of like Toonami sort of anime stuff, or at least they used to. I haven't followed them in a while. So I, think the an- yeah. so I think the animation style in particular, I think, is what got that put on Adult Swim. Plus, Cartoon Network is you really can't. There's a demographic there like Cartoon Network is for younger kids to maybe early teens so this kind of a show i think would be a little too old for that so adult swim makes the most sense because adult swim has animation but it's also for an older audience plus it has the sort of tsunami uh sort of uh J- japan animation kind of thing there Flashy. so that's what yeah. i would say so, there, so there's nothing in these episodes that you feel like, okay, this, you know, if this had been Car Network, they would have to scale it down or edit it down. So, because people ask me, like, Andy, are there like cussing? No. Are there sex scenes? No. Why is it not on the swim? I was I wondering because when we did uh, Ben's stream on Tuesday and I asked, because we, we were talking about mm-hmm. my first and I was like, so Adult Swim, like, does it make sense? And you're like, no. And as I was watching, like, <clears throat> this could have played on Cartoon Network. But. Mm-hmm. They're probably going for an older audience, right? I, I think kids could still watch the show. Yeah, that's I the thing about the show. It's, it's like perfect yeah. for all ages. That's why I was like, yeah. why is why? it on this platform? It's also like, again, like, it almost feels like they, they put it on the old swim studio, like, oh, that, so you can just take the midnight slot. Again, Rebecca, I don't know if, is midnight a good time slot for that channel? Like, for Adult Swim, yes. 
Adult, adult Swim's primary target is like college, uh, college age young men who are smoking pot. That is, <laughs> that is basically that the audience. Wait, so uh, that's the audience for adults. Some of Jacob's numbers, friends, are, right? Are the number, numbers better there than they say would be on current CW? I was, I was gonna say mm, that I don't know. Okay, I know, I know a lot of those people. I'm not sure if any of them are uh, familiar, but I could ask, I guess. <laughs> you, all, you also made the point about if they're, if they're college age, because we're not sure if like if Jimmy and Clark are in college because they're roommates. But I guess another question is, Andy, like in terms of not going into spoilers, obviously, with the first seven episodes, does the storytelling get really complex or like a lot of stuff's happening to where maybe kids wouldn't be able to follow it necessarily? Like, maybe that's why also they didn't go Cartoon Network? Well, I have, well, listen. As someone who has the brain size of a pea, yes. if I could follow the storyline, okay. With well, I'm just wondering because yeah, because kids shows traditionally no, this, this have it's, it's very it's very straight. Like okay. again, it's, oh, it's, but again, it's almost like this could have been a show they could have dropped all ten episodes at the same. Like, you know, for, it's on the Netflix and like mm-hmm. you know again like the story is like it, you know it goes from it's a very start to finish okay um, yeah because i was wondering like if that's the case where because if things get more hectic and more stuff's happening because he's from and more obviously like, they, they, they get deeper okay. they kind of you yeah. know, they give you more answers well also uh, too like kids shows now they're very generic and basic and they don't really have story so maybe that's all something too like we actually want to take this show seriously not just like because i feel like kids shows now they're not really like giving them good shows they're just kind of giving them watered down stuff yeah, and it's like yeah. give them more nuance like Cause like me watching the Ben 10 show for the first time, like oh, that was, 10. yeah. Like I'm watching, I'm on alien force. Now it's like, that show is very complex. That show would not work like in the format that it is now for kids now, because kids shows now are very different. Are. Oh, Jordan, if you ever, if you ever need a Ben 10 friend to get on the, and there's mold or something, you go to Rebecca. Okay. Yeah. Ben 10 has a whole universe. I mean, there's yeah, like, multiple I'm, I'm, series. Yeah. I just, I just got past uh, the, the really weird episodes in season three of alien force where we actually had the gold poop episode. I got past all that. So uh, gold yeah. poop. poop. Yep. Yeah, if you watch the show, you get the point. You'll get the okay. reference. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, by the way, Rebecca, uh, how are you feeling about the Kryptonese? Kryptonian? Kryptonese is more like when you write it out, I would say. Um, it's it's different, but uh, but they're they're trying something, and mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Oh shit. yeah, I was I hoping you were gonna be able to translate because I was like, "Oh, I don't get any of this." I bet Rebecca does. I I, well, I didn't see any language like written out language, so I'll have to go back and look at that. I was just start, kind of listening to I thought yeah. one gonna... of the characters who spoke it. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was gonna be like, "Oh, is there gonna be like a translation thing that happened?" That some real. somebody asked that, and I forget which. I think yeah, episode two. My reaction to it. Someone commented saying, "Um, I guess they didn't want to give us English." I'm like, I kind of want. You know, because like I guess Clark has to learn the language. Sure, let it, let like actually let him learn Kryptonian so you can actually understand. Because I feel like we just do that typical route. Oh, hey, it's in English, so it's fine. It it it's too easy. Because what whatever he's telling him, I think was going to matter in the overall main narrative about. Because I mean, he went in there, then everything's changed for him. But I yeah, if if it was all in English, it's too easy. Too easy, yeah. I know. I think like anytime I always wonder about that too. Um, anytime that we have to do, deal with like an alien race, which obviously they, especially when they look like human beings, 
you know, we could go back to, you know, the other iterations of Superman and stuff like that. It's like they always speak English. Same same with Star Wars. It's always yeah. like English. It's one of those things where it's like, well, we're not going to just go do, you know, we're not going to just create all these different languages. I mean, obviously, sometimes when it comes to Star Wars and Star Trek, they do do that and they have the subtitles and yeah. whatever the fuck. I mean, let's face it. I, I still don't understand how Chewie talks. <laughs> like, how, do you, how do you know like, what the different words are like i mean when, when han just goes like what and he just said i'm like how like what exactly are you hearing like, that's I, not how the force I think, works i think you just broke i think you just broke my mind because yeah. you just said the subtitles yeah they pretty much made it to where anybody can understand anything yeah like even if the subtitles like the person just understands it yeah. i'm like how does okay how does this person understand that alien language and that alien language. and like how smart are you to know all that <laughs> yeah it's a oh, yeah oh god it's almost like one of those things where it's like they they need to do it because of course it's like a different planet move the plot species. along move yep. the plot along yep. so yep. then you have to just have like the character either know or the care or the character they're speaking to just just speaks english and i yep. think like when it comes to like maybe like a super and this is what i liked i was like i was actually surprised was like wow they went, they, it was just like a totally different language. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jarrell looked like, it looks like Odin. <laughs> and also like, too, the one point he's like, I don't understand what you're trying to say. And Jarrell's like, yeah. All right. So he's like, I'm going to show you the vision. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. and then I like how at first, like, you took me away from my mother. That was his first thought. Like, you took me away from my mom. I like he's that like, line. Oh, he's like, oh, okay. I get it now. <laughs> but at first, you stole me from my mother. Is it um, wrong that I was kind of going like, damn, this girl can kind of get it, though? I've seen that <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like, like, wait a minute. What yep. the hell am I feeling That was here? also a complaint online, too. Drill, like, they're going to make Drill look like, who cares? Who cares? Like, the guy's been dead for so long. Who cares what he looks like? That's not important. What's important is he has people, a message. Some people just don't want to have fun. No. That's it. If, yeah. if he created yeah. that artificial intelligence for himself, he can make himself look however he wants to and he chose yeah. to be a, a guy who has like a and, salt and pepper uh beard and oh, hair and, and the, a patch and the, and the vision he gave <laughs> him it. he could have altered the vision yeah because he's not seeing through Jurel's eyes the destruction of krypton he's seeing from like another perspective that wasn't there like he's just showing up a, a projection of krypton exploding which by the way Clark should not be alive right now because the yeah, plot yeah. just got out of frame as with the explosion scene. You might so. be onto something right there because when you see that thing lift up, it goes whoosh. And then that's yeah. it. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Huh? You know, it's like, yeah, it's like he shouldn't, have, he should not have been alive right now because usually when the pod leaves, it's like the pod's already in space, before. far away. And then the pod passes the camera. Then, but this is like frame, bam. Like, okay. It, and it's an anime, it happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm also wondering too. So, like, okay, we're doing a Superman show. We're doing this new iteration. Are they going to introduce Kara into this? Oh, that's my. That'd be something. That'd be cool. That's my question because, like, okay, so this is a whole. And like, maybe with Kara showing up, she can help translate. Because maybe he won't. Oh. Maybe there's no that way that would where be he such can. the anime thing to do. Oh, hey, I have a cousin from so and so. She knows everything. <laughs> but, I but, don't it, know. but it works so it well because that's the yeah, actual 100%. continuity. Yep. Yeah. And this, and literally, this could be Okara got knocked off course, and she lands in the season one finale on the. I don't know. Just an idea. Possible. Yeah. Plus, Jarrell's uh, suit, by the way, white and everything. It's cool. Love it. 
that was like, cool. That was pretty no, cool. no, I thought the design was cool. I mean, I, I made like a little kind of joke, like, oh yeah, they, they were like, Hey, how do we make Jarrell look different? All right, salt and pepper mullet and eye patch, go. Yep. Kind of thing. And I was like, I I, I was I was just kind of guy just when I saw that clip that got released online, and then somebody was like, uh, you know, looks like Odin. And I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. Eye patch, kind of like the yeah, a little bit. Makes but, me wonder uh how why he has an eye patch. That's true. What I wonder what happened, happened to that. him. Back General Zod. General Zod. Hopefully it wasn't that a, was an ID. The Grim Galactic well, Cat that scratched him. Sorry. That was well, a little it was an ID to bring a, together a group of aliens together. I didn't even think about this, but there's a little moment. We see some uh, something that Clark sees. We don't know what it is. Right? He touches the back mm. of that thing. We see something. Now that I accidentally said General Zod, I think that may be what we're seeing. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what that means. Ooh, I don't know. Interesting. I did appreciate too, and like I think the creators um said or like the creator was like talking about like, yeah, we didn't want to go like right to Lex right away. And I was yeah. like, Good, good. We don't right? need it. we've seen don't so need much it. Lex. We've seen we, so much of Lex, it's perfectly fine. We, we um, just got Lex and, and Superman and Lois, we don't need him again right now. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. And so, he's probably gonna be in season four based on that. Yep, he's a, he's a series regular. If if he's on the CW, Lex Luthor will show up in every season and he'll do the same oh, yeah. thing oh, every time. We, oh, we get Lex her. Luthor, if, but we lose seven if, cast if, members in return. <laughs> <laughs> That's how evil Lex Luthor is. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Rebecca, have you seen season three at all? No, but I know okay. some things about it. Yeah. Okay, boy, boys, be careful with spoilers. So. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it's glad, whatever. as as they were saying. And I always I'm glad that came out there. So I started talking about Lois when Rebecca's around. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm always behind. Well, also, Andy confirmed on our show we just finished up that I did not confirm anything. You did well. No, <laughs> it, it was confirmed. I didn't remember hearing it that they already have season two for my Avengers Superman already. Oh yeah. Film. Oh yeah. 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 That, yeah. That so like maybe Lex possibly season two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. need like I don't we need, don't need him, like, everywhere. Yeah. It's like no. you know. Also thinking like, like yeah, right now like Super Lotus is doing him. Like, the only reason I'm fine with is because I'm just like, damn, I didn't know Michael Cutler was gonna be like sexy legs. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, listen, listen. <laughs> Rebecca take, off, take, Rebecca, take off your head for one second. When Lex is doing the <laughs> the push-ups, I'm like. Why is he? Why? That's am not I, a I, spoiler. Now I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, look, yeah. I, I'm kind of just like, why do I kind of want to tap that? Like, <laughs> their lord. Um, we've had really, we have, we've had really good Lexi yeah, in live action, but yeah, like, we we don't need them in the show at all. I, I think they're gonna have to eventually do it, no matter. Yeah, what. they'll get they to, to eventually. But the fact that they didn't start off because, like, if you were if you didn't hear. That they weren't going to uh, bring in Lex right away. There, at first, you kind of be like, "Who's she talking to? Is she talking? Who's that? Who's that she's talking to?" And then, of course, when you find out, the whoa, whoa, shit, that's we won't give away that spoiler. <laughs> well, that, that was, well, whoa. Here's the thing too: if they didn't confirm Lex was not in season one, after seeing that final scene, you're thinking, "Who's run? Who's running all this? Yeah, who's above it? Who's paying for it?" And then you immediately go to that person. So yeah. it's like, nah, don't need it. And plus, it's like, hey. If Lex pops up, they could find a unique way to incorporate him into the narrative that's not so, like, you know, obvious, right? Because the show can just kind of do whatever it wants because it's establishing everything. It doesn't need to follow a formula. It can do whatever it wants. So, yeah. you know, 
give give us other villains. That's the oh, beauty. Yeah. Give us other things. Well, I mean, look at the villain oh. they gave us right away. I mean, I know it was you know it was a different take. Yeah, and it was that, that very much that. But I was like, all right, to start off with that. Which villain I mean, was it? Should we say? Do you, it? Do you want spoilers? I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. you don't. I'm not worried about it. Okay. Live wire, live wire. Oh, was yeah. it live wire? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I love how it was like three, two, one in unison. It, it, well, I, thought you, I thought you, I thought you meant the other one. The other. Well, no, don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but no, like, no. I, we won't I, spoil I, that. I like how they paid homage to the classic because it because at one point Blue was coming into that a little yeah. bit. That was kind of cool. Rebecca, I, I'm, I'm guessing you're missing you're missing the radio jockey. I, I I needed her to at least have uh, some smack little, talking or something, you know, a little like live and wired. If, she, if she's not like a, a disc jockey or a radio personality, she could at least like uh, be tearing people down verbally. That's that's all I need. <laughs> she just no. seemed like she was just angry. Remember? Yeah, I mean, the she, first time we see her, well, she's like driving that dump truck like angry. Yeah, her like yeah, and she's angry at Jimmy and Lois. Yeah. Always being in eyesight for some reason. Like, Got what that in hair the crap is happening? The yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bangs oh, that little detail, hair. too, when yeah. Livewire, like oh, yeah. the hair. Yeah, yeah that was kind of cool. Like, up. Super Saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was like, okay, that's a cool, you know, yeah. for villain to at least, you know, that he yeah. goes up against. It's not just, but they, but also there's a lot of cool little, you know, Things were, I mean, they talk about, uh, you know, kitties and trees. And the oh, my undies, God, that was amazing. The undies outside the suit. I yeah. mean, there's that little aspect of it, too, because that's always like the debates. Like, do we want to mm-hmm. see Superman rescue kittens from trees anymore? And and then, of course, there's a whole debate about the undies outside the uh, the costume. And Did you like how they handled that? I thought that was, I thought, <laughs> yeah, I did, because I'm like, of course. Mm-hmm. That would be, you know, if it was an alien suit, it wouldn't have it. But <laughs> need to have a human to element. Yeah, a human, human element touch. when it came to yeah. it. It felt like Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. To yes. where, oh, where, uh, yes. where, where Martha says something like, well, now they're uh, something about <laughs> looking at his face. face. Yeah, that's, uh, right. that's what it seemed like to me. I, so, I also, yeah, so, yeah, Martha Mom gives the undies to the suits. And I like how that's right, Jacob. We're back with the undies, man. And I like how (laughs) Pa Kent walks in and he's like distracted, like, oh, he's like, cool. He's he's like, (laughs) he's like, ah, that's cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But he's just, you know, that's why not? But it was just kind of funny because when you see the the very anime transformation where he literally morphs into the suit. It was very Sailor Moon. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of people were saying. I was like, I love this show so much. If you're an anime (laughs) fan, you're definitely going to, you know, yeah, you're definitely going to dig it. And I saw a lot of people going, oh, my God, they just like Sailor Mooned it. And I'm like, I've never really watched it. So, Uh, but I, but I've seen clips and I'm like, oh, yeah, 100%. But I thought that was unique, even like when he's starting to really just summon those inner powers and a lot, even some people were like, I, I saw some people complain, he's not the flash. And I'm like, oh, he's not, of course he's not. Even though that shit's happening where it's like, yeah, it looks like electricity and whatever the fuck he's still flying. <laughs> you know, he's not running. It's not, it doesn't look like, and like as someone who had to watch 10 years of Barry with electricity on, on TV. It's like, no, that didn't, I didn't think of electricity. I thought of it as like, Energy just generating yeah, out of that energy. Yeah, because I mean the way they, it's, it's not like oh like <laughs> like Jarrell's like here you go. It was like he's inside the ship, and then it just kind of cursed. Like we don't know exactly. They were being kind of vague on exactly what was happening, 
inside that ship. So, like, we don't know, like, if it, energy or whatever. And then, of course, after that, we know it's just their suit. It's not, like, attached to them. So, yeah, yeah but I, I'm fine with it because it's anime-based, like I said. See, I mean, like, it just makes sense. There's you know? also precedent for that in other iterations of the Superman family. On Supergirl, she could, you know... Um, take her glasses off and Brainiac made, Brainiac five made a thing that where her like suit could generate all around her. And yeah. um, I, th- I want to say the new 52 Superman suit in the car yeah. had some weird like armor thing that would, yeah. um, so that there's precedent for it. Yeah, once again, it's just people complaining. Oh, that's different. Don't like it. Yeah, I know. Well, Is what, it- well, one thing I thought was really cool that they did where they pulled from other iterations was uh, they utilized robots in uh, the yeah. story. And it made me think about the Fleischer cartoons with the mechanical monsters, which was one of the which was one of the first cartoons uh, of, of, that Fleischer did. So I thought that was pretty cool. No, no, I didn't even think about that. That is pretty cool. And then there was even almost like a a slight Man of Steel callback too, like when when Clark just is like, I just I, I want to be your son, or I think he said something like that. Can I just be your son, kind of thing? Like there's yeah. a line in just, there that that's yeah. kind of like you hear that in Man of Steel, where it's like, Can I just be your son? And then of course Jonathan goes, You are my son. And then but this time it was Martha that said it, and I was like, Oh, there you go, nice. I, I also Zach like Snyder knows how. Yeah, the blueprint, on. as they always say. The yeah. <laughs> but it's like the whole thing, too. I like how where in both episodes, at different points in the timeline, he's asking, who am I? Yeah. Because he doesn't know. And I like how that was a part of this version of Clark. Because instead of like going full steam ahead, as soon as he manifests his powers, he's like, no. Like, I don't know what's happening here. Because he's like, he's a little kid. And he's like, I don't know. Oh, I don't want this. Like, imagine if he would have went through with that. His life would have been completely different. Like, I don't know how they. I don't know how he his life would have been if he would have actually gone through in episode two what he was going to do. And he's like, no, no, I don't want to go back there. You know. The, the oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I was just going to say the questioning of his identity. It uh, made me wonder. Who's who's the, who's in the title of the series? My Adventures with Superman. Who's who's the my? Who's that talking about? I always assume that is an interesting question. But but like, what, but like Lois and Clark could it again. could it have been Clark, like him talking mm. about my adventures with Superman? You know, talking about his identity and trying to figure out who he is. That's that was kind of my takeaway from the second episode, but. Made me wonder who the I think Rebecca going Rebecca going deep here, y'all. I I think you're right. It it could also be Jimmy and Lois, right? Since it it seems like they're a team, but that might be a good point because he he literally is questioning as a kid and as an adult, who am I? And it's like now he is because he has to play the dual identity, right? Now his life is completely shifted. He cannot go back to being his normal self anymore. People are going to look to the Superman to save the day, or at least to show up when there's trouble and so my adventures with being superman hmm Just you know one of the biggest credits i want to give to the show is that it doesn't take it's a big ad other superman stuff it's, like, it's kind of like a celebration of a little bit of everything i <clears throat> again I, I can't give spoilers but like episode seven they i know episode seven is probably the one you're going to probably have a big discussion on on the vodka stream because there's some shit that goes down oh that boy. I'm like, it, you know it's so much fun like i'm like Oh my God! A Superman property that doesn't make fun of other Superman properties, but it's kind of like showing that we can all kind of coexist in a fun way. So, and that's the biggest I think celebration of the show is that 
you know, because sadly, I, you know, I mean, I mean, Rebecca and I, we've had to see this for far too many years, but like, you know, the errors would take its takes at Zack Snyder, but then they would replicate Zack Snyder stuff. Uh, they would copy way. exact shots. <laughs> yeah, Kara, Kara has literally done Henry Cavill's triple punch. Yep. And it is, it is hilarious. But again, in this show, I feel like no one's taking, they're, they're taking inspiration a little bit from everything, but also doing their own thing. And that's what I want from a Superman. So that's kind of hope. I'm hoping that James Gunn will do too, because again, it's like the only thing we have as much as we have with DC right now is because everything that came before it paved the way somehow. You know, like Logos and Clark, the New England Superman paved the way for Smallville to happen. Smallville paved the way for the Arrowverse to happen. The Arrowverse has paved the way for a lot of other comic book stuff to happen. So again, that's why I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that my adventures with Superman goes on for as many years as possible uh, because it's just, you know, doing something new, but also being like, hey, you know what? Let's give some shout outs to the people that came before us. Hmm, I like that. Interesting. I forget that you've seen the whole thing or not the no, whole not, thing. No, 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 not the whole thing. Episodes. Episodes, episodes, yeah, episode seven. Yeah, yeah episode seven. Lucky. Yeah. Uh, I know. We, oh, we It's coming out just weekly, right? Yeah. 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 It will go. No, and then, but the same, but again. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, but again, I'm just like going, all right, now we got, we still got, you know, two years from now, we got Superman Legacy. I actually wanted to ask you, Jacob, is there, are you actually looking forward to anything? Are you a James Gunn? kind of guy at all uh i already know your answer <laughs> i mean i think uh some of his stuff is great and i think he has like moments of greatness and mm-hmm. then he has like whatever the fuck the deleted scene <laughs> of adam warlock was today oh yeah that's awful i oh, saw that adam warlock, adam warlock that. is the worst thing of guardians 3 i'm just saying i, 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 haven't, I haven't seen guardians 3 yet is, wait, did it come out on Disney Plus this year or did it just come out on digital? It just, just digital. came out digitally. Digital. Okay. Yeah. Well, when it's on Disney Plus, I'll give yeah. it a look. He's so. He's very about Adam Warlock. Oh, sorry. Yeah. He's very, very, very good at pulling at heartstrings and getting all the emotional beats right. However, I will say he, he does it mostly with uh, like animal characters, which is like the easiest thing to do in my opinion um but i think what's going to happen with legacy is that he's going to give the superman fans exactly what they thought or exactly what they wanted with henry and exactly what they have been hoping for and it's going to be very unique uh with uh crypto and with jimmy olsen but I think it's going to be it's going to be very it's not going to be similar to Superman Returns but it's going to be closer to that and there's going to be some nuance to it there's going to have some like these really unique and cool like James Gunn emotional beats it's just I think I don't know I think it's going to not do great at the box office and I think it's going to be um I don't want to say forgotten about but it's just going to be like uh the new Superman movie Hooray! Um, but you know, we'll see. It's see, we'll see how it ties into um, his DC universe um, as well. So, I mean, I think that's cool, and I'm I'm happy um, that he's got like a plan, and it's um, it's cool. Um, I just think that I don't know how he's going to handle, um, you know, the the consequences of being Superman the way that Zach did. 
Um, yeah. but, I mean, we'll see. And I'll, I'll see it. Um, and as soon as we start seeing like promotional stuff and then I'll really have my mind made up. But as of right now, I will be there and I will see it and I will um, be happy for everyone involved regardless. But we'll see. So. Yeah, it's good. Uh, how are you feeling about the, the two leads? Uh, they looked the part um, for sure. I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen either of their uh, work before, um, but they are 100% um, in terms of just looks. Yeah, that's that's them. So good casting as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, it should. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, it's their lives changed. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, there was even like, uh, you know, you can go back back to the Fleischer uh, comment. It was like, there was even like word like like James Gunn just goes on. I mean, obviously, I don't know how many different alternative goddamn Twitters there are now. But, uh, At least three. There's so many. Yeah. There's so goddamn many, and it just gets like, oh my god, what's what's next next week going to be? Um, but so like, uh, James Gunn was on Blue Sky, and he posted like you know the the, the chain breaking that you see in like the first. Um, comic book i mean i remember i I had a reprint of the first action comics or of superman action comics and i remember seeing that that thing where you just see him so it's obviously got the classic logo and um so a lot of people are going like oh what if he does bring that that logo which we saw yeah that logo there you go you got it uh but the black background and the in the in the the red s and i mean obviously it's just speculation i mean he just posted that but i mean I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I thought like when it came to Superman and Lois and they showed that costume, I was like, that works at least for, you know, for that show. It worked. It worked. But I don't know how are we feeling. Like, would you be okay with that? Everybody? I think, you know, it would just depend yeah, if, if it depends on if the, if the general audience, who we ultimately need to get on board because the general audience is, is why the DCEU is falling by the wayside. And just not making money. If they can get the general audience behind this Superman that is not looking like the traditional, like traditional crest, then yeah, but maybe. Uh, but, but maybe thing, I, I think the danger with that S is again, again, I, I think it's classic. It is cool. I loved it when they, they pulled up in Zuma Loas, but it's I I think it's gonna give people the idea that. What so these is a uh, is a time is a period piece now or something? Mm, that's yeah. that's why like I you know I don't know if it's controversial to say this is what one of the main reasons why I love that Man of Steel costume. I don't I like lately I started like, getting a big bugged by the small some of the upgrades that did to the BVS Superman suit. But one of the things I love with this Man of Steel suit is that it looks because again. I think the look that is dead for Superman, that is completely dead at this point, it is Spandex. Like, I don't think Spandex Superman works anymore. But when I looked at what Zack did when they did um, the Man of Steel suit, it doesn't look like complete super heavy armor, but it looks like, again, like it looks alien. It looks something like, okay, this doesn't break easy. you know. Yeah. Because if it's something Spandex, you know that that shit is going to get torn up at some point over and over and over again. But when I look at the Man of Steel suit, again, the S, it feels different, but also it's like you can... you will recognize that that's an S and you won't feel it. it's that it's, it's a timeless sense of feeling and I think that's what the new suit for legacy needs to be of uh, something that feels like okay like I like again like what something that kind of look at Superman low was it kind of like that, that S is just very very basic like we're going back a little too simple that's why I like look 
most human properties, whether it's Lois and Clark or Smallville or what or Man of Steel, each S has its own unique feel to it. And that's what I, that's that's what I need in general from Superman Legacy. Don't just repeat what we've seen before. Evolve. Superman needs to constantly evolve in whatever interpretation he is in. So the suit, like you know, I think it'd be fun like, if they did something similar, or, like where he, if they did like a Superboy face of him when he was a kid, where he had a suit like that with you know with that type of S, but then eventually he starts evolving. So like, yo, let me add a little more layers to it. Let me, let me a little more. Let me make it more three dimensional at some point. If that makes sense. Yeah, that could work. Ramble yeah. over. No, no, I mean, like, even, like, yeah. when it came to Superman and Lois, like, the new, I like how the, the logo, like, pops out, yeah. as opposed to just being flat. They made it more 3D-like, you know? So they're constantly trying to evolve that suit. Because I remember at at one point, I was like, the S is too small. Like, there was a shot where I was like, see, the S is just small. Like, it's too small for the costume, and even the costume was a little weird. But yeah. I remember I even, like, just... I, I remember on my phone, I did like a small little edit. And I'm like, just make it just a little bit bigger. And I posted it. People were like, yeah, that's much better. And I was like, yeah, there's just something about that S. I think it was like after season one or whatever. It just looked too small on his chest. And I'm kind of wondering, too, when it comes to James Gunn and his um, Superman costume is like, is he going to make like a bigger S um, going back to Dean King's costume? I mean, at first, the fr- you watch the pilot episode, it's smaller. But man. But then it just—it's just bam! It's like all the way down to his belly button. That corner goes like—I mean, it's huge. It was very Alex Ross. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. it was. I, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe, Re- 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 maybe you know this. Like, did, was that show ever influenced by Alex Ross visually? Because it's like, is it almost happening? Like, Alex Ross and that show almost happened at the very same time when it came to Superman. I think. You mute, Rebecca. Rebecca you 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 muted. I did it again. I took a sip of water and I was like, nobody wants to hear me drinking water. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's because it's so loud. <laughs> it is so loud and obnoxious. Uh, I, the only, I mean, the only other tie I know from Lois and Clark to the comics would have been the death of Superman at the time. Uh, I've never mm-hmm. heard that it has been inspired by Alex Ross, but not to say that it, it wasn't, uh, mm-hmm. but I've never heard that. Yeah. As long as you don't make it too big. If it's too big, it's gonna be comical. Yeah. It's like, oh, James Gunn's making needs, a joke. Well, he needs to pop. That's why. Oh well, yeah, it's gotta pop. Yeah. Color wise, I think the color, the color balance, right? If you're gonna have the yellow and red, if you're going that route, and uh, it's gotta like, it's, it's like it's 3D, like it stands out, like on the Superman Lois suit. Do that because, like, if you have certain color scheme, like a blend. Well, let's go back a little bit further. Because um, I'm sure Jordan. Rebecca, you guys probably remember, but the, the, the day when the the first image of of Car Melissa's Supergirl suit came out, yes, and it was introduction of gold frames S, mm-hmm. blue background, yeah, and then the red S. Yes. It pops because they added, you know, instead of having yellow inside, they added gold around it, and that's why it pops more. It stands out more. It's a, you know, that's why like. They literally Superman and Supergirl have their own unique essence where Clark has yellow in the S, Clara has gold around the S. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thinking this is probably the probably the most difficult decision for right now for that movie is because once you go with that look, that is the look of the Superman of the new DCU. And if it doesn't hit well, <laughs> that's not a good start. Yeah. This is important. You have Very to important. come up with something unique. I mean, 
I mean, even like when it comes to my adventures, Superman, I mean, I, I remember when that goal got released and the logo and everything. And some people were like, what the fuck is up with that S, you know, it, it didn't look, I don't people, I, to me, I was like, well, it's different. It's unique. It's yeah. whatever, you know, I don't, it didn't bother me. I thought like, yeah, it's still, it's still, uh, it still works for, it did, I did thought think it looked like a five in the show. I'm like, it kind of did five, man. Um, <laughs> but if it, the two studios need, and this is something I hope they please learn from the Arrowverse, which is that before they would go out to start filming, they would get an official promo image. Because mm. if this suit gets leaked through oh. said photos, this will be a shit show. Because now social media are, is more opinion than ever. That's why yeah. I remember, you know, like when the first we got the first image of uh, Henry uh, in the Superman suit um, during the fight with Fiora, it's like okay. And then we see, you know, in the set photos, yeah, it's gonna look wonky, but like at least get it out to before the paparazzi. Like again, like there is time. You don't like again. We don't need some like huge ass green screen like photo shoot or anything like that. Just put put David in front of like your natural background with the suit, or better yet, he's talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because you, you, yeah. you, yeah. you uh, you're my, you're David. You're, you're my Superman, of course. There it is. Uh, yeah, but get that out of him. Stream do over. It, <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it. Do what? Um, fuck. What's the, the name of the director of the Batman? Eddie Muschietti. Matt Reeves. I was thinking Brave and the Bold. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's fine. What Matt Reeves did when he released um. That screen test—it's like a um, test footage. Test footage of the uh, yeah. oh, the, the, the yeah, the bat, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, that my, first look. my favorite part about that is that he he put it on Vimeo, yeah, <laughs> and it was like because YouTube will probably day. copyright and be like, wait, wait, that's our <laughs> own music. You can't. No, it was like a day and a half before yeah. he put it on Twitter, and like no one saw it. No one they, saw it. It was it wasn't promoted, and and then all of a sudden, it, like somebody saw it, it started making the rounds. Yeah, I remember it was yeah, it was up there for a bit before it actually like made the rounds. I remember I was like working yeah. at this different. I was like doing fielding, and I was in like a work truck, and I was like, it was a late day, and I'm like, what the fuck did they just what? Oh god! And I just like put my phone away. I'm like, I gotta watch that when I get home. But yeah, you're right. They should do something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if James Gunn gets both uh, Superman and Lois in a shot together in a classic Superman and Lois pose position from the comics. And that's the way you post the first official look. Wouldn't shock me. But yeah, but I mean, he'll probably do video. I mean, I think. Yeah, that's, that, that's yeah. Video. Yeah. Have that, like, have that. I mean, even if they're already testing out the score, I don't know if they'll have like an actual full on score. I mean, that's another thing a topic oh, yeah because yeah, if you like here's test here's official first look at superman and lois and here is his theme at the well, same that's what time they did with, that's what yeah. that did that's we what heard that yeah, yeah. giacchino's theme right but yeah. but they had a composer hide up but that's mean i don't yeah. know if they have one right now no I'm they still, don't but it could get to that point like again we probably won't see this costume till next year that's we my probably guess. won't see it until at least december or january before they go to shoot it yeah, yeah. That oh, is yeah, you're right. You're right. You're that's right. if, if, if either strike if either yeah, strike the strikes are done. That's yeah. true. Very true. Yeah. Because yeah. in six days from now, um, the actor strike will go into effect. Um, 
I also, think... by the way, because it's on the East Coast, it is a happy birthday to David Cornell, who just turned 30. You, you ended your 20s by becoming Superman. And in <laughs> the know... backstage is David himself. Bring him on in. <laughs> all right. All right. Here <laughs> we go. He's David Superman. Cornsworth, everybody. Hey, you know. I'm kind of to that whole Fleischer suit being used because those Fleischer Studios shorts mean a lot to me. They were a lot of my Superman growing up as a kid. And so, like, if he's going to use that suit, I'm just like, okay, you're you're going to use it. You better modernize the hell out of it. Mm. Sure, keep the black, keep the gold, absolutely. But I feel like if he goes maybe a little too bright, it might be off-putting. It really, it really is like th- that is going to be a challenge. Like, what kind of Superman suit are you going to throw David Core and Sweat in for this new Superman movie? And if if the Fleischer Studio Action Comics number one original look is being considered. I think it's a choice, um, and and I think Chainsaw, you mentioned like it, 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 this will be your your Superman going forward for yeah. the DCU. Yeah, that's true, but that's also not to say that that they could not eventually go into something a little more traditional, a little more modern, a little yeah. more Kingdom Come, if you will, if that is Ooh. inevitable Ooh. out game out inevitable end game. I should say. Don't I don't, I don't know. Up. <laughs> I don't know. It it, it, it really. Because Christ already did that to us. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. That is yeah. true. Christ and is I will true. just say that, like, it, it it really is hinging on Superman Legacy to be the hit that it is, especially after the stumbles and falls that they've had recently at the box office. I um I will say, I saw this thing, um that was like, based on the theory that if they were using that that classic suit, like if the entire universe that gun's doing is like set in like the 40s and 50s i would be i would be there day one yeah (laughs) that would be i I don't i don't want you bring up a very good point or you bring up a very good topic because i was seeing that too but i was also thinking it and i was going like what if what if he decided to be like all right yeah this because both of the actors all the clips that i saw them in things it was a marvelous Mrs. Maisel for yep. Brosnahan, which takes yep. place, you know, in the forties, right, or fifties, whatever the heck. And then when it came to Corn Sweat, same thing. It was always like that. And I'm like, did Gun just hire these two, and then he's gonna like set this thing in like a different? Or huh. Henry Cavill was was famous for the Tudors. So. Um, yeah, which, I, I'm sure. I'm sure not people. People were paying attention to other things and the time period it was put put in. <laughs> but it's like again, he was also f- famous. You know, famous for a time period piece. True. Um, I'm kind of curious what hit this metropolis is going to look like because, because I don't know where the rest of you guys live. I know Rebecca, you used to live in Atlanta. Like, mm-hmm. can Atlanta be? Can Atlanta be a good visual look for? Metropolis? Absolutely. There was a building in Atlanta that I used to drive when I would drive downtown going to my job at Turner. And I always like pictured the Daily Planet Globe on top of it. Wow. Uh, I forget what the name of the, the building is. But um, but yeah, some of those skyscrapers they have down there would be like a great, you know, sort of base structure for the Daily Planet. So, yeah, that's not even a problem. And listen, like if they wanted to, I mean, it's, it's going to happen, but tonally, like if they want to go for um, like this golden age feel and like um, if they want Superman saving cats from trees, I think not many people can argue with that sort of vibe if it is set in the 40s or 50s. Like that's like, I, I would be way uh, happier with that versus yeah. like, 
I, I always like when, when it when it came to wa- after watching Sin City, I was like, imagine a Batman that took place in like the 40s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever, in the style of Sin City. And I was like, man, imagine that. Isn't isn't that governed by Gaslight essentially? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Ish, ish. Less, don't talk about a, live action. Yeah, it's a oh. big it's a big gamble if you're gonna set your DCU in the 40s. I wouldn't be surprised if we get some storytelling that's set in the past, like. There's nothing that says Swamp Thing can't be Green set Lantern. In, yeah, yeah. There, there's nothing that can't be like the Swamp Thing movie. Well, hypothetically, could be set in the same 70s or 80s, right? Yeah. There's nothing Wait, that says you I had the, the perfect the, solution. The, yeah. Go ahead, Phil. The Let Paradise Lost show is allegedly a, a giant prequel. Yeah. To so Wonder Woman. So yeah. If, yeah. But, but once you, if you set Superman Legacy there in the thir- 40s, 50s, whatever, that you know that changes pretty much everything in terms of what we would presume as the dcu because that means the batman like that brave and the bold is gonna look very different <laughs> than what we're expecting in terms of damian wayne and all that kind of stuff and the costumes are gonna look very different i mean i, I get the point of like hey we're gonna completely switch it up we're going that golden age kind of era but, but I, I know what which which would be hilarious to me because the golden age superman is pretty violent like he is like <laughs> going after gangsters and stuff like that. Like when yeah. people think about Superman rescuing uh, cats from trees, they're thinking of the Silver Age Superman who appeared in the 60s and 70s. Golden Age Superman is a different guy. And he That's also does the ball guy with his and he also oh, doesn't fly. So uh, it would be really Leaving funny. All building in a single. Oh, he, he would. Yeah. He, James Gunn would never do it. But like if you're going to go that Golden Age route. I think it would be interesting to really commit to it and really get in there and recreate what Superman was like in the end of the 1930s. I would I'll, find that interesting. Most people probably would know not. what he could do. And I know Jordan, Rebecca, they're going to love this. Do what Gotham did. Timeless. Don't tell us what year it is. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Mix it up. I like that. Yeah. Uh, there's a comment saying, I wouldn't be surprised if the Justice Society existed in the 40s. I would love if they made that like kind of like Watchmen, how it was like, yeah, you know, had the old yeah that, and that'd be and great. But oh. I, I that, that's good. Like time. No, yeah, I mean, don't exactly. Yeah. Cause that, the, the animated series, Batman, the animated series. Yes. It, you it, never it, knew. It, I was yeah, just you, about to say, yeah. Really? Cause <laughs> I always thought it looked too futuristic for me. That's the thing. Like the, the Timbers looks like it's set in the future, but like when, when, you know, when you look at those early seasons of Gotham, we're like, yes, there are, there are flip phones, but there are also still, there's, you know, there's no, there, I mean, again, it doesn't look like our time. Well, it was interesting when it came to the animated series. We've talked about this on uh, the DC Fanimated stream. It was like, yeah, I mean, when it came to Batman, it was like, you didn't know. And we would always joke about that because there were, it was just like, oh, yeah, Batman has technology yet. You know, look at the cars, look at the, the art deco yeah. and all that, just the way that it was. But then when it came to Superman, the animated series, they went a different approach where everything looks futuristic in metropolis even though these are like two stories that are happening at the same time we ha- we're going to have crossovers but it's just kind of interesting how they went that approach and i'm yeah. just kind of going like for the man of tomorrow yeah, yeah. it's like because the justice league show and of course superman as you said like that yeah. brings it to like kind of modern time or modern day at that point but it, it basically implies gotham is like a timeless city yeah. In this continent, so maybe they go that route of where we don't tell a time or a date necessarily or a year because that's what the MCU does. MCU, we know when things are happening when because we know, like, oh, five year time jump in game, blah blah blah. 
So in this, like, hey, let's just not say exactly what year it is. Like, hey, we can have modernized stuff, but let's not say, oh, it's going to be kind of hard, though. The Daily Planet, like, it's going to be kind of hard to get past that because they're writing stories and stuff. So wouldn't that eventually come into play in terms of a date for when yeah. a story's well, been written? And so, the technology like, that they use. But yeah. then, yeah. Again, yeah. But, the but remember, like. we had Gotham Season 2 where not Vicky Vale, but her cousin, she was a reporter for the Gazette. And we never saw any, like, you know, we never saw any. Yeah, dates. so they can get around it. It's just, I bet they'll date it. I bet they'll probably date it. We have to. Yeah. I don't know. But it's just, it's all about that aesthetic. And I'm just, but you look. know what? I just realized because I, you know, because I see it on Dave's chest. Not that I was looking, but I just saw that he's wearing a Blue Beetle shirt. You oh, know, yeah. Blue Beetle. Which, by the way, I, <laughs> nice. I love, love that. you so much for, for promoting our boy. But the fact is that we know the Blue Beetle is happening as part of the DC universe. We kind of, in a way, we know this will already, but it's going to be modern times. True, you just you bring up a good point. We are we technically do have our first DCU, or at least the new DCU, coming out in six weeks. Yeah, so, but so yeah, to remind everyone go watch yeah. Blue Beetle on August 18. Because if you don't, I will never forget that. But Jake, asked, are you going to see Blue Beetle? Uh, it's wait late August. Yeah, sometime in August, like six weeks from now. So that's like in the middle of my. I play college football, so that's like right in the middle. Oh of, shit! I would have never guessed that. Except you look very athletic. My, <laughs> no, that's like in the right in the middle of my camp. But if I have if I have time, there is a theater uh, nearby, so I might swing over and try to catch it. But Rebecca, are you going to see Blue Beetle? Probably. Uh, but do it for I, me. Do it as my thirty birthday present. That, you know, that, do it for me. Okay. All right. I guess she, not, I could, she, she doesn't I guess, end up going. I guess I'm gonna, I, I guess I I'm could gonna guilt, do that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to guilt trip everyone in their Yeah, he's, he's going to ask. He's going to ask questions. So, what do you think of this? And he's making it up. And you go, "Oh, I love that. You liar. You didn't go." <laughs> it didn't happen. happened in the movie. Yeah, Dave. I'm assuming you saw the stuff online where people automatically were like, "Oh, they cast Superman. He's going to be in Blue Beetle in a post credit scene or something." Do you see no, those no. people? I didn't see that. I yeah, see there's that, there's people automatically like going, "Oh my gosh, they cast Superman. That means he's being he's because it's connected, right?" So we're going to see Superman. Is, the film is finished. Like, like it's been done for so damn long. There's no way. Oh, in six days or not, he's not going to be allowed to film anything. Yeah. No, they're going to rush it. They're going to rush it. They're going to improv no script. They're just going to wing it. It's not like that hadn't happened before, guys. Yeah. True. <laughs> but I think it's a little different now, and they're realizing, hey, maybe we they, shouldn't do that kind of stuff. They better now. rush and get Deadpool 3 film. Jesus. I think oh, about man. that. Yeah. That whole thing. Deadpool yeah. 3. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, I know. I, well, I, I, multiverse I, I, of Madness I keep, wanted to be. Yeah. I, co- I keep on hearing people like, oh, man, I'm tired of multiverse. I'm like, then you're probably going to like this because it's going to make fun of it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't think of it as a serious thing. It's Deadpool. I had so many people going like, what the hell is it? I'm like, it's Deadpool. It's Deadpool with the recent news today. Again, THR. I don't know. And then all of a sudden they just were like, hey, guess who's in this? And then blah, blah, blah. And yeah. like, right. But I'm just like, okay, we could just assume that anybody who's been in a Marvel film prior to this in the last 30 years is going to show up possibly. Is this how we get Chris no. Evans back as Johnny Storm? Yes. I know. That's what I'm wondering. I'm yes. probably thinking that's going to happen, you know, because yeah, we're probably going to get all that. But I mean, to me, it's just like they're just going to be do a you know a Deadpool kills in Marvel Universe type of pretty thing. much a play I, from that. I want Doctor Strange to show up just for him to to, to go. Well, yeah, I'm your just... multiverse movie didn't do very well. It wasn't very good. <laughs> you didn't have all. You didn't have me in it. No, Oscar Isaac will show up as a live action Miguel and be like, "Can an event?" 
he just pops in Canada event and then leaves and Devil's like that guy needs to stop yeah it's like like wrong universe go back to Sony there's gonna be a uh, lot of meta jokes like that for sure. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah like, I don't know why people think that somehow like that, that this Deadpool free movie is gonna be some sort of like deep analysis of multiple. What 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 do you think is gonna happen? That this is gonna be like some philo- philosophical direction by Christopher Nolan about the multiverse? No, Deadpool is just gonna be like, yo, this shit is fucking trippy. Yeah, because he's probably gonna address the fact that wait, you're back. Wait, wait, you're back. Like, who asked for you to come back? Like, what are I you mean, doing here? What a way for him to join the MCU, though. You yeah. Know? Don't last, expect anyone from the first class to show up, though. No, I'm fine with that. I'm, fi- I'm fine with that. No, get, get I have it on pretty cast. solid authority that no one from the first class crew is going to show up. Just have the just have the uh, old original X Men cast. That's all I want. I, I love just, that. They, I oh, they're definitely they coming back. No, yeah. I just oh, don't yeah. want any. I just please don't bring back those damn black pepper costumes. I'm like. Like you know, like we we're done with the CW. We don't need this anymore. Well, well, well remember at the end of what? What was it? Uh, Days of Future? Pe- no, Apocalypse. 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 Yeah, those costumes were awesome looking. And, and then they got rid of them. Dark Phoenix, and then it was like they're wearing like these pieces of shit fucking X costumes. They were the, like, the, the the Grant Morrison costumes uh, from the, from the all new X Men. Yeah, so ugly. Grant they Morrison, wait, Grant they, Morrison did X Men? They literally spent yeah. all that money making those costumes for the end of Apocalypse not to use them again. Yeah, okay, so not only that, they started off with the original X Men film. They took inspiration from that Grant Morrison run, and then they ended it again with more Grant Morrison inspired looks. It was pretty. And tricky. the care and the actors did not age forty years each day. No, <laughs> no, because literally in a few guy. years after Dark Phoenix, uh, you're supposed to believe that that's this Magneto is going to turn to Ian McKellen's Magneto, no. and Patrick Stewart is supposed to. Be, yeah. Not look like James again. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. Oh no. I will say though, First Class is the best X Men movie. Ooh. I I will agree with that, and it's I would there. even I, I would even say that that Dark Phoenix is more watchable than Apocalypse and Days of Future Past. Uh, uh, what uh, Days <laughs> of Future Past? Oh, oh my god, the great, the great. A hot I don't know about that one. <laughs> there, I don't a hot know about that all. one. Oh. Now, yeah, I, that, I that one say was this. a little. Days of Future Past to me is. So good. However, yeah. I wish the original cast had more to do in it besides just the opening, and then some bits in the, in you know toward in the third act. I wish there that was movie, more. Oh man, that movie had so. No, much I get potential. it. It's it's not and traditional. It's just, not even past. so much as it's not traditional. I don't know. I just the first time I watched that movie, I remember waking up halfway through it, going, "What happened?" I loved it. <laughs> I love Brian it. Singer. Just does not strike a chord with me anymore. I, I, oh, man. I watched it probably two weeks ago. I was like, "God damn." I'm like, I really enjoy this movie, but yeah, we got somebody else joining right now and uh, prepare yourself because we got another lens. We got a lens expert coming in. Throw a knife at Steven. Throw a knife at Steven. Yeah, you had to make it to talk lenses with Jacob and we're all just going to watch, did. right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we're, the, were the ones that you sent me on, um, on Twitter, did you use those for your... I, I missed the earlier what you guys talked about. Is so that I, that I one picture? All your... So yeah, those were the, the um, anamorphic. We did not. So th- those were only for one particular sequence, and uh, they are fucking cool. Uh, we only used. I wanted to use more of them. Um, yep, yeah. those are the ones. So we only we only used the thirty two. Um, if I had more money, I would have used 
them probably for the whole time, but whatever. Didn't have didn't have that in the budget. So we only used 32 millimeter, but it is uh, gorgeous. And then the teaser, I think one of the shots you can tell because of the project. Well, it's not a projector; it's a light, but the projector. Uh, you get those beautiful flares. Um, but yeah, those were monsters and uh, really cool. But uh, yeah, we did we did shoot uh, one scene anamorphic. That's all. I've never gotten to play with anamorphic, and that's that's I'm I'm getting itchy to to. I'm, I haven't even started looking yet, but I'm like, how can I? Like once I start figuring out how to budget it, then it, then I'm like committed to buying, and so I'm just not even, <laughs> not even looking until I, until it's did, feasible. <laughs> did you see the trailer, Stephen? No, I did not see it yet. Okay, I, let's let's show it again because I mean we watched it when it was just one on one. We watched it again. It's shot very well. I mean, definitely. <coughs> that's okay with you, Jacob. <laughs> um, it's very okay with me. <laughs> so let's watch this right here. Wow, you got that, that drone shot in at the end. Hey, you yeah, see that? That's a great shot. <laughs> that shot right there. Wee. That's that's a uh, man. You took that's a that you, that's a Snyder shot. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the uh, uh, the Watchmen, and uh, he's got that BVS too. He's got that in like half his movies. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, it's funny you say that. Let me pull up my storyboards real quick because you're gonna <laughs> think it's very funny. Sure. Hold on. How you doing, by, by the way, Stephen? Everything good? Good. I just introduced my kids to Karate Kid. So nice, nice, that, good that night. Was awesome. Yeah. They they, they love Jackie Chan. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, there's only one Karate Kid film to watch. Yeah, yeah. We we always forget about that one. Even there though I, I really do like Jackie Chan, that other guy. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Beautiful. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you got that right there. Arrow up. Yeah. Arrow. No, he says Snyder on it. It literally. Oh, it literally. I didn't even see that. Oh, I didn't even see that. I didn't even see that. I was looking at all the other yeah. shit. I know. Yeah. There's, there's like three. There's like. I mean, he's he's got a lot of shots, but there's like I would consider like three staple Snyder shots. That's one of them. The rotate around behind the back of the, the silhouette is the other, and then um and then like the and then coming around around the head like the transition and sucker punch when it goes in the yeah. um the army and of was it arm the army of me i think is what it's, the yeah. song is when it goes around the head yeah they do that in army of the dead not um in uh dawn of the dead and sucker punch dawn, yeah. and um um bvs yeah 
Yeah, that's, he was showing he, he was showing the drone camera like like man that thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's got it. Like he's he pulled a Scott. He just like pulled that right up right there. <laughs> so Stephen, crazy. This new drone has three sensors on it. Enjoy. Okay. We've got the Hasselblad twenty four at the bottom, and mm-hmm. we've got a seventy and a one sixty six millimeter. Wow. So you basically get three different looks, and I can. It's really easy to switch between the two. So, uh, but. Three. C- can you can, can they all operate simultaneously? Like, can you get like a? <laughs> you, you know why I'm asking. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I haven't. No, in terms of like the like the menu itself, is uh-huh. there like physically a way? I will figure it out. Yeah. Um, but I haven't figured it out yet, man. Because yeah, if you can if you can get the 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 crazy horse with the with a with a drone. Believe me, I've, mind I've is... already thought about it. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's because that's, that's I guess for for everybody else to 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 explain <laughs> what's going on. Um, yeah, I know. In like, in three hundred, in three hundred, the the, uh, the Leonidas charge was was shot with basically um, that. Yeah, yeah, they they call it. They were gonna get a crazy horse rig, which is basically they they used it for the crazy horse movie. Where if you ever seen it, where it's got like the really really high contrast. Um, it's not black and white, but it's like it's like a, a chroma blown out on on all the whites. And it's because they got a a black and white or a monochrome film, and a, they shot an identical. They used a beam splitter, which is it lines up two different lenses exactly on top of each other, and so when they blend the images it's it's um it it mixes weird and so what they did with 300 though instead of having one chroma and one one color they had them at different focal lengths and so that's why you're able to zoom within the within the shot in slow motion um normally that would you know you'd get grainy or lose resolution or whatever if you you actually manipulated that from the original shot so they actually had and then they use that same effect in the um in justice league when they're circling the league and you can Mm -hmm. see the camera it's panning and zooming in and out um, anyway, so the the drone's got the three cameras on it, and so Jacob and I had the first <laughs> the same. Uh, I assume f- same first thought is how can I use this to recreate the Leonidas shot? One day, one day I'll figure it out, and then I'll send yeah. you. Back. Yeah, do that. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Um, but uh, I Jordan, like I know you got. I know you got to leave. Jordan's got to leave. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Gotta head out. Yeah. All right, it's been man. a long day. So yeah. No problem. Yeah. Thanks for having. Hi, yeah, and as always, plug. So, yeah. plug away. Uh, Chainsaw reacts everywhere. I'm on uh, Threads now too. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, I'm on all, all social medias, but yes. But thanks for having me on, Dave. All right, no problem. Bye, everybody. It's easy. Bye, Jordan. Bye. 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 Steven, I just, I did just join Threads, and I'm going to show you one of my first. <laughs> I, I already uninstalled it because the my new my feed was it looked like everything was generated by Chat GPT. It was just, oh, that's that's how we, love it. <laughs> we There we go. Is this a safe place to talk about Plato's Republic? Yeah. I didn't get any responses, but I'm assuming it was. Yeah, I'll, I'll send a link to. I'll put a link on there to minute one thirty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so fucking a... tired of Twitter just being so like can we just get Twitter back like <laughs> back to what I mean name name a time when people haven't considered I know, it, it was always a shit house before too that's the thing <laughs> that's what's so funny it's like but it's you know a time when he I remember when people that. used to 
I remember when people used to blame Jack for Twitter's problems. <laughs> but it was so much more easier because, like, you know, he would like he wouldn't talk back as much. But this other dude, he he's like, you know. You mean the guy who owns it's using his own platform that he paid all that money for? How dare he? Well, fair, but it's like <laughs> you do so many changes, Rebecca. It's like like every morning. Rebecca, there was a morning where I'm like, what if there's a day where I wake up and all of our podcast accounts are gone? Like all of them, like all 15, okay. 20. I would be free of Twitter. That would be so exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. It came to that whole limit thing. I was like, some of you motherfuckers need this limit. I'm yes. Just I was like, huh? I was like, it was just kind of funny. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's all crazy. And now we got, you know, it almost seems like the whole like, but I guess it's still happening. The whole Musk and Zuckerberg cage match oh yeah it's just what it's all leading to they're gonna be wearing their logos on the ass of their shorts i don't know (laughs) anyone anyone who's ever bought into one of these hyped up fights though i mean even with actual fighters (laughs) they always suck if it does actually happen my favorite part is gonna be like they're just gonna grapple and then everyone's like everyone's expecting like a mortal combat thing and they're they're gonna be like no, it's, yeah, exactly. It's gonna be George and like, Jerry that one gets. Yeah, no, yeah. because they, yeah, they, they, they'll maybe they'll throw a couple punches and they'll lock and they'll separate them and they'll lock and they'll grapple and everyone's gonna be like, nobody even got a bloody nose. It's like, well, I don't know what you expected. <laughs> I'm like, both of these guys are really, really smart, right? I don't know if we want them to get concussions. I'm just saying, <laughs> maybe they. I mean, you know, they're they're at least intelligent. I mean, whether how you feel about them, they at least have you know higher brain function than probably most of us. I don't know if we want them to knock each other in the head, but well, if that's what we're gonna that's do, that's the fun part. We, yeah, if we're gonna have executives fighting <laughs> each other, then part. I I demand that someone puts uh, Walter Hamada in a cage with. <laughs> I know who. I mean, there's so many people I would love to see him see beat beat Walter up. But uh, yeah, like, yeah, Ray Fisher, man. Yeah, I was just gonna say Ray <laughs> Fisher. Yeah, jeez, I don't know if you want to uh, do that. Have you seen what Ray Fisher looks like in? He looks like Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Jesus, that guy is just huge. I dare any one of his haters oh, now oh to be like, yeah, he's a diva. Bullshit. Bullshit. That shot, that shot when he's holding his BFG big fucking gun mm-hmm. that shot mm-hmm. right this shot right here we're going back to some rebel moon talk right here but jesus christ mm-hmm. look at that look at that spinning so now i'm kidding oof yeah oof his his arm huge it's not that he doesn't look jacked because he's he's a he's a big dude but he he looks <laughs> a lot more lanky like yeah casually and then he like flexes and his arm is like thicker than my torso <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like Dave, Dave, like Dave, Dave, can we, can, can we, can we, can we zoom in on the, on the arm? <laughs> yeah, right. But there's like, just like this big, huge vein that just goes right across the bicep. Yeah, like that's right. as big as my index. I can't really <laughs> see anything. Could we, like, like I think we, we, I have old eyes now. Like, I need to zoom in. I, know, I can't, I can't zoom for you, Andy. I'm sorry. If I could, I would, but I can't do it with the share. Fa- uh, you're gonna have to go to his, uh, his, um, Twitter for your spank bank. <laughs> 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 sorry i went there yeah no but i mean yeah it's just it's absolutely crazy uh that right there and the guns like he the what's four feet or something like that it's like supposed yeah. to be like four feet long or something yeah jeez speaking but, of yeah. uh potential netflix docuseries that is a guy mm-hmm. i would want to interview Tonto. <sighs> Um, we were kind of talking. We were talking about that, like if there was ever a potential release 
cut type of documentary. I mean, obviously, I think Ray would one hundred percent. He would sing. Yes, well, he would. Like it all it all depends on on how it, like who produces it and yeah. and how because like he'll as we you know we've seen with other things he's publicly said, but I mean he's he's gotten very selective about who he will let interview him or or who so he'll, he'll talk to because of as um, he should. I I support him in that. My um, my whole idea with it is like if this was a Netflix thing backed by Zach. I don't see a ton of people saying, no, I don't really want to speak about this unless yeah. it was like John Bird or Walter. Right, exactly. Well, it's, it's weird because I, I'm, I'm all in, in support of it. So it's hardly, so this isn't to, but the, the catch 22 of any, anything like this that you get is if it's produced by WB, then I don't have to elucidate the, the hiccups that you're going to have with that. Um, if it's, if it's through, like like Zach could give it like a thumbs up, but he he I don't think wants to be near stone throwing. Um, in terms of like like he's not going to make a documentary where he puts out all his own dirt or doesn't want it to look like he's the one scooping all the all the dirt mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and so there's this weird middle area of like how do you get like an officially endorsed thing without without um if it's wb officially endorsed it's it's not reliable and and zach zach would would um is okay with anybody slinging mud on his behalf but doesn't want it to (laughs) dj (laughs) yeah exactly but he's not about to i need that drop literally to like produce the documentary so it's a it's an interesting well, I think what would be on this thing's side is like time. So, what if this is like in ten years? And- yeah, that's the yeah. But I mean, it's it, it, something like that. I mean, I don't know when it, when I at least from what I've heard from people who make docs. I mean, they take years. They could take years, you yeah. know, because it's not just an instant thing. It's and I think most of the time it's like yeah, and it's not like it's something that you get paid a, a sack of money and go do it. No, it's like a lot of these are like you don't even make money essentially, but you know, you're all about the craft and putting the story that you're doing it out there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but you're right. It could be just something that comes out way later and not, not anytime soon for sure. Well, and I'm saying it because if, if if someone does beat me to this punch and it's someone that like, hasn't studied this whole thing, like I have, I'm going to be slightly upset, (laughs) but it could be good. It could be cool still, but that's like, the funny that's the funny thing about the whole situation that you depending on how something like that gets started and who like that was the same thing with Sean O'Connell's book. I remember when he started interviewing for people with that I sat back for a long time and was like let's see how this makes the rounds because hey, anyone anyone who who is not involved like from the beginning like Sean Sean I think did a great job but he, it took a lot of like, oh, there's other people I need to talk to. He was there was very much a corner of 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 the uh, the people who were involved that he was that he was talking to before he realized like, oh, this is a big a big wider of a circle than I'm. Um, and then and then after that, that he kind of got thrown under the bus by the people who who he was originally <laughs> interviewing because yeah. they, they didn't like the fact that he went to other places. And so yeah, so whoever does it, depending on who they reach out to first, is gonna. Um, um, you know, people are so combative over 
what the right narrative is or whatever. What? No. Never really? happens. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Listen, I think this is like this is the craziest story like in the history of Hollywood, in my opinion. And it I really- think it is a right narrative. It's just a matter of who can like exactly well, push that's, all the right buttons. That's the funny thing about it to me because the the there are people either don't um I, I agree that it's like one of the craziest stories, but the people who know it's the, the a crazy story either like don't want it to be talked about. Yes. Or people like don't trust them <laughs> that it's as exactly. crazy as they think it is. Um and so it's this really weird mix of like a lot of the people who are like, this is the craziest people are like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. This stuff happens all the time. And then there's people who are like, oh, no, it's that crazy. And I'm not going to go anywhere near. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, it's um, just so it, I think that's why time is on its side, though. Eventually, everyone's going to be like, yeah, we need to hear this story. I, mean, I don't know. It's just it, I mean, I mean, it was it's it's history that was made. Like, I mean, we've had director's cut cuts come out. I mean, Jesus Christ, how many director's cuts are there? Blade Runner. Quite but yeah. And you know, pick your poison. Which one's the best one? Right. But uh, you know, um, not thoughts. Uh, anyways, um, but it <laughs> when it comes to this, I, I love mean, when you get shady. Though. I just want to say, yeah. Um, when it comes to this one, it's just like it's just crazy how you know this was just how Zach. I mean, there's so much story there, even like the behind the scenes stuff that you know that that were involved with even some of us here, just even some of that story that, I mean, it's just crazy. Like the, what it took and what the little things like, okay, let's, let's see where we can go with this. And Zach just thinking, well, let's see what we can go with this. And then him just saying, fuck it. I'm just going to drop images. Warner brothers is going to hate this, but I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know? But at the same time now that he, without, after full circle and having, a good relationship with some of those people over there. Now it's like, okay, he's not going to throw shade. I mean, he was on the Stephen Colbert and he threw shade, obviously, you know, use those drops, but yeah, it is. It would be interesting. And I didn't even think about Oh shit. I just wait I, for a second. I thought like, wait, when I realized there's a, there's a Stephen Colbert show. Colbert. Yeah. Colbert. I, Colbert. Sorry. I, somebody corrected me, Stephen. I, I, I was, I was, I was, like, I, was, I, was I, I wasn't enunciating your name right. It was supposed to be Colbert, not Colbert. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody did that. So if no. I've been saying it wrong, Stephen, I apologize. You've been saying it right. <laughs> exactly. I know. Dude, just some somebody on YouTube just gave me a long thing of like of things that I'm mispronouncing. And one of them was your name. It's like it's supposed to be Colbert. I'm like, mm-hmm. I thought it was just Colbert. Okay, but anyways. Yeah, no, we, we, I, yeah. <laughs> right. I remember when I had to explain to one of my parents. The internet, you gotta love it. I had to yeah. explain to one of my parents when I, because they were scrolling through Screen Rant and they're like, that talk show worked with Screen I'm like, nope, it's not him. <laughs> yeah. Our, our Steven is way cooler, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. It's true. Um, yeah. Um, but no, I'm just saying, but you, yeah, like I said, you bring up a good point is like, is he going to be like, eh, I'm not here to, you know, I'm not going to start doing that again at one well, point, maybe, but I think yeah. in uh, to, to Jacob's point though, I think he's way more likely intent. Like, look at some of the things he said about like some of the, the earlier movies, mm-hmm. like, like his willingness to talk about like what the execs were saying with, um, yeah. with like man of steel development and stuff. So I think now that everybody's gone and once there's a new kind of version of this universe underway and any rocks that he throws aren't going to be 
you know, making a big splash with people who are like actively, you know, in the, in certain circles in the industry. Um, I think he'll be a lot more, he may not necessarily name names, but he'll, he'll for sure, um, uh, say stuff. Although you look at like, um, I think the biggest one that people don't reference often enough is, is his article with Anthony Bresnikin at uh, vanity fair right before, um, that was one of the, one of the best, I think the reason that that one is not mentioned more often is because that's the one where it says that he cringes at descriptions of the way the fans behave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, and, and then there was like, you know, uh, it was, was it, um, justice con when he like, remember when he had like the longer hair and he was just like, he just said, you know, that's where we got some of these drops too. Just saying like, you know, if I ever see that version or blah, 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 I'm going to burn it to the fucking ground and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's those good interviews too, where he just was like going almost scorched earth when it came to it. But, um, and then there was even like a, wasn't there a podcast where he really like opened up on a lot of things? What was that podcast? Oh, the Mark Twight's podcast. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really like, oh, I mean, they spoke about nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's one you i listened to that and i almost think like they anticipated that it wouldn't get very wide circulation because it's very um yeah there's a lot in there there's like a fr- conversation between friends basically they even mentioned things that like i don't have context for um in that that it's like they don't expect anyone to know what they're even talking about because they'll just name some random person by their first name and um that they clearly both know that <laughs> nobody else does mm-hmm. well listen even like zach may not be willing to speak up on some things but he is surrounded by a camp of people that have proven that they, oh, yeah, that they are I said this yeah. to Dave earlier but like oh if, yeah we, we'll get dj on that shit. If I, yeah in 10 years if i go to netflix and like i'm doing this what do you think and like who are you gonna get and i'll be like i'll name like a bunch of people and i'll reach out to them and none of them say yes but don or don john Deschardin will say yes and i'll be like Yep, that's all we need. He will talk for an hour and a half, and he will blow the lid off this thing. Yeah, well, to y'all's point, I mean, you don't even really need Zach to be on camera. No, there's don't. there's a ton of footage and ton of podcasts, and um, the thing about documentaries is it's based on uh, file footage and archival footage. So you yeah. could have new interviews that you do, um, but if Zach did, but if Zach didn't want to, you know, sit down and revisit it, there's all kinds of historical stuff that you could pull from. I compared this to The Last Dance, and yes, there's there's interviews with Michael Jordan in that, but most of it is like Scottie Pippen and John Paxson and Steve Kerr, like, and they're telling like the deepest, darkest stuff about the '96, '97, '98 Bulls, like. I mean, yeah, a lot of Michael Jordan, but it's it could have worked without him. So there's so many ways you could go about this. I just I, I want the meme of uh, Zach sitting there, and he goes like, "And they wanted to change my movie." I took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want right there. I want yeah. that. Bad man has so much patience. Like I, I, yeah. I don't know how he does that. Like there will be time when me and Rebecca were just talking on Messenger, and I will be like, "How does like I can't even put up with half the shit that." A, like a normal human goes through on a daily basis. The fact that he goes has gone through all this over last it's almost fifteen years now with this with all of this. It's like it's insane. Yeah, yeah. it's actually ten full 10. decade. Remember, because we got man. Well, I mean, but they, I guess you could say it's more like twelve, thirteen, because obviously pre production and shit like that. It's like the journey of 
you know, being called by Christopher Nolan and, you know, not, not many people knew who Zack Snyder was, you know, until he got that Man of Steel gig. Um, I was already a fan just like right after Don, well, 300 put him on the map, I guess you could say. Yeah, of course it did put him on the map big time, but I remember seeing Don of the Dead and being impressed by that. And then of course, yeah, 300. And then, um, and then when it came to, to the, through the rest of the movies and then and then Christopher Nolan just going like, hey, I'm not going to do Superman. I know a guy getting that phone call. I mean, that's just 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 to, to start the journey by getting a phone call from Christopher Nolan to do a Superman movie. I mean, that's one of those things where I'm like, man, I, I've been wanting to ask Zach, what was that like to get that phone call being, you know, Still, I mean, you, you make a splash of 300. Watchmen doesn't make the splash, but it's a cult classic now. Uh, Sucker Punch, same thing. Uh, and then, of course, there was the, uh, I always forget what the Owl movie is called because Owls of Gahul. Guardians of Gahul. There you go. There you go. Um, Guardians. And, then, and then, of course, and then, of course, and then just, you know, getting that phone call. I mean, that's just, it was life changing. It was absolutely life changing. I, uh, at Circle on Sunday, Steven might know this name better than I do. Uh, I talked to Andrea. Gonna butcher the last name. It's like oh, from name. If it, No, if it. no, she is. Let me look up what her credit is. She's a producer of some kind. That's been. She said that she's been working with Zach since um, since Dawn, I believe, or maybe since three hundred. She, I think, her official title now is. Uh, production manager at Netflix, but she was with Doty and a couple other people. And I talked to her for like 30 minutes. Um, yeah. Her first credit is post-production supervisor on 300, but she had some, some good stuff to say about just like their journey in general. Um, and she was very close with, um, with Wes. I think Wes is son. Does that sound right? He was like helping out with like the microphones and stuff. Yeah, he, he was there too. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. She was very close with Wes and his family, um, but I talked to her for a good bit, and um, yeah, she was just talking about how like their journey has been, and she mentioned how, like the nightmare of uh, the studio or Warner Brothers, how like everything that was like just horrible for them because I think if she was a post production manager. I'm looking at IMDb right now. Post-production supervisor on Justice League 2017. Ugh. Um, That's a tough job. <laughs> yeah. Into that because I'm guessing she was tacked on to do that beforehand. And I'm guessing she, and I probably should have asked her about that, but like she's seen it all is what I'm guessing. Yeah. So if you ever need a, an article for Screen Rant, Stephen, there you go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know how I haven't met her. Yeah, awesome. I don't yeah. See, he's already got he's already got like you know half the movie like already ready, <laughs> half the docu series I should say now. But I mean, it would uh, I think eventually it's got to happen, right? Though, so yeah. Well, well you think if if it's uh, what I don't know is what's going to happen first: a documentary or a a um a, a, a satirical uh, show a dra- dramatization yeah. or a, or a mockumentary even <laughs> like <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I like the like an almost famous or uh, or something like that. I can see them. Um, is that what is that 
the one that it's called where they they go to get the the Star Wars one. Oh, the fanboys, uh, fanboys, yeah. fanboys, yeah. Yeah. fanboys, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great yeah. movie, by the way. It's a pretty funny, fantastic movie. It's a great it's movie. Good. It's pretty damn good. Kristen Bell was in that, right? Kristen Bell. Uh, that sounds right. She was yeah. in the she was the girl in that, right? I think so. Yeah, Maybe. she was the girl. <laughs> <laughs> so specific. One girl in that Only. movie. <laughs> well, at least in the main cast, there was one. Um, now, but yeah. Yeah, you're right. They could like. I mean, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like going to be some kind of like movie like that at first, maybe, and they do like a, a kind of like a, something like that, like almost like a parody of it. Almost I mean, it's already part of pop culture. It's already part part of pop culture. I mean, we when you send the voice. everybody says release the whatever the hell, you know, it's such a thing now that mm-hmm. you know, anytime there's like a movie comes out, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, we heard that there's you know. Another, another half cut. an hour, yeah. Another cut. We uh, like release the so and so cut. I mean, it's such a pop culture reference now, which is pretty really? great. But yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Andrea Wertheim, Stephen, get on yeah. it. <laughs> I do have a question for you, and I would kick myself if I didn't ask it. I already asked this mm-hmm. dice. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If he mentioned this to you, Phil, earlier you mentioned the child. Um, we've been talking, or we talked about earlier how detailed Zach is. I mean, you made a podcast about it, so you know. Um, but like Luther's um, Library Metropolis thing is on November 1st of whatever year, right? Mm hmm. A year later, Silas Stone dies on November 17th. And Lois is expecting a child. And that's over a year. And we can assume that Clark dies a week or two after November 1st from the previous year. Am I am I correct there? Um I the honestly Rebecca might have a better idea of that than I do. Uh, oh, you the, gotta push it on me, huh? Rebecca, do you think we do timelines pretty Whenever well, I go to look at the, the chronology, I guess it ends in the fall still, right? But the yeah, the, the yeah, Lois when she's very... in the cemetery has a, a, a kind of an overcoat on and the leaves are falling, so it's definitely in the fall. Yeah, so yeah see, I, we haven't gotten there yet. I'm not a biology major. And I know that Zach's films are way too detail oriented for him to just make it a movie thing. However, if it is just a movie thing and it's just whatever, then cool. Well, it's also Kryptonians develop maybe, you know, they don't necessarily, the biology might work different with a, with a Kryptonian uh, fertilization. And and I guess, I guess if you had to factor into it, uh, I think Zach said that uh, Clark was dead for maybe like, a month, two months, something like about that. Like, like it was a like, mo- about a month. It was about like something really days. short, yeah. But that so. doesn't. So how does Silas die in November? Is what I'm trying to say. Well, he died um, prior to. Um, Wasn't it six uh, weeks when all of this happened? Like he was oh. gone for six weeks. I feel like I heard the, the term. Oh, wait, where is six weeks? Where is the date for Silas's death coming from? Gemstone. Oh, interesting. 
says November 17th. It actually says November 17th, 2017, but there's that's, not. A, that's when that's Justice League died. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The in BVS is on um, the invitation for the Library Metropolis thing. And it doesn't have a year. It just says November 1st. And I think maybe in a CNN article, it says like November 3rd or something like that. But it, does, it never says a year. That's a so, little, that's wild. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, as far as what you're getting at, I, I don't know about, I think Zach confirmed, although it could happen however they wanted to hypothetically if they, there was. I'm looking at the tombstone. It just says 1969 to 2017 on Silas. It doesn't say November? No, it, I, 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 uh, Dave, Wait. can you can I show can I share my screen? Are you, are you looking yeah. at the Snyder Cut? <laughs> the Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, I'm just I'm How just dare I'm just, you I'm just wanted clarification. I, just wanted I would clarification. never listen. But if I ever what, see that other man again, I will. <laughs> I've literally broken his. When I see people who have DVDs, I'm like, you don't want this, right? He's like, no, you want that? Uh, yeah, I will keep it, and I break it in front of them. Um, this is literally what. Um, I'm seeing. I'm trying to. Sh- well, I'm not the one hosting. How do I? You could. You I- could share the screen. You should be able to, and Use then I'll present. pull it up. Yeah, present. Okay. Yeah, pr- present. Present. Uh, there we go. There you go. This is from the movie. Okay, so yeah, it doesn't say that. I don't know why I'm seeing November then. Okay. I think Make you were just thinking up. about that that awful day of watching it in the movie theater. I guess, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> I just said, well, not, even, not even, not even, not even well, Eleanor has that. To... to get back, to get back to the uh, the the meat of the issue, though, I <laughs> um I am supportive of any um continuity errors they need to force in order to make that Bruce's child. That's so. That's that's where I was getting at. So my yeah. point was like. Like Lois, <laughs> like, <laughs> this is because like, Lois. If we are gonna go like, this is not just a movie thing, and that wasn't just like a fun thing that Zach did for like, you know, saying whatever he was saying. Literally, a human being can't be in the womb for that long. So, what my, about a half Kryptonian human being? Or maybe, maybe. But the cooler explanation is like secretly he really did go with the Bruce thing and we just haven't seen it yet. I would hate that what? so much. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate it so much. Oh. I think you're supposed to. That's that's, to. that's the that's point. I I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't good on it at first, but then after a while I was like, you know what? After you read my article about it, right? Yeah, it was Stephen <laughs> that helps me. Uh, you know, there's been many times where Stephen has swayed me into his way he thinks. I tell you, when Bruce, <laughs> when Bruce Wayne says that killing Superman may be the only thing he ever does that matters, but at the end of the day, what he actually does is stops, a, is is defends the mother of his child and his child, what his father <laughs> couldn't do. That you know that that brings it home really, and when he when he protects Lois against against Darkseid, uh, al- along with many other ripples that that thematically spin out of that. It's a way to look true. at it, right there. Too true. <laughs> Rebecca Stormbrand yeah. having it. I'm, I'm not. That is a stretch. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I, 
Listen, as a, as a Wonderbat no, shipper, yeah. I'm just against us. <laughs> Wonderbat. Man. Listen, I know. Yo, have you seen how be- hot Ben and Gal look together when they're just like, you know, staring at each other? It's just Bruce Wayne. It's just Bruce Wayne, man. What are you going to say, Jacob? I, I love the uh, the Bruce and Lois thing, personally. Like that's okay. just like when I when we first heard about that, I think it was in that uh, that Vanity Fair thing. Um, yeah. Well, we heard about we knew kind of an idea beforehand, but like confirmed and the Vanity Fair thing. Like I thought that was the coolest thing in the world, and it works so well with this this story. Like just those five the five films like that would have been amazing. So anyway, tying this up, I wanted to. <laughs> To bring that up to Steven because in my head canon, I think like he really did do that. And we just wouldn't have seen it until I yeah, guess I think that because because if it had continued, I think that what he says he set up would have been for it to be Clark's child. But when you start to put together the pieces, it's very clear that the thematic conclusion to what he did in in Man of Steel and BVS and ZSJL, the proper continuation of that arc is the is the is it being Bruce's um, yep. child. Um, but and... how does that connect to like Man of Steel, where Jor-El tells him that he's going to be a a bridge between two worlds, and in Zack Snyder's Justice League, where Lois says um, it tells Martha or Manhunter Martha, uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll never love a man uh, like I've loved. I'll never know, love another person, or I'll never know, never love another man like I've loved your son, or whatever she says. Well, Some of that she loved Bruce like she loved Clark. Exactly. It was a, it was it's all about mm, one night. You have a little too much wine. I, I don't know. Well, I and look at Clark. I mean, Clark. Clark was raised <laughs> by, like, like the, we're talking about a story about. It's about adoption. It's about it's about uh, fathers and mothers and and you know Clark was raised by people that weren't his parents. Bruce had his parents taken from him because his father couldn't you know wasn't able to protect him and his and or his, you know to save his mother. Um, you have uh. uh the 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 Lancelot and and Arthur stuff going on with them. I mean, there 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 is a million. I mean, in, and then obviously this isn't like a big thematic point, but you even got Alfred talking about meeting a young lady from Metropolis to to make him honest. Make him honest. And, That's right. Um, yeah. And so, so there's all things. sorts of little things that you see in that that um, like that's literally what happens. Like Bruce Bruce is. Um, the, the 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 dream that took him to the light you know the, like the beautiful lie and at the end of the day ends up being superman and lois are are what brings him the kind of the hope to to rise into that that justice league 3 um conclusion that that was that was um projected for him so i i think that there's there's a lot there's a lot to dig in there and and I'm extrapolating a lot obviously because we didn't get those stories but the more I I put it together then rewatching stuff in BBS I'm like oh wow that's like that is there's a lot of things that that look like clear references not just throwaway easter eggs but actually building on um you know the she was my world and you took her from me obviously is a is a big deal there but that's it's not awesome. just that's not solely about the fact that that she's dead like there's there's a lot more um, there's a lot more to it there. And then what brings Bruce back, the whole idea that um, he has to tell Flash at the end, tell him that it's actually his child, even though she said no. Um, that is the impetus to get that 
ultimately saves the nightmare at the end of the day. Sure, you could change that to something else and it's still believable. But in terms of Bruce's arc, his, you know, what my family were hunters. That, that is the Wayne, Wayne family heritage. This is the only thing I do that matters. He's all down that one line until he realizes there's another way. Um, and part of that other way involves the fact that, like, now, now he actually has a child and an understanding that um, maybe instead of, um, of branding criminals and putting pr criminals in prison and, and all that, he actually has the ability to, to save a child, and, and then that child can be raised by Superman. Um, the idea of Superman raising somebody else's child is also another, you know, that, that is, a, is an homage to, to his own adopted parents. So there's, um, I don't know, this, it's not the most structured explanation. Look at my article on ScreenRant.com. Yeah, no, um... <laughs> I, I totally understand the argumentation for it. Um, I just kind of look at it from the character of Lois's perspective. What does that do for Lois? There's a lot of talk about what that does for Bruce and how that's so mm -hmm. impactful for Bruce, but that makes Lois look really bad. It also takes away from uh, the fact that she's supposed to be the key in the universe. She's the key. If she's not the key because of her connection and her love for Clark, to me, that makes it a little meaningless for her to well, be this big central figure here because then uh, it becomes yeah, all about taking, Bruce Wayne. Can I also a add little, something? Well, a little bit, but also taking Sorry. this away, I'll, I'll say this and you can say it, but um, that her arc was significantly hollowed out in justice league because this this part of the plot was was removed where there's a lot for her to grapple with here as well because the whole point like she she in the arc that snyder had charted out she does go back to clark i think people a lot of people approach the story yeah assuming... but does she go back to clark because bruce is dead no no clark comes back and like cause she she was never like she the the way people interpret the story is as if she knew Clark was going to come back. She thought he was gone sure. when she was with Bruce, but she wasn't with Bruce like in the same way she was with Clark. She was with him for for comfort. And so One Clark night. comes back and she's like, "Oh yeah, no, this this was always my my thing." But that that creates friction with with her and with her and Clark and then also then Bruce there's there's animosity there also because that it's a, it's a it's it's um, you know, like it's the the Excalibur thing, but um, that's also a phenomenon that happens all the time with um, in in with like soldiers, like families of. Um, oh sure, it's in, the plot of Pearl Harbor with yeah. Ben Affleck and, <laughs> and Matt Damon. It's it's the same exact plot. Yeah, yeah, I I get all of that, and I understand the thematic, and I and I respect for people who who seem to like that, but I just I I think it sort of ruins those characters a little bit because the way I understood it is that. Bruce dies and then Lois in, ends up with Clark and it's like, oh, well, is she just going back to Clark because she's he's kind of the uh, the leftover. He's the only thing uh, still alive. So I don't know that really for me, I'm a big Superman and Lois person. Yeah, and I I'm a big fan of their relationship that they developed in the storyboards yeah. that were that were released. I think it specified there that. um that she's back with Clark already before Bruce dies. Yes. Um, and so that's sort of Bru part of Bruce's thing is he tells her like, um, I would have, like, I, I could never envision a life outside the bat cave until you. Um, but I know that you like, you're with him. And then he goes and sacrifices himself so that they can. So the story, so, I mean, are, are those the one that were at the, the that AT&T thing you went yeah. to back then? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the storyboards. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, and it's like another thing where it's like, you know, obviously <laughs> Bruce probably is, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's had some loves in his life, you know, uh, maybe someone named Selena or Talia. But um, but then, of probably. course, you know, to happen to have the whole, uh, yeah, to have um, him like when he was down this dark path and then, you know, he gets there's like a hopeful vibe that comes to him. And then and then he just falls for Lois. I mean, even though she's like looking, she looks at him for comfort. He literally like to like finds her like, wow. Well, so that's uh, and you also, know, like, one of those in, things, too, where it's like in okay. terms, it's confusing. In terms oh, of making Lois the key. Remember, she's the one that gi- that gives Clark his grounding to yeah. Earth. Right. She's the one that, that she's the bridge. She's the one that 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 you are my world. Right. And so the fact that she serves that role to both Clark and Bruce, um, interestingly, in a similar way to 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 the Martha bond, um, which is interesting because she also fills that Martha archetype by being then the then Bruce is able to protect her in the way that to, to kind of close out that 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 um, to, to do what his father couldn't do. Um, and so, so I think that there's a there's a, like a Martha um, archetype in there as well. That's interesting. So many layers. I think so for me, it's like if if, if this timeline is supposed to be that Bruce and Lois somehow got this, so this close during these six weeks, I'm like, y'all, what were you doing for these six weeks? That it was like. I think that again. That's why, my yeah, I, I'm I'm with Rebecca on this way. Like, it feels, it doesn't matter. Feels a little sleazy. Well, it feels, it's it feels it, very. You know what? You know what it feels like. It feels very CW. Where it's like, it's <laughs> it's a soap opera trope, and no. I, it feels like. And and I love Zack Snyder's one of my favorite directors, but it feels like he took the Excalibur thing and wanted to shove it into the story, and that one is the one that I have the biggest problem with because it doesn't. It's it's too forced in my opinion so that that's just that's just my yeah. take on it. i mean it's definitely a grand it's a big swing and so i i can't argue that it would have landed correctly but i'm always in favor of the big swing <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I, I think he probably would have done it well i think he would have mm-hmm. he would have done it in a way that probably would have i would have been like oh okay i see what he's doing um because and, and with a lot of his big swings like superman killing zod I, once it was over, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm, a, I'm on Superman's side here. I get it. Um, mm. So I think he probably would have presented it well. I just don't, I think he's like forcing a, you know, a square into a round peg with that. Yeah. That's, that's all. That yeah, makes sense. How are you feeling about it, Phil? What was your thoughts about when it comes to this whole thing? The whole yeah, who Bruce, do, who Lois, do, that, who all that. Who, who's, yeah. who do you ship? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, who's your ship? <laughs> Uh, you know, I think there's there's like one or two ways you could really approach it. I mean, it's not something that's not happened in, in comics history. I mean, there's a famous Silver Age panel that floats around the Internet from time to time again, showcasing that Bruce Wayne and Lois Lane, in fact, have a child and Superman's happy for them. And that's all fine and dandy. I, I think in the context of what the story that Zack Snyder was trying to tell, I think it, it to Stephen's point, it's it's a bold swing. It was a very bold idea. Um but with those bold ideas, you're going to get a lot of fans that would, I think, more lean towards Rebecca's stance in that they're just it's just, it's a creative decision they don't necessarily agree with. Um, I think ultimately it kind of boils down to just how exactly it would have been written, performed, executed, 
in in you know the performances between Ben Affleck, Lois, and uh, Amy Adams and Henry Cavill, respectively. Um, I just think on the on the idea of itself, I think there's something unique about Superman raising a child that isn't necessarily his, but with the woman that he loves, but also happens to be the child of the guy who almost killed him, but also turned out to be his best friend after he died anyway. I don't know. There's there's a lot of very intricate and moving parts to that whole thing in general. Um, me personally, I, I, I'm really not one way or the other, but just on a, on a preferential level, I do like Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot next to each other. So I, I'm, I'm kind of there with that. Wonder bat. Wonder yeah. bat. I'm yeah. a wonder bat fan. Been a wonder bat fan since justice league unlimited. So yeah, that shit is hot. <laughs> I think I'm just I gonna come out and say it. Well, I mean, I mean, I think what what is it? What is it? Kevin Conroy's Batman says to to Susan Eisenberg's Wonder Woman. I'm I'm a rich kid with with parent issues, or I'm I'm a rich kid with with like parent issues, and and you're an Amazon a, a, like a, a Amazon from an I I don't remember what the, what the exact wording was, but he says he says something effective. It would never work, and yeah. I find I always find that kind of funny. But in in this universe it did look like it was heading in that direction. And honestly, I could see a switch there happening where, you know, say Superman and Lois and say, say Clark and Lois say the child in Lois is in fact, Lois's and Clark's say that child is in fact the son of Superman's. Okay, that's fine. Well, how do you get a new Batman? Wonder woman's right there. Hmm. That, that's all I'm saying. Like, if you want like a an, a, a Hercules-ish type of of Bruce Wayne or <laughs> offspring, to where you have a Batman that might have some kind of superpowers, Wonder Woman's right there. Now that's a big it. swing. It is a big swing, right? <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a big pe- swing. People think I'm insane for that one. Is it's like <laughs> no, because like, it's like all fanboy and like you know, uh, you know, what's the word here? Uh, you know. Um, Fan service. Service. <laughs> it's fan service and i'm like well no not necessarily just look at the genuine chemistry that. between ben affleck and gal gadot as those characters in those movies and their babies will be hot they, would. <laughs> they really would that's the point what were i uh jacob you were gonna have something like a while back and what, what were you gonna say uh don't remember but a new thought just came okay. along okay Wouldn't that works my the idea the the reason i came up with that idea ironically enough was because i was reading frank miller's dark knight three the master race because superman and wonder woman have children in that book and i was like well, there what you if go. it was batman and wonder woman wait yeah. frank miller actually gave us wonder bat no it frank is- miller gave us super wonder children well there you go That's oh the oh sorry i misheard sorry in that same vein if they were to go down that path wouldn't that future batman in theory um have some Kryptonian in him. Hmm. I don't. Going- I don't think that idea ever actually. Yeah. Became no. wait, a wait, thing. wait, 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 wait. What are we looking to originally? He's he's referring to the fact that Zack Snyder initially pitched the idea that the uh, Amazons would uh, be like pat- yeah, like past Kryptonian. Oh, that whole thing oh, at full circle. Remember? I don't. Yeah. I don't. Know if, I don't know if that is controversial to say. I love Zack, but that idea, I was like, what? That's a bold Are one you, too. I, I was like, am, I thought that was cool. Am, am, I, am I having a stroke? Like, why am I reading this? I don't know if I would have liked that because it makes it makes the world feel smaller. In you know, because in, in one of the things I love about the DC universe is, is how so very it is. You know, we have Amazon, we have Kryptonians, Fangarians, and all these things and so on. But suddenly, to be like, oh, but Kryptonians and Femiscarians are actually somehow like 
I love the idea of making the the Kryptonians the center of everything. Yeah. I think uh, that universe. if you it's it's small if you if you if we're creating a direct line in the same like if it's a you know um the idea that because I don't know what, what was like was meaning that there was to be a direct line but if I'm thinking too well little, no but I'm I'm saying a direct line like if if it's if it would be like a third cousin of like they're, they're like Superman's cousins but mm -hmm. my understanding of the idea is more you know we know the Kryptonians tried to populate the stars you know, tens of thousands of years prior. Um, and so the idea that a, there, there's a, a lineage, well, there is a relationship like on a, on a higher level of the family of the family tree. Um, I think that's interesting. It, and it makes a lot of sense from, uh, you know, where like an ancient aliens kind of like, where, where do any of these, you know, these, um, like the, Zeus. the mythic beings come from even. in the, in the first place. Um, and you know, and there's, and there's a relationship to the, to the new gods or the old gods or whatever. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it's ridiculous to say far enough back there's, there's shared lineage, but I would agree if it was like, Oh, Superman's grandpa sent a rocket and that resulted in the Amazons. That's, that's, that's way too tight, but eventually you I'm, go back far enough and there's going to be a common ancestor. I mean, so what, what, what would happen? So ridiculous. wait, what would that, so wait, was that, was the implication that Zeus would have somehow like, you know, cause we, we know that the, the way that. The, the Amazon exists are because of Zeus, but was Zach trying to say that Zeus was somehow like yeah, Kryptonian? Yeah, Zeus oh. and Ares were were had Kryptonians. Kryptonians. Yeah, yeah, you know those Kryptonians who can uh, shoot lasers from their fingertips. You know those Kryptonians. <laughs> Thunderbolts. <laughs> shoot it from their Thunderbolts. Yeah, yeah. you know that old Kryptonian power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, because things, would this would, would this would this yeah. have made Kara like? Themyscira in that case, if that's how they were going to introduce her. There's not... Uh, that actually would actually make sense to me. Um, I would not have liked the Amazon idea, but uh, you could justify that because uh, Cara Zor-El has had ties to the Amazons. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes she's been on Themyscira and being tra trained by them. Um, so you could you could tie her to, to the Amazons if you wanted to. Well, that animated movie Superman Batman Apocalypse does yes. just that. And and that happens in the comic yeah. version of it too. Exactly, yeah. Which is a great story. It's a fucking good movie. It's a great story. Good movie. Great art. Rest in peace, Michael Turner. Yeah, I mean, it was probably one of those ideas where, again, I mean, how detailed is Zach? If 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 they would have went for it, and maybe there is something somewhere in a book where he was starting to already, like, you know, write a Bible, you know, four hundred and fifty page, well, you know, you know. Bible. In, Desaad, in, Desaad speaks Latin. Latin. So, yeah, you know, maybe you start to pick some of those things apart. Like, I think there's a little bit more going on. And that's why I think that, you know, how did how did we get here in the first place? You know, why is the anti-light? Like, I think there's there's a lot more. Um, like, like I said, I think thinking about it in terms of, of like, if it's a, like a second or third cousin of Superman's as opposed to. You know, we're talking about an, a common ancestor, you know, dozens of generations back, in which case also, you know, the powers are going to express differently because they had more generations on Earth. First of all, there was generations, you know, of evolution that happened on Krypton. You know, they they, they changed their species over time in, intentionally. Um, they in clearly the had a doomsday based on the broken moon. You know, yeah, doomsday, you know, doomsdays, you know, genetics are different. They were doing genetic stuff differently. 
Yeah. Um, but also if you have, you know, Kryptonians that they could even have gone to a different planet first, you know, and it doesn't have to be directly from Krypton. So I think that, you know, ex the, the Kryptonian traits being expressed differently um, is not, uh, I, I don't know. I, it's, I don't think there's a lot of mental gymnastics to, to explain it that I don't think is necessarily even necessary just because it's, it's, we're not trying to, we're not trying to say that these are like Superman's siblings. That's that they're yeah. you know, just that. Well, they wouldn't be siblings, but they would be like you know multiple generations of cousins, ancestors, like, more or less. Ancestors, yeah, right. But I mean, in the same way that like you know we have common ancestors at some point. True, <laughs> right? True. but does not also remove the idea of the whole? I mean, again, I know that the whole last son of Krypton concept has never already been accurate because these all, all these fucking Kryptonians keep showing up. But like if. So to say on Earth that there was always these other Kryptonians before he did, it kind of, I don't know. Like, I'm, well, but how I'm much? How much? But how much does it change before you're no longer a Kryptonian? I mean, all like all dogs have a common ancestor, but you've got you know mm -hmm. Chihuahuas and you've got Dobermans, poodles, right? <laughs> yeah. And like, poodles. just look, look look at how successful that concept of having him be the only Kryptonian was in DC Comics. It didn't last all that long. Right. I'm just saying that like, if the I, like of if there were, but having I think having Kryptonian lineage. This, this is not to say that like. Like, I don't think like Zeus was a Kryptonian who immigrated to Earth, right? But to say somehow you know Zeus has Kryptonian blood in him, I don't think that's, I don't think that's, that's too far. I would you know like I said to to have him like be someone who was born on Krypton and and then like ended up on Earth as like a direct transplant, that's that's a bit contrived. But to say that the fact that you know the, their powers exist for similar reasons to Superman's because there's Kryptonians involved in the tree at some point. I, it doesn't seem too wild to me. I'm yeah. not against it. I think I just like, if I could just, again, cause you know, this is, you know, these are quotes that he gave at, at full circle. Again, I, you know, I would love to see more like, again, like what, what Dave, you said something like, like, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a film Bible of like what he had yeah. planned there. Because, you know, just hearing, you know, like, you know, a quote that is like, you know, three, four minutes long versus seeing what he had planned. If I can see the plan, if there's a plan that, like, you know, that can make exactly. sense to me. But like just hearing, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was just like thinking of, you know. Well, yeah, it's, it was just something that was probably when they were establishing, when they were expanding the universe. It was just something that they wanted to that they were considering. I mean, I and I even think DJ even says that that was like just something that just didn't go through, and they were just considering. And, and if they went full fledged into it, then we would probably see like an entire layout of how it all works, and then we'd be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because although because all DJ I think, would probably have to sign off of something like that, right? Uh, I think it's well, important to remember that, like, you know. Take for example the, the 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 making of Rebel Moon versus the making of Man of Steel. Like the making of Rebel Moon has been an ongoing thing for like the last ten plus years, give or take. And there's just been multiple additions, multiple different kinds of things added, subtracted, whatever. But then you look at the 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 creation of Man of Steel. That was more like, hey, Christopher Nolan calling me saying, hey, would you like to do a Superman movie? Then you're like, oh fuck, I have to do this whole brand new thing from scratch and have it be completely different from what has come before and I have to do it right now. Very, very different. But it, it would be very interesting to see just like what kind of ideas were played around with going into the making of the, the specifically Superman's lineage and history that went into Man of Steel that did make the final cut, so to speak, and what 
might not have been or could have been. I think people are always think, tend to be quick oh, too to say like they'll they'll hear an idea like this and it's often the way like for example you look at like Army of the Dead and you look at um Ooh. the the way that there's like the alien involvement in that. Mm-hmm. Like when we were on set they were talking about about aliens and that there was um and that like the, the, the virus was started by aliens, whatever but then you go watch the movie and like that's not even I was I was surprised by how how much how hard you have to look to even it was find, so subtle like, like even the yeah. that connection and so often that kind of stuff happens here where it'll come up because they say like well how did the Amazons oh maybe it was the Kryptonians okay that'll work out and they'll have that worked out like in the background but that doesn't mean that like Justice League two how the Kryptonians became Amazons is the <laughs> a plot of the movie you know this is mm-hmm. this is more like a, an dun, internal dun, dun, logic dun, 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 about how and why this happened but like that's never or maybe it would but not necessarily going to end up being a like you're not going to have a history lesson where they're like here is zeus with his kryptonian crest on and he mm-hmm. rips it off in favor of a lightning bolt like you know that, that doesn't mean that you're going to get that and as, then as somehow you know. his lightning bolt reached barry in a number of years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that would be actually kind of hilarious that'd be hilarious <laughs> wouldn't it Zeus was the original speedster. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, one, yeah. one of the Greek gods was a speedster. Hermes? Yes. Yeah. Hermes. 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 Right. Sorry. And if you go Roman mythology, Mercury. Oh, Max yeah. Mer- that's yeah right. Max, Mer- Max Mercury. There you go. No, but I mean, like, uh, like again, it was just one of those ideas that they were. What was this? What was the whole uh, the concept, too, of like um, Ares, like, crashed the ship, killed all his guys. That was, he crashed the ship that, that we see in Man of Steel. Is that what they were, that's what DJ was getting at? I believe so. That was yeah. something that was thrown out there, but that that was yeah. one of those things where it wasn't clear if that was the, yeah. the exact detail or not. Yeah, I think that's where that all kind of, I mean, let's face it, on BBS night, DJ was not giving a shit. No. <laughs> and he was just no, he putting was it all out there, and I, and I love it because, you know, going back to uh, what Jacob was saying, like, you know, Jesus, there are still people like launching fireworks. I don't know if you guys heard that. Um, that, um, yeah. yeah. Saving corn sweat at Superman's birthday today. Of course they're going to fire fireworks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yay, new Superman. Um, He's no, but, <laughs> no, but like, I, that, that's what I love about that. Zach is like, yeah, he won't be direct and be like, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, at the same time, if somebody else kind of goes like, says something, he just goes, eh, all right. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how many times I watched that mic drop. I mean, it was just so perfect. And it's like, Zach said nothing about Jeff Johns, but he just, all he said was, probably no, not. not. <laughs> you know? I, so love like, when he, I love when he's shady. So if, if uh, again, going back to, like, doing a, a docu-series thing, it would, like like you were saying, Jacob, and, you know, correlating to the last dance is like you have the, sh- the people that are talking the shit, which is Scotty Pippen and all those guys, Dennis Rodman, you know, but then you got Michael Jordan just like me, you know, just yep. no comment kind of thing. But but alluding to the whatever the subject is during the whole thing. So maybe he would just like not just say, you know, flat out names or anything like that. But he would just kind of go like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a guy that. Wears a ball cap a lot. Yeah, let's just say um, didn't hires a crisis it. manager when he can't speak on his own behalf. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he uh, he wanted one movie. I shot his movie and mine. 
which he's admitted before. He said yep. that he he essentially was like, hey, I shot two movies, you know, you know, for the most part, what they wanted and what was originally approved and what I was going to do. So and the Snyder Cut is what he wanted. So I think our best bet to get all this juicy stuff is a is a late in life autobiography. Um, I, I recently read uh, Gavin McLeod, who played uh, Captain Stooping on the Love Boat. He was also oh, Mary wow. Tyler Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he knew everybody in Hollywood. He had Betty Davis over for for dinner at his house, and she was a nightmare. And it's a hilarious story. Um, but uh, those kinds of books, where it's someone kind of late in the game in life, and they want their story told, they have the opportunity to tell it how they want to tell it. And so I think. Uh, to get to get Zach's perspective on that, I think that kind of thing would probably have to happen where it was written out and um, kind of the way he would want to present it. That so makes sense. I, I would hate that, though, because I'm a terrible reader and uh, books are not something I get to to, to do a lot. Hey, Rebecca, so, is, uh, it, is that your polite way of saying I like pictures? I like <laughs> I like pictures and audio more yep. than I do. Oh, <laughs> I'd, yep. I'd have to get the audio book of the yep. autobiography. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I mean, I'm, I mean, I think we're, you know, if Scott were here, he'd be like, oh. Yeah, I know. Right oh no! Now. Listen, Jordan has been bug- has been bullying me for not reading enough to the point where, like, okay, Andy, if I can't get you to read textbooks, I he, he one day I open my mail and like I have like these comics in my in my mail ball. He like he bought me all sorts of Superman and Superman Woman of Tomorrow and so on. He was like, I just want you to read, Andy. If you will do with pictures, that's a miracle. So, <laughs> uh, Rebecca, I get what you're saying. Um, it's, yeah, it, it sucks though because I was such a strong reader when I was younger, but man, nowadays. It's hard. It's just hard to find the time. It is, and I just too distracting. I mean, I read my timeline way too much. I know that. Um, but yeah, it's it, it just, and then I want to put something on. I want to listen to a podcast. I, yeah, I'm. I it's hard for me to just like sit down quietly and read a book. I, yeah, I probably got to do more of the audio book thing because I listen to podcasts all day. I mean, that's what I, I just listen to that when I'm working. It's just. That's that's what I go to is just listening to so many different podcasts. So like super good we, radio and the flash. Yes, party, all of it. BBS by the minute. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The Eternal Night. Yes, all wow. of it. All the ones. So many, I can't keep up. I've been no, trying really I mean, hard yeah, to, get I, to But I want to get back to reading. I'm just saying. Yeah. Sorry. I've been trying really hard to get back into into physical books. Um, in the in the past year or so just because, like like you were saying like listening to audio and scrolling feeds like i do lots of reading online i do lots of podcast yeah. listening like i'm constantly consuming information um and the frequency with which i put everything aside and just focus on one thing is is so rare <laughs> That between that and then and then, and then writing, it's it's between focusing on one source of information and focusing on only my own voice, um, is there are two things that like don't ever happen. Like think about like before the internet, like what ha- like when like you went to like do any like when you were I don't know waiting for a. I was gonna say like not an Uber, <laughs> waiting for a taxi or whatever. Like, <laughs> how? Like, what are you? What are you doing? Like, how? How much time do people spend like with their own? I'm sounding like a boomer here, probably, but like, how? How often? <laughs> well, I remember. I remember those times. How frequently does anybody anymore just sit with without their head filled with somebody else's words? 
Yeah. It's true. Um, it's it's wild. And, and maybe that's why I can't read is because I listen to myself every fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> I need a break. Listen to somebody else. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, even like, from one screenwriter writer to another, like when you're writing your articles, like do you have anything on in the background or like are you just kind of like? I uh, recently I've I've done um, a lot of my writing is just silence. There's no. I'll listen to like a podcast or something if while I'm doing images or or editing. Um, but, um, while I'm writing, it's often silent in the past when I wrote a lot more, um, I listened to a lot of junkie XL's Mad Max soundtrack. Nice. Um, that's real good for writing. Okay. Um, or any, I mean, any, any junkie, but like his Mad Max soundtrack specifically, I can't tell you how many articles I wrote to brothers in arms. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't do like lyrics or, or listen to people talking while I'm writing though. It, it I, I start in, inserting words that are it's got to be instrumental yeah, yeah. <laughs> i get that i get that but yeah like when i'm working and then sometimes yeah it can be just because you want to take in the information so if you're working on something and you go oh well, wait a minute i want to take all this you know most of this in so yeah, but sometimes I even have problems with that where I could just like sit down and actually listen to a podcast i'm usually multitasking but yeah, just to sit down and read a book. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, instead of staring at a screen. But yeah, it's hard. It's definitely hard. It's hard for me. Jacob, hard for you, right? Reading? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a. I'm not a huge reader. Yeah. Um, I have been more uh, recently, like in, in college, for sure, because you kind of you kind of have, have to. to. Yeah, um, you're forced. But I haven't really gotten to the point where I'm like, oh, that looks like such a good book. I, I need that. I need to read it. But I, I'd love to get there because um, I love, um, you know, retaining information. But we'll see in the future. No, for sure. Um, and um, yeah, we'll probably wrap this up in a little bit because we're almost going on four hours. And uh, but one thing I wanted to ask too, because you briefly said it, now I'm like, I want to go back to it. What position do you play for college football? I'm a wide receiver. <laughs> really? I was gonna guess quarterback. Just thought, kind of thought, but wide receiver. Look at you. You must be fast. <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I can only understand sport if it's spoken to me in finite light or Ted Lasso terms. So, like, <laughs> a wide receiver. Like, he catches the ball, Andy. A rat wide receiver. He goes long and they throw him the ball. Yeah. Well, so. you're like slot. Yeah. I, well, you're not, you're not much taller than me. Are you? I don't no. know. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. You are. Yeah. You're not. You know, mind. wide receivers don't need to be tall. Keep in mind. Just tell me a character from one of those shows and I will know exactly what he's doing. <laughs> Whoever Vic Stone throws the ball to. I don't know if you ever did. <laughs> kept it and tried to beat Wisconsin last minute. Uh, but no, I'm a. Uh, they move me around. But no, I, I mean, keep in mind Division Three, so I don't need to be remarkably tall to do the job. But uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I saw one of your, um, one of the, the, I think it was from, from one man show or from one of the other ones you were doing and you had your, 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 your play, um, the, the wrist, the, the armband. Yeah. Your, your oh yeah. yeah. It was on his I, I was like, do you have a shot list on show. that or? Yeah. That's it's yeah. Like such a I, Snyder thing. I actually, thank <laughs> you for bringing that up because that felt very much like what the quarterbacks wear right now. Yep. Yeah. 
you know, on their wrists. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I saw that I in the picture. Shot list. Um, because I mean, speaking of Snyder, I, I do. I mean, I have the script obviously, but I, I love to go off the storyboard. So I pull the storyboards off and I just put them in writing. So on there is like, um, shot number just for because I had this is my first time. I said that with Dave earlier, but this is my first time with the DP. And that was really helpful for him. So I had a shot number and then a uh, shot description, uh, the lens, um, the rig, and then the frame rate. So I like to keep all that handy and I color code it so I just know where I'm at. But uh, yeah, shot lists are very important if you want to do this thing for real. Yeah, that's as someone who who reads a lot more about it than I do it <laughs> that's that's um that's one of the things that um I really appreciate about like <coughs> Zach has always said that you start seeing other people um that are are like the kind of filmmakers that like I tend to vibe with are the ones that that have the most um the the most adherence to a to a a, a shot list and a kind of a, a storyboard process ahead of time. I say that although like what I just learned um I guess Spielberg uh plans the shot on the day of like he shows up without a shot list and then just like blocks it on site which is insane Crazy. but <laughs> but look at how many uh classic you know movies yeah. Yeah. Well, I, mean, yeah. I, I could never do that but yeah yeah which just depends on yeah, just depends on the person. I mean, he's he just can potentially those, just see it in his head. I guess he's exactly. one of those people who he can just see it. Yeah, yeah, just awesome. But anyways, uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to uh, the actual full trailer because you know, according to Jacob, you know the tease the trailer is better than the the full trailer is better than the teaser. Trailer's yeah. cool. Couple yeah. things I want to say. Um, first okay. of all, I remember. Um, I mean. Sounds horrible to say out loud. Thank God for the pandemic and the birth of the Vox stream. But I remember uh, the very first one, Dave. I told you in person that I've been watching your channel since uh, before we actually saw your face. Um, so I've been a film junkie guy from day one, um, and uh, this is really a surreal experience. So beyond the show, it's pretty cool. Um, but Going forward, uh, mm-hmm. the poster that I showed tonight. Well, the the teaser is going to go out tomorrow on um, every platform imaginable, um, and then the poster Threads. will go out. Yeah, I'll try to put it on beds. We'll see. <laughs> um, the poster will go out in August, and then September we'll have the full trailer. Um, I hinted at it earlier, but if any of you guys are Frank Sinatra fans, you might like it. If I can get away with it, we'll see. Um, and then October 13th is our release day. October 12th is my premiere at my, at my college. We're going to do, um, kind of a full circle type thing where I'll, I'll screen it and then we'll have a panel with everyone that helped me. And, uh, also on October 12th will be, uh, an AFSP, um, fundraiser. I'll have a goal and we'll try to hit it. Uh, with mankind's eye, we were short, Lucid, we were short, but they were pretty generous goals. But we'll see if we can get there. Um, I will, uh, Dave, I'll send you some info on that when we, yeah, for sure. So maybe you can send it out and give us some help. But um, yeah, whatever yeah. you need. Man. Then October 13th, um, we'll put it out. And then 
hopefully some people will see it and think it's cool. But yeah. How, how are yeah. you releasing it? Or, or, or is it going to be available for free or uh, can people pay for it? That'd be cool. Uh, but no, it'll be, <laughs> it'll, be, uh, it'll be on YouTube for free. Okay, and, cool. And we, I, we will pay you with love. That's comments. There you go. Thank you very Wait much. Pay, pay him in uh, comments and likes and subscribes. Yeah. And thanks. Yes, there it is. We'll rock it, man. No, but uh, yeah, no, thank you for coming on. I know like uh, we talked about this and I, uh, I'm very impressed by the teaser. Can't wait to see more of it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to even do even a deeper dive on some of the old stuff, too. I mean, I was impressed when I, I when I reactivated my TikTok. It was funny. I reactivated my TikTok because I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to get back onto this damn thing and just you know post my <laughs> shorts on there because why not? And then it was funny because I started scrolling and then you, your behind the scenes video popped up on mine. And I was like, yeah, this is very well done you know, even the behind the scenes, I mean, you, you have to take pride in that too. And, you know, so, I mean, and like I said, the teaser was uh, done very well. So very much looking forward to the, for the, uh, the full trailer. And then, like I said, yeah, I'll, that whatever help you need to like plug it, I'll definitely be there and do it, man. So, but I appreciate Thank it coming you. on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I got the future Zack Snyder here, folks. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> now, come on. Maybe. Whatever you do, whatever you do, do not go to Warner Brothers. Because yeah, oh yeah, yeah. don't worry. No, not right now, at least. But uh, anything else you want to plug before we wrap it up here? Um, yeah, I am on TikTok. I'm trying to get that off the ground. I do, I do some original stuff on there, but I use, I use it mainly to just promote whatever I'm doing in the big picture. But uh, I am on TikTok at uh, JM Riddle 2020. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and also I guess Threads at jrids8 it's right there and uh my youtube channel is just jacob riddle so check it out i got a lot of cool stuff on there and um yeah that's me cool well thank you jacob for uh being the guest tonight of course Hopefully you will uh return uh and have some fun with these chuckleheads around here that we're gonna plug right now uh, rebecca you go yeah yeah uh thanks for having me back dave and uh congratulations jacob on your your hard work just keep shooting yeah that's that's the best way to keep getting better is just keep going out there and doing it um uh you can find me as a co-host of a podcast called supergirl radio so if you want to hear about supergirl and my adventures with superman we're going to be talking about that because uh we are going to be really excited about the news uh, Newsboy Legion getting an adaptation <laughs> into uh, animation, which is so exciting. Um, and uh, I also have a personal YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. That's where I uh, do a lot of Snyderverse uh, talk. I'm hoping to put together a video about Full cir Circle, at least starting to do that this weekend. Um, so I'll, I'll be sharing some of my perspective and what I did there. And uh I guess just uh, subscribe and uh, follow along if you're interested in those things. Please do so. All right. We got Phil. Thank you again, Dave, for having me on. It's always a blast getting to talk with everyone else. Uh, Jacob, always nice to catch back up. I remember meeting you at Full Circle. Um, good luck with all your endeavors. Sounds like you're pretty committed to everything you're doing. So more power to you, my friend. Um, anyone wants to catch me or my musings just at unfiltered. Probably not Twitter much longer, but uh, Vero, Instagram, <laughs> threads, definitely. Um, you can listen to my podcast, The Eternal Light, on Podbean, where me and my buddy Craig just talk about practically anything Batman. You can also catch me on The Four Nerds most Thursdays. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. 
Okay, cool. Andy. Sorry, wait, what was it? Oh, wow. I blacked out. Sorry. <laughs> oh, he's still looking at Ray Fisher's bicep. That's no. <laughs> time. No, I'm gonna no, sorry. I just uh I was think I was speaking deeply, which is which is rare for me. Uh well you can find me at Andy Bakta on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vero. Not Fred's yet, because Y'all, there's just too many apps. Like, I, you know, agree. I agree. Too many. You can find me on Blue Sky. You can find me on Blue Sky. Uh, I'm uh, a host. I'm one of the hosts of something called the Flash Podcast, which is uh, it covered the Flash TV show. It's over now, so we're uh, we're figuring shit out. But uh, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. The Flash Podcast is part of the same network. Figuring uh, shit out podcast. Yeah. I like it. It's part, yeah, it's part part of DC Podcast, which is what Supergirl Radio is part of, and. Uh, I run uh, Endless Mul- uh, Hoko's Endless Multiverse with Jordan, who was on before it, uh, Chainsaw Reacts YouTube channel. Uh, I write a screenwriter. No, nowhere near as cool as what Steven does. Uh, he w- writes way deeper, cooler stuff than I do. But uh, yeah, give me clicks. We appreciate it. And uh, I also run Multiverse of Colors. So uh, I'm everywhere. I will annoy the fuck out of you. And uh, see Blue Beetle on August 18th. <laughs> I don't know. Steven writes things that are a little wordy. I don't know. Well, no, the, his shit is deep. I'm just, I'm like, I know. Like, fuck, I'm just, fuck, 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 I can't write this good. I know. <laughs> I know puts a shame. Anyway, Steven. I don't do it very often is the problem. <laughs> um, True. But yeah, I guess apparently if, you, if you'd if you like reading deep things, um, <laughs> check out. Um, <laughs> you can find my writing so deep. at, uh, at screenrant.com. Um, and uh, listen to my podcast with Andrew Dice, uh, Batman v Superman by wow. the minute. Uh, we are uh, uh, just finding out about uh, um, Bruce is saying that I bet your parents taught you that uh, um, that you were that you mattered, that, that you were special. My parents taught me something different, um, and that that's coming out soon. If you didn't, um, if you're if you're not been following along, Dice just dropped a huge. Huge bombshell with a breakdown of Plato's Republic in in minute one thirty that Jacob mentioned earlier. Nice, even blew my you mind. Were, so yeah, if you want to hear Dice reading a large chunk of Plato's Republic and then us talking about how it applies to the movie, um, it uh, I I would have enjoyed listening to just him talking about it on his own. So participating was. was I saw you tweet work. about like how he blew your mind when it came to that stuff. Oh yeah, I mean it's like you he you re- just reading the the, cha- the the section he read is like oh yeah no that's like. Terry, like you can see Terry's post-it notes all over the place when you when you read it. So yeah, so check that out. Batman v Superman by the minute. We got more coming soon. Obviously, we're we're headed up to a, a pretty climactic moment, um, given the the position. So I'm um, hoping to do something fun for that. Um, and uh, yeah, find me on Twitter at smcolbert and on Instagram. Um, you can see my photography also at smcolbert. Don't follow me on Threads. <laughs> That's what his first post was. Find on Snapchat and Spoutable <laughs> and Blue Sky. Find on Blue Sky, Mastodon, whatever the hell. The Friendster, other. MySpace, Friendster. all the places. What the fuck is Friendster? Oh, oh wow. That was, that's that's the first uh social that's... media that uh Zuckerberg ripped off. <laughs> True. Wow, it's a long time ago. Wow, you never watched the Social Network, Andy? Uh, I love the so it's one of my favorite. It's the first time I talk about Friendster. Then Jesse Zuckerberg, great Friendster movie, not Jesse Zuckerberg, Jesse Eisenberg. Wow, all I know <laughs> is 
All I know is somebody get David Fincher on the blower because we have a sequel that is writing in real time right now. <laughs> Who's going to play Elon Musk? I don't know. Fine. I will do I will do it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate everybody who joined. Thank you to Jordan, of course, who uh, joined earlier. And uh, thank you to uh, Jacob being the guest. Hopefully you will return and uh, just shoot the shit on here. Really enjoyed talking to you and looking forward to seeing what uh, what's going to be happening in the future when it comes to that. And then, of course, uh, one man show. Thank you, to Rebecca. Thank you, to Stephen. Thank you to Andy. Thank you to Phil. Well, thank you to everybody who's watching. We will talk to you guys later.